Well, well, we're at it again. Yep, here I, we are. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Yeah, another podcast. Dude, today's going to be awesome. Yeah, it is. I'm really excited, almost slightly intimidated. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I. It's going to be the first time that something like this has happened for me. Actually, as like a, a thing I'm doing, I've never gone to like an event where we would do this or... Well, let's say what it is. We're going to be sampling scotches and whiskeys from around the world that's not in America. <laughs> yeah. Assorted ones. Our guest today will be... Really, really good, tasty oh, stuff. Yeah, like high high quality from uh, we're gonna, you're going to hear all about it. We're going to learn all about it. I don't even have the words yet to explain, I don't think. Mm-hmm. And we're going to listen to some pretty amazing music. Oh man, the music even is going to be f- oh. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting for this to happen on the show. The first band we're going to play. That's right, you heard it. First band we're going to play. Oh yeah. We yeah. Mm. I know. It's going to be amazing. We want to kick it off. Let's do it. Let's see. I think we should listen to which one? Oh man. Okay. Spray. Just click a button. Yo, everybody, today we be out here for vlogging with Shiz Naughty. Shiz, how are you? Shiz be good. Shiz Naughty ready to party. We got Captain Kablog out front giving away lollipops to all the little ruglets and shit. Not gonna talk about it though. I'm gonna be about it. Kablog! Fix your shitty car. It is the goop that's super smart. It is an art. Watch it start to move a rusted, sticky part. Snag it at your local mart or bar it off your workmate's card. Kablog's a spray that's used in ways can save you from your fucked up taste. Squirt, squirt. Let's go. Now we are two roads that know how to fix problems we face on the road. Kablog is sick. It will unstick or restick the Kablog trick. She's naughty. We don't stop the party. Welcome to Kablog Motors, proudly serving the U.S. mediocre automobiles for the last three and a half months. And we're still going. When I first heard about Kablarg Motors, I broke down at a taco house somewhere outside of Dallas. I was fortunate enough to get upgraded to a bigger car that smelled like farts at first, but now I only smell burritos. Farty burritos. Which is appropriate, because later my farts will smell like burritos. Once upon a time, a prince asked a beautiful princess, will you marry me? The princess said no. And the prince lived happily ever after. And he rode motorcycles and fucked skinny, big-titted broads and hunted and fished whenever the fuck he wanted and went to naked bars and dated women half his age and drank whiskey, beer, and Captain Morgan and snorted cocaine off strippers' asses and never heard bitching and never paid child support or alimony and ate pussies and ass-fuck cheerleaders and kept his house and guns and never got cheated on while he was at work and all his friends and family thought he was fucking cool as hell and he had tons of money in the bank and he left the toilet seat up. The end. (laughs) Yeah. Love is in the air this Valentine's Day, and Cupid's got an ass load of arrows. If any of you want one of them fall babies, y'all better start fucking. 
I hear fall babies don't cry much and glow in the dark. Kablarg has some great advice and a new product for you all this Valentine's Day. It's licensed, bonded, and covered in Crisco. When the mild finger comes out and you sense tickling's about to start, rescue yourself with some passion tape. Let's face it, folks. Everyone loves a good old-fashioned romping on the biscuit cave. With passion tape, you can brace yourself for whatever dream squirts may come. When you hear the sirens from the tornado warning and that F5 bastard's about to touch down and rattle the shutters, hop on over to our website. Secure yourself some passion tape now coming harder than ever in 16 colors. Truth be told, she tied me up and I struggled a lot, but I'm fucking good. Thank you, passion tape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I'm fucking good. Welcome to a journey through time and stuff. Time and stuff, yeah. You've never been on a journey like this before. Time and stuff time. Time for the stuff to happen. Time. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another journey of time, another episode of a journey through time and stuff. I almost fucked that up. My name, my name is Aaron, the one I, fucking it up. I'm Jason. I didn't fuck it up. No, you didn't at all. That was awesome. And man, <laughs> we got a show today, buddy. Yeah. We uh, tell them who's here. Dude, we got Michael McGuire in the house right here. Michael. Michael fucking McGuire. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm good. Thank you, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. Welcome, man. This is fucking awesome. Um, today... I mean, first of all, you guys work together. You've been friends yeah. for years now, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. about yeah. three years. And then yep. uh, we had the privilege of coming over. We watched the Connor oh, Mayweather yeah. flight over at your house, and that was fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. We had a podcast just specifically for that episode, that fight, mm-hmm. um, which was a good time. Yep, um, which we thanked you for. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> that was a good fucking time. It was, yeah, it was also an okay fight. Huh? Yeah, it was decent. I mean, you know, for watching a boxer fight and not boxer. Right. Yeah, it was what it was. Um, But, man, and today um, you came here and, you know, we're going to talk all about stuff. But you have a a treat for us. Tell tell everybody what what you brought. Well, I wanted to share my passion of drinking whiskey, good whiskey, like scotch and Irish whiskeys. Mm -hmm. So I brought about seven bottles of we got three bottles from Ireland, three bottles from Scotland, and one bottle of single malt whiskey from Japan. Oh, man. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So I thought it would be a good idea to share this with you guys. We'll, I'm excited. We'll compare. We'll taste them. See what we think. Maybe we'll come up with the winner. Yeah. I think we should. See if we have a yeah. I'm, I'm I'm definitely going to be keeping notes. I got my phone ready. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I'm, I'm going to keep notes through the whole thing and rank them. Mm. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I I love good scotch. I love good Irish whiskeys. Um, you know, I haven't tried a lot of uh tire in stuff just out of lack of knowing what to buy. I kind of go for the Jameson or you know relative in there, Glenlivets and things right. like that. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited, man. You have a lot of cool bottles. A lot. I mean, this is gonna be fucking fun. Yeah. All right. I'm looking forward. And to it. you also brought. Black Sabbath, Master Reality. The first album I ever owned as a kid. Third grade. <laughs> That's right. It's the one that paved the way for my love of uh, of heavy metal music or, you know, hard yeah. rock is what it was called then. Heavy metal wasn't even a, a term back in 1971. That's but... true. That's true. It, it took until... Uh... 1978, I could be wrong on that date, but Ronnie James Dio coined 
the term heavy metal. I believe that's in, something in, in, close in, to the when truth, he was playing yeah. with Rainbow, right? In the late seventies, before he became singing for Black Sabbath, right? Yeah, and you then know? you had the uh, the whole new wave of British metal, which yep. inspired a lot of like Metallica and stuff. Oh yeah, so. oh yeah, that came over. Iron Maiden is one of my favorite fucking bands of all time, right. man. Mine's Judas Priest, but yeah, oh Priest yeah. is right in there, yeah, man. Right there, I, yeah. I uh, yeah, yeah. Judas Priest is a has a special place in my heart, man. Right. That fucking it, ah, every, every time I think about them, I just hear his fucking scream. I just yeah. <laughs> and oh man, and then think of him in leather riding a motorcycle on a stage. Right. You can't. <laughs> he's the only fucking badass of any band ever. Who right. Rode a fucking motorcycle on the stage to start a show, man. Yeah, I've That's always legit. And but without Black Sabbath, I would never have explored and found sure. Judas Priest. You sure, because they're mm-hmm. from the same same t- same oh, city in yeah. uh, in England. Yeah, so. yeah absolutely. Gotcha. Um, what a uh, big Motorhead fan too? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Love Lemmy. Uh, Lemmy yeah. is yeah. was God is he still right. is he still is yeah right yeah. yeah he didn't really die right I was telling Jason about his early work with the band called Hawkwind yes more yes like acid oh, rock yeah. or whatever I, I, at the time I actually am a huge Hawkwind nerd really lo- oh really? yeah I, oh yeah that's rare I haven't well, met many people that really know of Hawkwind yeah, so, and let alone call themselves a Hawkwind nerd well I <laughs> I I, I dug really deep into Lemmy before I mean before he died I'm a bass player and so right. he just his attack the ace his, of spades got you it, it, <laughs> it, ace of spades is a good one it wasn't actually the one that got me but um it uh more or less I, the nickname oh <laughs> yeah yeah um his attack on the bass and, and his style for playing was what actually ca- about about murder motorhead you know they were mm-hmm. they were so heavy they were fast um and it was so based i just blew me away and then to find out he's singing and doing all that as well, and you're like, holy shit, he's like a bass James Hetfield. Right. You know? Yeah. And like, um, just getting in the nerd zone with, with Lemmy in itself led me to Hawkwind, and I've listened, you know, all their stuff that you can find. And, right. Okay. Oh, you know, yeah, it's good, man. It's good. I, uh, I, I, I like Motorhead more. Oh, just, of course. Just because yeah. of, of the, you know, kind of what he, Every you can hear everything that he was doing in Hawkwind was leading to Motorhead, right? Oh, and yeah. like you know, Motorhead's just or not Motorhead. Uh, Hawkwind is that's a different type type of music, and it totally is. It's, it's not it's not as fast and thrashy, <laughs> no. and it's no. you know it's it's got it's got really interesting, cool grooves to it. It's but it's kind of like just a wall of sound hitting yeah. you more than anything. It's. It's that seventy spacey, you know, yeah. take a journey, close your eyes, yeah, enjoy a few things. Hopefully you're inebriated of some sort. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um awesome. Fuck yeah, man. I'm excited. Listen to some Sabbath. We we've we played one other Sabbath, but it was it was Heaven and Hell with Dio. Oh, it okay. the first album yeah. with him, which okay. I, I I always like uh Ozzy more in mm. in Sabbath than I do Dio. Yes. With Sabbath. But as individuals, when you get later on, there are some great. I don't know. I almost like Dio more as a vocalist and, and a frontman than I do Ozzy overall. Like, like, I don't know. There's just something about like this little guy with the voice of madness. Oh and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, drives me crazy. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna get the first track started. What are this is the first alcohol we're gonna taste? Where are you starting us with? Well, I figured, as I said, we'd start in Ireland. We'll start with the, uh, it's a newer Irish whiskey. It's called the Sexton. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
It's gotten mixed reviews. Okay. So I'd like to share it with you guys and yeah, see yeah. what you think. I took a little sip of it when I first bought the bought the bottle. It's got a really neat bottle here and everything. It does. Yeah. It's it's you know? like a it's a hexagonal very dark bottle. No, I mean no no see through, no opacity at all. You can't Nope. A, we don't even know how much is drank out of it. Right. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> you can only True. tell by weight. Yep. <laughs> very good. Um yeah, why don't you serve us up a little bit and uh, I don't know. Explain a little bit about it. All right. If you, if you would, I, I mean, I'm so interested because I've 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 heard the name Sexton before, but of course never. Well, are you thinking Charlie Sexton, the musician from the '80s, um, or have you heard the name the Sexton as an Irish whiskey? I uh, maybe just Charlie Sexton. <laughs> okay. Maybe because I I honestly didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I can't uh, make a distinction. There. Right. <laughs> I can't neither. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, what we got here is uh, the Sexton. It's a single malt um, from the north coast of Ireland. It's made from 100% Irish malted barley. It's triple distilled and aged for four years in Oloroso sherry cask. Oh. And it comes in this really cool bottle, as I said. Yeah, Oloroso. Right. Hell yeah. Ol- what was it? Kind of wood? Cherry? It's Oloroso sherry. Oh. So they aged, They had sherry in it. And then okay. once the sherry's gone and bottled or, or however they do it, um, like... Uh, the Irish, some of the Irish whiskeys, bourbon or uh, scotches, they they take the old sherry casks or, or sure. brandy casks, depends on on the company, and they age their whiskey, their whiskey in, in, the, in those right. casks. So you'll, that's what gives it a lot of this stuff the flavors because it okay. pulls it pulls from, it from the cask. Okay. And by the way, I am a strict amateur oh, on on this no, on this scotch it. stuff. So or if someone out there is critiquing my knowledge i'm learning as i go so. yeah message us and tell us and we'll pass the knowledge <laughs> on because we want to know too yes. yeah this um, is a huge learning experience for oh me. yeah all right for me so this well is i'm exciting. gonna get this glass this yeah. first glass going because i know me and jason had a hard day at work <laughs> no, i'm sure you did I, as well today I, was today was a day day six in a row oh yeah and uh you know it uh it was a rough day had to finish a couple jobs up that i don't know kind of due to overbooking a little bit at the work show at the shop but uh no i'm excited that's that's uh yeah i'm excited to taste this man well i do want to make one comment i was talking to jason earlier today about i read a review on the sexton right yeah. Oh, yeah. and the guy gave it mixed reviews or you know but his main complaint was about the bottle right and the bottle wasn't functional enough for him and i kind of just realized what he was talking about because uh-huh. as i poured this it sort of does pour out the side uh-huh. does it right yeah so we we miss a little of the glass hopefully you don't mind a little oh, on the no, floor that's why we have a wood right. table oh, okay yeah. soaks it up there's a lot of alcohol spilled into this table oh yeah man i built right. this fucking table did you yeah we talk about it kind of a lot probably on the it's podcast a, it's a badass table no yeah uh he yeah jason built this table from uh, oh, hell yeah. the pallets that we shipped all of our stuff down here fr- from from Alaska, all of our housing stuff and clothes and everything oh, that we had, we I have heard the story about oh, yeah. about these. Yeah, right. so so we, all the pallets that all of our stuff was shipped down on, we had them once we were here and moved in. And I came home from work one day, and Jason's like, "Here is a, uh, yeah, I built a table out of the pallets, and he hand sawed everything, fucking notched and thank you, thank You're you." Welcome. Um, also, I you were saying, what is the proper tasting technique for this? Oh, well, the first thing we want to do is uh, you have the nose, right? Yes, I love my nose. All right. So I did some research so I know so I can point out maybe what we should be looking for in the smell. So the nose on this on the sexton okay. is supposed to be a pleasant odor or a pleasant smell 
with lots of mixed fruits, and some of that should come from the sherry influence from, from it being in the cask. And also maybe a little hint of coffee. Hmm. So. Wow. When I think about those flavors, I get them. That's kind of cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I've always wondered about, about uh, a lot of this stuff when they're critiquing uh, these things. Is it influence or is, yeah. is it really there? Well, uh, I guess I would have to know. What, like, sh- what sherry smells like? Yeah, you want to taste that? Yeah, well, <laughs> I should have brought some sherry. I kind of know what sherry. I, I have. We have some sherry actually. Oh, okay. I, I know. What, I know what sherry smells. Like. I'm trying to get the coffee, and I'm like, what kind of coffee were they smelling? Like, was it Folgers? Was it? <laughs> I don't you know. know. What kind of? Because I, I do coffee not smell so, coffee. No, here. I don't. I don't get any coffee at all. Okay. But I do get some fruity notes. I do. I do get that. Yeah. All right. Wow, it's clearing out my nose. Nice. Right. It is. I yeah. Can, yeah. I know. I can breathe much better through my nose. So anybody out there that, yeah. <laughs> Neat. If you're sick, feeling yeah. down, feeling stuffed, smell the sexton. <laughs> there it all is. Right. All right. So our, our next thing we want to try here is the palate. All right. And according to the experts, we should be tasting a, fairy, a fairly mild whiskey, but with a decent amount of ethanol burn. The sherry finishing should be immediately apparent. The tasty notes include citrus fruits, spices, and touches of chocolate. So are you guys ready to taste this? Oh, oh man. Yeah. See if All we right. taste any of this. All right, All right. Sexton. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. Cheers. It is mild. It is mild. Oh, wow. Okay. There is a decent amount of ethanol burn, but oh, it's yeah. not too overpowering. Nope. It's, it's and it's in, it's in all the back. it's all in like the back of the mouth, but not yeah. in the throat at all. Right. It's just kind of up in the top in the mouth. It's crazy, like how nice the smell was, and then the taste is like not really where the smell is. I don't know. Yeah, kind of cool. Maybe that's that ethanol. Maybe I don't know. I almost, keeps, I almost didn't right get a lot back. of citrus. No, no, I, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't hear the citrus or the chocolate. I didn't find either of those. Well, let, let's uh, explore a the third one? aspect. Yeah. Okay. okay, the okay. third aspect is the finish, right? So, according to the finish of this particular brand. It, it should be moderate in length with notes of fruit and sweet maltiness. Now, I taste the fruit and the maltiness more than anything citrusy. Yeah. Yeah, I get malt. sitting on my tongue? Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely get fruit. Mm-hmm. It is kind of, it's sweet. It's uh, thirst quenching. I would yeah. like this after running a marathon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, could, exactly. I could hear that. I could hear that. <laughs> after some hard work, this is delicious. Let's oh, yeah. smell it, taste it. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's good stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I. it's sad that it got mixed reviews only for the bottle because this is a damn good whiskey. It's. Uh, I would buy it again. And yeah. it's not bad price at 29 I think, 29 or $30 a bottle. Really? That is not bad at all, especially no. for this flavor. Oh, yeah. Because I paid a lot more for worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I believe you. This is good stuff. Huh. I'd definitely buy this again. This is going to be a staple in my collection at home yeah man this is uh it is it's good it's light yeah i like that i like that gold color to mm-hmm. it makes me want to have another drink <laughs> oh yeah wow i guess we can look they also Talk we can look and see if we legs have the legs of, on it and they I have, are i have some long skinny legs running down this thing and just what's and, left in my glass. Right. And they're still forming. 
Yeah, if I swish whatever the little bit mm-hmm. left around, I get good long legs. It holds it together. It's similar to wine. Right. You know, but they do dissipate pretty quick. Right. They don't stay a long time, which I think might be a bonus for whiskeys. Right. You don't leave yeah, a I'm, lot hanging on the edge of the glass. Right. I'm not sure about how that's supposed to be, if it's supposed to be the longer lasting. Because I know that with wine, if you're drinking like a Cab, Cab Sauv or a, a, you know, like a Merlot, something like in, in the more bitter side right. of a Merlot or toward a Cab Sauv, um, you want those light, the legs to be thicker legs. Right. And, and hang for a while. Okay. As far as I know with wine. Yeah, huh. that's about as much as I know about wine. Yeah. But the sweeter you go with red wines, I'm pretty sure the the quicker you want the legs to run because it doesn't leave the glass sugary. Oh, all right. So the more sweet the wine gets, the le- the quicker you want the legs to run. All right. I don't know. Well, thank you I for could... the knowledge. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Because I do like certain wines. I like reds. I like, like yeah. Italian table reds. And stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like Chianti and uh, Valpolicella. I like, absolutely. I like those just to kick back and relax, too. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Very good. Let's uh let's listen to Sabbath, dudes. Please. Fuck yeah. I haven't heard this in a long time. Ah, this is exciting. <laughs> oh, I caught the end of the tra- first track. Little trail off. Well, this sets it up. It does. This is what uh, embryo. Embryo or orchid. Orchid. Sorry, yeah, orchid. that's right. Orchids. Here we go. Bill Ward is one of my favorite drummers of all time. Mine too. That guy does some amazing stuff on this album, especially. This album gripped me when I was a kid, man. I was in third grade. So Tony Iommi is the best riff writer of all time, in my opinion. He's better better than Hetfield. Love Ozzy's voice though, man. Yeah, these early days. Yeah, early, he was so powerful here. <sighs> yeah, man. And you Be- know, before the drugs really took hold. Right. <laughs> and by, by Bill, by, by when Blizzard of Oz came out and he was by himself, he, I mean, he was the Ozzy we know now. He right. wasn't like this. No. Yeah. And I'll tell you uh, some old history. We almost lost Tony Iommi. Oh yeah. To uh, um. A band I can't stand personally, Jethro Tull. Yes. During the same time when Sabbath was forming, he played with Jethro Tull a few times and almost left behind. Well, Black Sabbath at the time was known as Earth, I think was the right. name of their opening. Right. Yeah. I'm so glad he didn't join Jethro Tull. I am too. <laughs> I am, would not enjoy this today. I am a Jethro Tull fan. I do okay. like Tull, okay. but I uh, I am glad he's not on it. Yes, because this would have never happened right here. Yeah. If, yep. if it did, it wouldn't be the same. That was like when when Les Claypool almost joined Metallica after Cliff Burton died. That would not have worked. And and they were like, man, we have this guy who's a sick metal bass player, but we wouldn't have had Primus. 
Right. Exactly. If he had joined, there would be no Primus without him not joining Metallica. True. I'm going to Primus um, in June. Are you? Yeah. Oh, I, I fucking love Primus. They're playing at, at Edgefield, but we're going to the Ben Show. Okay, so, cool. Yeah, at the amphitheater out there. That's awesome. Looking forward to it. I saw him last year, and it was just amazing. I've never seen Primus live before then, unless no. Claypool, me being a, I love the bass. Oh, yes. It's yes. my favorite instrument to listen to. Me too. Well, Geezer Butler is no slouch on the bass no. guitar. <laughs> no. Geezer Butler's in my top five bassists of all time. I'd have to say forever. he's up there, yeah. Geezer Butler. Yep. I mentioned him when I'm talking bass players. Yeah. I just love how they take it up and bring it back to the right here, man. This groove is one of the coolest metal grooves. Yeah. That was a nice transition, too. Yeah. Effortless. Get some cowbell in there. Get that cowbell. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh. We'll listen to Geezer here. I know. Yeah, dude. Hell yes. Woo! <laughs> I got to clap for that one. That's all. That's, Every time. I just remember being a third grade, oh, a kid God. in third grade, yeah. listening to this stuff. My mom's, what are you listening to in there? And none, <laughs> none of my friends were even listening to this stuff. You yeah. know, I mean, it was like, I think they were listening to Sean Cassidy or something like of that course, at the yeah. time. Yeah. And I got turned on to this stuff and never looked back. You know, yep. I'd sit in my room at night. I knew every lyric, every hook. Well, well, the know? thing, yeah. the cool thing was too is back in that time, and and even when I was a kid and, and growing up, you know, a bunch of these vinyls in here were vinyls that I looked at that were my mom and dad's when I was a kid. Right. And like, you had album covers to look at. Oh, I know. And you could sit there and open them and study the inside, and they had bios of the players, and you got to read about them and read notes, and then look yep. at all the pictures real close. Or if there was a, if it was an artwork one, then all the crazy artwork on that's, I don't know, that's man. kind of what breaks my heart today about yeah, yeah. i love yeah. the access that we have through the internet iTunes and, is great. And iTunes i, I is love fucking it because you can you can hear stuff that it was so hard to get when i was growing up and you guys yeah. as well right and it's changed really fast almost overnight yes right 
but I love that tangible thing that you got in your hand. Oh, your yeah, album. Man. And as you just said, you, I'd stare at it for hours looking for anything in there that was the hidden meaning or a hidden icon yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. And reading the liner notes. And then if we were lucky, we got the lyrics too, right? That's it. That's it. You know, it. you yep. sit there because what they're saying is important along with what, what the music that goes along with it. Yeah. I yeah. just, I miss that aspect because I do. Even CDs now are. They're going to stop producing them, they are. from they what are. I heard. And, and or at least some of the, like Best Buy, I guess, said that they were going to quit selling them. Yeah. yeah. What's that going to lead to? Right. Know? Well, yeah. they, you know, everything's so downloadable small. now. But, but the thing was that even with CDs, man, when CDs first came out, you could go buy CDs and you had good jackets in there. Yeah. The jacket you could yeah. pull high out and look at pictures. both sides, they had high quality pictures. They would have like seven folds inside the case. And oh, so yeah. you'd pull the front case out. Oh yeah, you had to open those up yeah. and like Still good, super small. Though. They were super small. They were small, but they gave you like it wasn't just like two sided. You were always bummed when you opened and it bought an album for somebody and it was like this cheap jacket inside. Right. And you're like, what the fuck is this with you guys, man? Like, <laughs> like give us a good inside jacket. Give us something right. to look at. Give us something to connect with as a fan to you as a band. That that'll get us to your show. Yep, exactly. You know, you know it's it's spending the time and, and when there was no internet. Yeah. When you couldn't go and look at pictures of them and, and look, go to YouTube and watch them in concert first. And when you couldn't do any of those things, all you had to connect with them before you ever saw what they looked like live was what was on the inside of a CD jacket or a vinyl cover. Yeah, absolutely right. Or, or a tape. It, when tapes came out, they had some decent jackets inside of tapes as well in the back fold. That the oh, tapes yeah. yeah. you those could open, fold out to those like eight would fold or, out. You, yeah. they would, they would <laughs> make those, folds, yeah. I, I had a ZZ Top Aftermath. Fucking and that one folded out, and they had a bunch of little concert photos in there of them playing live and standing there with the big star ba- guitars right. and beards, and you know, like that. Yeah, I don't know, man. Well, yeah, I miss that shit. ZZ Top never had any shortage of like like pictures and things no. like that, though. Like, no, I don't know. I well, that's like that's because the albums they, they were old school the enough. ZZ Top's great. been around since the seventies, man. They yeah. were old. They were old school enough, and they understood. I mean, they grinded for so long. Oh yeah, and put yeah. out so many albums before they were on the radio, and then people were like, "Oh my God! Well, look at all this shit they've already released." That unless you were like in that gr- like genre, mm. you didn't know who ZZ Top was. Right. And then, you know, "Give Me All Your Money" came, or, <laughs> right. or "Give Me All Your Loving" came out, and people oh, yeah. were like, "The the the normal people were like, oh." My God, yep. <laughs> that was that they they took over MTV for that whole yeah. album. Yeah. yeah, they made yeah. like four videos off that album. They did. They were all constant play. Fuck yeah, you know, and well deserved. You know, they put in a lot of hard work for many years. I don't yeah. know, man. ZZ Top's I like they're they're in the top of my my favorite bands of all time. Just nostalgia wise, my dad was a huge ZZ Top fan when I was a kid, and he had a big old beard, just a Billy Gibbons beard, just right? like that okay. guy, and so um, <laughs> red and everything. So. So, uh, you know, right. it, it was nostalgia-wise like that. But uh, as a power trio, there's not too many bands that you see. It's only three people, and they have the impact like those guys right. had. Very true. Very Most true. of the big bands that you see have members and a bunch of them, and they rotate through, and they just keep this power thing going, you know. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah, I have, I've had the privilege to see them live. That's, you know, I saw yeah. them live Damn. twice, you know. That's awesome. That's, I've seen over a thousand shows easily, yeah. you know, of every genre of music you can think of. I from, believe it. From jazz, like Miles Davis, John wow. Lee Hooker and blues. Oh, I love John um, Lee Hooker. Punk rock, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
Tell yeah, I got to see when I was in when I lived in Arizona in 2006. I got to see Drop Me Hooker play. He was you know touring through still. I've, I've seen the hook three times. Man, oh and, my yeah, just, god, that, that's my, one of my favorite blues. Me, him and Muddy Waters. Yeah, those two right there, and they're they're the ones responsible for Everything. rock and roll in yep. a sense that influenced yep. rock and roll. Yep. They're part of that, and even you know, and those guys that played rock and roll influenced the heavy metal guys. And yeah, yeah, you know, no, they're the the, the that 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 style of blues was the was and those players in specific which yeah. is what they were doing with sound at the time what they were doing with their guitar at the time like just tapping on a floor with a hollow you know, or a box you know yeah. that was a percussion sound and, yeah you know, and they were doing everything drink, songs about drinking and women man yeah yep. bb <laughs> king was the only one that i wish i would have been able to see before he seen died him that I didn't four see times you I saw bb i love bb wow. king one of my favorite performers live out of the he's, blues acts bb king's my favorite blues player of all time oh, yeah. he's, a, he's he's my guy you man. missed a you missed an amazing live act even yeah. the last time i saw Saw him when he played here in Portland, at the uh, at the horse track down here by where okay. we were. Oh yeah, um, at, it, it, at, he, hey, he he shared the headline with a uh, another one of my favorite Chicago blues guys, uh, Buddy Guy. Oh, of course, of course. Right? Buddy and I see yeah. I've seen those two together uh, twice, right? Mm-hmm. And it seemed like they they like to tour together. Yeah. And the last show, BB King was up there, and he sat down for a lot of it. So it, his band around him was lively. He still played. He just wasn't himself. Oh, yeah, yeah. He wasn't didn't stand. He, he, was, he sat the whole time. Right, course, yeah, the last course. time I saw him. The other times before, oh, he'd get up yeah, and fucking he got rock. up. Yeah, and he, he has great trumpet players and the whole ensemble behind him. And I, I've watched so many hours of, of, of concert footage of him because that's, that's all you have now. Right. But, but just I, I, I hear in, you know, in the limited quality you can get through the best headphones you can get, you know, highest quality video you can get. And I try and imagine what his guitar would actually sound like live, because in the in, he has such great intonation as a guitar player, as like watching how he hits the notes on the fretboard and when the sound comes out from his picks with, with his fingers. Right. I mean, he has such great accuracy and str- like, and then he can just re, re, uh, resonate that string, and he just does his wiggles on the. <laughs> and just right. makes this note hang forever. I just wish I would have heard that live, man. It's, blows my mind yeah i love i love bb king yeah you guys know slouch neither no no all those old blues players were the reason that people want to be guitar players today yeah watching those watching those blues players i mean that's the reason you have eric clapton true if there was no buddy guy and buddy guy specifically is one eric Clapton mentions in his wanting to be a blues player yep you know and like in here, I have a, a John Myall oh, and the okay. Blues Breakers oh, with with Clapton seen them playing. Live. Yep. John Myall Blues Breakers uh, yeah. with Clapton. Yeah, so the I, Rosalind. Oh, they actually holy they fuck. actually opened for Buddy Guy. That's one of the places I've seen oh, yeah. Buddy Guy. Yeah, that BB makes King. that makes yeah. sense because yeah, it was Clapton was right show. there with them. But I have I have oh, their shit. record they released in here. My right. dad owned it and, and he bought it back in the day. I mean, he it's an original pressing oh, of wow. them and the okay. Blues Breakers. And my dad's held on to that copy the whole time. And now I got it sitting in there, but I, dude, I'm raised on the fucking blues, man. That's yeah, core. Yeah, I, I, and honestly, I never listen to it anymore. And yeah. I never, I never go out and search to sit there. <laughs> but I, it's always just is in my head. Right. Yeah. I don't listen to the blues as much as I did at one time. But um, before you guys moved up here, mm. this was in the mid mid '90s. Portland okay. had a really awesome blues scene. I mean, we did had they? blues bars all over town. And we had a lot of great blues acts and a lot of blues, national blues acts came to play in these small venues. Oh, wow. And it, it was just amazing. It was an amazing time for a while if you liked the blues. 
You know, I mean, I'd still go to metal shows and all that, but we had these small venues, jazz and blues clubs that they don't exist anymore, yeah. you know, and it was a great in, the There's no one settings. doing it. There's no one wow. touring. Like, right. you know, where's where's any recognition? I mean, they're they're out there. Don't get me wrong. There are fucking blues, blues oh, acts still yeah. going oh, all over the course. place. There are some. I just don't know who they are anymore, really, yeah, because of my favorites growing up, they're all passing on. Yeah, you know? yeah. But yep. he guys still touring, though. <clears throat> yeah. Yep, I, yep, he's still I, kicking. I almost it. went to go see him at the Waterfront Blues Festival two years ago, and I was at a friend's wedding. And that's awesome. I was trying to slip out and wasn't allowed. So. <laughs> <laughs> you got told. Uh, I was no. the best man. So oh, well, yeah. that's probably a good to, reason as, for as you. As soon as the wedding was over, I was trying to slip out and get get down to the blues fest. <laughs> and they're like, "Hey, man, guy. you got to hang out. You're right. you're part of this thing." <laughs> I'm like, "But right. buddy, oh. guys, playing like three miles away, man." Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you have you lived here your whole like? Or are you from Portland? Yeah, I'm originally? from Portland. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and I grew cool. Up here in St. John's, and oh wow, you know, and I've lived all over Portland as well as an adult and everything. So, yeah, Portland's my city, man. That's fucking awesome. I've That's... I've been to different states throughout the country and everything, and you always want to come back here, man. Yeah, we we have it all. I I, I, it. We, I this agree. One hundred percent. We have beauty all around us. We're five minutes from fishing. We're what twenty minutes from or well forty minutes from snowboarding. Yeah. Hour and a half yep. from the ocean. You yep. got it all here, man. Oh yeah. I I agree a hundred percent. Yep yep. You got good. You know you can go to parts of the city that are that are small community feeling st john's is right. one of them man yeah. i love yeah. it in this part of town yeah. it it feels just like a small town man and then nine minutes and you're in a big city yeah feeling you know feeling. compact yeah. everything's tall right around you yeah yeah, yeah. and port downtown portland has changed quite a bit yeah oh um, yeah it it used to be i don't know we 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 have the homeless issue here right now yes and we it, do for a long time Downtown Portland was really one of the safest cities to ever walk around in. I mean, of course there was crime and stuff, but you could walk around comfortably and not worry about, you know, Anything, someone harming yeah. you or whatever. Now it's a little sketchy compared to what it used to be. Sometimes you know? it is, yeah. especially yeah. down around waterfront and those areas. Yeah. And like, you know, there's yeah. a, there's a lot of people that, yeah. uh, that don't have a home, man. Right. And they, uh, you know, not all of them are bad. Nope. You know, nope. Some, a lot of them have good intentions, but there's more so than, years past that have kind of bad intentions and yeah kind yeah. of makes it not not well, such a fun place to go well, down it, there anymore and, yeah. and it kind of you know i think it's i think it's a in on that note it's kind of those people that that maybe act out or are the loud ones or the the very uh flamboyant ones i would say um you know i i don't want to like hold it against them too much because i don't know what their story is right. and some of them act like victims and some of them are victims man right. and yeah and and if I was a real victim and in a hard place and maybe kind of oppressed to that position, I'd be pissed off too. Oh, absolutely. You know, so I don't I don't I try not to go out and judge, but at the same time, most of us walking around and, and living with it, you have a good judge of the, their character. Well, you kinda have to because and, you, you know, have to assess a threat or, or friend absolutely. or foe per and, se. And so know? you and so you pay attention to them and then it gets easier and easier to spot the ones that right. you know yeah. are malicious. Right. I still go down there. I'm oh, yeah. not going to let anything oh, yeah. like that deter no, me from no. enjoying because yeah. I love downtown. Because the city is so beautiful that yeah. that you can't you can't just say, "Well, I'm not going there" because there's some things that I don't. You, you just look past it. You you know you do your best. It's kind to, of living in fear. Right? That is we, that yeah. is yeah. You can't Stay live in fear. Nope. Nope. Got to conquer that inner bitch. <laughs> we should uh, let's taste another. I was just you reading my mind, man. I let's love it. it. I love it. What do you got? Okay, let's do uh, the Jameson Caskmates, right? So there's two Jameson Caskmates. 
Um, we're only sampling one today because that's all I have. Um, we have they have one that's an IPA edition, but oh wow, I got the stout edition. Right. Okay. So oh, this yeah. is a, also a triple distilled blended Irish whiskey that has been finished in craft beer seasoned barrels. I love All that. Right. I love that. So I'm going to pour, and then we'll do the same thing as we did before. We'll do Sniff, the nose test. The palate, and the finish. Yep. I love Let's it. Let's do this. Now, this I've had this before, obviously, because you can see the bottle's half gone. Yes. I'm sure this is a delicious. And, and uh, I know we've been planning on doing this for a while, so I saved this bottle specifically for this. And I've had to fight the urge a few times at home. <laughs> you wanted to. American take a couple pulls. Yes. Oh man. Oh, stuff. Beautiful. I've always loved oh, Jameson, was, but this is gonna okay. be yeah. This is gonna be. Sp- I always like to add a, a just a dash of water. Um, I don't know how true it is, but I've been told by several connoisseurs that just a little bit of water opens up the flavor. Okay. And people go, waters it down. No, it doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't water it down at all. Depends on how much water you add. I'm just adding sure. just a small touch for us. Like like if it was the equivalent of one ice cube melting? Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. So, all right. So we have our glass in hand. We're going to do the nose test. We should have an initial aroma of freshly cut hay that is complemented by a crisp orchard fruit character. Freshly cut hay? Yes. Um, and the fruit character should be... You should smell some green apples and pears with a twist of lime zest, green tea, and hazelnut and milk chocolate. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. Holy shit. Fuck? Green tea, hazelnut, milk chocolate, Dude, lime right. zest. As you were saying that shit, I couldn't. Oh, man. Okay, now, <laughs> now let me tell you what. If awesome. I go in for a first approach and I'm like starting to sniff yeah. before the nose gets under my, my glass, the, you know. Right. I get something sweet. I get chocolate. I get I don't get I get something sweet and fruity right yes, off the bat. Right off the bat, yeah, and I, I do too. And I do get the chocolate on this one compared to oh yeah the, the well, sexton. I think yeah. that's the stout. I, that's what I was gonna say. I think that's the stout part. Yeah, but I do I do get chocolate. a lime zest as well. Yes, yeah, I get, I get like a really citrusy, and that's separate from the sweet fruit thing that you smell first. Yes, I. All right, I think they hit the nose right on the barrel on this, right? But right what on was the, cask the I, barrel? I do yeah. not. In any way, smell fresh hay. I've been around hay. I've been around freshly cut hay farms. Our hay might be different than their hay. <laughs> I've smelled. I've smelled fresh cut I, hay in Alaska and fresh cut hay in, in um, fucking shit's fucking in Washington. Oh God, where I? Oh man, where my grandparents grew up, right around Yakima. Have you had smelled fresh cut hay from Ireland? I have not smelled fresh cut Irish hay, so maybe this is, <laughs> dude. I'm just saying it See, might have a different smell to you're it. Right, right, you're right. right. That's All right, the kicker. So let's move on because I'm getting yeah. thirsty. Um, sure. <laughs> let's see what we're on the taste. The taste should be initial sweet mouth coating complemented by the subtle touch of hops and cocoa beans from the beer cask finish. Hell yes. That's damn good fucking whiskey. Holy! It's stout. I get the I get the oh, chocolate. Yeah. I get the cocoa beans. You're finally I, getting the chocolate, huh? Oh, with the that, taste, hundred percent in the taste. That's, I get the chocolate. The I get the beans cocoa beans. Is nice and mild. A little bit of, like it's not like a malt. A little bit of malt. Yeah. From the stout, and then yeah, a a good bit of ethanol on the tongue. 
mm-hmm. from compared to the first one. It, it's similar to the first one, but it has more burn down in the throat. It kind of lasts a little longer. Doesn't hit as in the mouth as hard, but you feel it more down and kind of right. I do feel it in your sternum, right, right here in the bottom of the sternum, solar plex area. Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly where I feel it. Wow, but that stout, you can definitely taste that. You can, and as time goes on Uh, with the finish, it should be a long and sweet milk chocolate and butterscotch. I get it. I get it too. I totally get. I totally get the butterscotch. The more it's on my tongue. Oh yeah. You know, butterscotch caramel somewhere in that mm-hmm. in that vicinity of a. This is good. It stuff. is buttery. It is yeah. buttery. I think I want to get paid to do this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know man. what you should do? Yeah. You should uh, do YouTube mm. tastings and just f- get some good notes. Taste them. F- you know, do mm. notes on yourself. Get a two, do two little, little two minute, three minute videos. Tell, give a little okay. bit of history about the bottle and just make some videos. Put them out there. Right. Oh, yeah. What kind of uh, camera equipment would I need for that? Do you have an all, idea? Um, all you need not a phone. No, no, no. All you, you just ma- need to make sure you have good good lighting and and decent enough camera with a good microphone attachment. You know, I mean, you can get you can get like a a, a good, you know, I, I maybe a good video camera, but I think there's some like GoPro type stuff that you can get that is supposed to be you know good you know four hundred dollar camera something like that and okay and uh just shoot your videos you know do it in single take and then you don't have to do much editing lighting's all there you just launch it up man Make, create your own youtube channel put some videos out there sounds like a plan I, that's something i've as soon as i finish school i'll, I'll start working on this yeah i mean i mean it, you know it wouldn't take long you know a couple hours of prep per tasting of different type you know just right. get and do a little research on the bottle Doing uh just like the notes you have here, just have something prepped out, you know. Right. Yeah. Taste it. Okay. Tell them what you feel, what they say you should taste, and what you get. That'd be great for someone you could even, like me that like wants to go to places and see and learn more. But like, you know, I don't know. It's like, should I buy this sixty dollar bottle? Or, you know. I don't. I, I don't know if people are doing it already. I don't, I don't know. They probably are. I'll have to research that after the show. But get are on they, YouTube. And, but are they cool? That's it. That's <laughs> you it. know what I mean? Like, are they you, as handsome as I am? Yeah, right. Not at all. I couldn't see that at all. <laughs> right. No. Thank you. <laughs> That's a whiskey talking, right? <laughs> uh, I, I, hey, I have, we haven't had enough whiskey yet <laughs> for me to start. Thank having, you. <laughs> like, this wait, is wait, truth wait. still. This is true still. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Um, you were talking before. You said you've been over to over a thousand shows. Mm-hmm. Can you can you say your top f- three favorite? Maybe top five. I don't know. Top th- like like what or some that just really stand out of. You know, you said you're a big metal fan, well, head, yeah. hard rock fan. So like, what are some of the great metal sh- hard rock shows you've been to? Well, I'd have to for for sure. I would have to say one of my favorites, um, 1983. Judas Priest Screaming for Vengeance tour stands out to me just so much. You know, um, it was one of my my favorite shows because they, they sort of made that. Yeah, I mean, they had the British Steel album of Breaking the Law, yeah, which yeah. brought them up there, Point of Entry, yeah. Desert Plains. Yep. But Screaming for Vengeance, that tour right there, yes. just I, it, it, I have vivid memories of that show. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. it, it just it's really one of those ones that me. you just cataloged in there yes. and like never forget yep. this moment. Yep. The spine tingling chills from Rob Halford's screams on, <sighs> on, uh, um, on uh, victim of changes and the ripper and stuff. The just, ripper. Uh, I was just gonna ask. The rip. The ripper is my favorite song off that album. Is it? Yeah. My, mine's. 
I love victim, I love victim of changes, but yes. I also like like um, Island of Domination, oh, Tyrant, yes. Genocide. I love the whole album. Fuck it. <laughs> screaming for, screaming, for, screaming for Vengeance is like, I don't know. It's probably oh, Screaming for Vengeance. I love that whole album too, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the the Ripper and uh, Victim of Changes are on Sad Wings of Destiny. Oh, you're right. It's, Sad, on, their, oh, it's yeah, on their yeah, second yeah, album. You're right. You're That's right. That's why Sad I love that album so yes, much. Yes. You know? But yep. I'd have to say my. Th- it was a doozy looking for that one too, because we yeah, were thinking we were about trying that to because I wanted to play Victim of Changes because we we're doing a whiskey show. Sure, Victim of uh, Changes is about the opening line is "Whiskey woman, don't you know that you are driving me insane? The liquor yeah. you give gives your will to live. It gets right to my brain, you know, and it just goes on, you know." And it you're just, a lyrics guy, huh? Uh, I'm oh, a dude, lyrics he's guy. good, bro. I, I love that because I'm kind of I'm kind of <laughs> that guy too. I've, okay. I've, uh, all all the old bands that I listened to, you know, as a kid, like. You were saying that that the first one that like really changed your brain was Master Reality. Oh yeah. For me, it was Master of Puppets. Okay. Metallica was the first one that I, I heard that actually like I had heard some heavy stuff before, and I'd, I I grew up really you know I other fans bef- if you've been listening to this you've heard this a thousand times but for Michael um, and posterity's sake um, I grew up really listening to Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, right. the Beatles. And, you know, getting into some some heavier stuff, but not metal, man. Like, right. like you know, they would have distorted guitars and things, but not... Like, Led Zeppelin was, was got pretty fucking heavy. So, you know, right. as far as music goes, not sound goes. Right. So, you know, I, hearing that, but Master of Puppets was the one that I was like... Oh. So your Master of Puppets is my... my master of Reality. Master of Reality. Yeah. The master. Right. I mean... Right. Right. And, 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 that, and how old are you, by, by the way? Do you 31. Mind? 31. All right. I yeah. just turned 50. Okay, so, perfect. So, you know, our, we're in the same place. We are. Well, but, the thing was, is, is my my dad's 74. Okay. And and my mom is close to that as well. And um, so I, I, I grew up with parents that were adults already mm. in in the time that all of this music was coming out and they were musicians oh okay that helps so yeah. so they were all about the music that was there was always music playing in the house there was always some type of thing on there was my dad had a recording studio in the house like there was all, like always music going on and but it was really country bluegrass blues classic rock focused like that was that was the pocket they were country musicians actually right. when they did they were country bluegrass that's a lot of stuff they did and my dad was a blues player country playing country and bluegrass and um metal man it gripped me by the fucking right. balls it and has- took me running and then as soon as i found metallica and you know i was probably fifth grade right maybe i was in fifth grade fourth grade something right in that area um and then i just started listening and then the internet came out shortly after that and i was able to search <laughs> things right and the internet as far i mean it was already out right it yeah. was already out oh, yeah. but, but not for you but you for me the internet already the internet just fucking came out right. so then i was allowed <laughs> to fucking search and <laughs> then when you type when i found this whole thing like oh my god it just tells you other people that are like them Right. And then that's when I found of Black Sabbath and Maiden and Judas Priest and Motorhead and, you know, getting pr- Primus was Primus. Actually, if I had to say was the heaviest music that I ever I had ever heard because my dad was a huge Primus head. Oh, okay. So 
when I was growing up, I had C's of Cheese. I had Frizzle Fry. I had, all, you know, all those original that albums. great live, by the way. Frizzle Damn. Fry? Oh, yes. God. I, man. Uh, but so that was the heavy shit that I had heard <laughs> right. before. But it wasn't mass. It wasn't metallica heavy it wasn't motorhead heavy it right. wasn't fucking mate or sabbath heavy right but it was funky right oh like, yeah that was the funk and that's what i also one of the thing i said that's what got me into george clinton one of my fa- that was i was going to lead to one of Bass my players. other favorite oh bootsy collins a boot boot yeah bootsy that's yeah. What, yeah yeah well well yeah i mean he started with funkadelic just yep. like george clinton mm-hmm. bootsy collins eddie hazel bernie yep. warrell Yep. phenomenal musicians and they did some stuff at the time that i mean i really you're oh, familiar yeah. i was and fast. i really would love jason to be familiar I'm with funkadelic there. i'm getting because there. this album here every time they play i see i've seen george clinton and funkadelic probably they're coming again i'm gonna miss this show but i've literally seen do you george, know what george clinton looks like no okay i'll show you real quick i'll pull that up he doesn't look the same now no but the george clinton from up. then old george clinton because he was, he was dog stuff with the huge dreads. Yep. The rainbow dreads. Yeah. Uh, I might have but seen what he looked like. One of my most memorable awesome. bands concerts also is seeing George Clinton and the P-Funk All-Stars. Mm-hmm. And every time they play the song that I think we're going to play later, Mega yes. Brain. Yes. I hear that song gotcha. live. I just saw him about six months ago. Me and my girlfriend went. Mega Brain came on and she turned gotcha. around. That's George Clinton. She turned around and looked at me and saw a tear coming out of my eye. And she goes, are you crying? I go, absolutely. It's fucking maggot brain, man. This is a beautiful song, man. It's beautiful guitar work. It captivates you. And then and that's what he looked like back in the day. Yeah. And then to have it live, it's just. Oh, man. Well, you said, me. you know, and you being a lyric guy, he said that it opens. Like, oh, the just, intro. Mother Earth is pregnant for the third time for y'all have knocked her up. I have tasted the maggots in the mind of the men of the universe for I was not offended. For I knew I had to rise above it all or drown in my own shit. Yeah. <laughs> poetry right there, That is man. fucking... That well, is, and you said Bootsy Collins, which God. is one of my favorite. This guy had fascinated me forever. Just the appearance of him, how he looked. If you're See, a bass player, you like, got to look, look at that. Man. Look at that. You, when oh, you're yeah. like, oh, I want to be a bass player, and you look up fucking iconic bass players when you're a kid and you're starting to search this shit, and you find Bootsy Collins. This fucking guy star man he's a star and he he's made himself that he's like the star. pimp of the base he looks he like is he is the pimp of the base like he, he doesn't need a car he look at him <laughs> look at him oh that my. is fucking that's kind of weird <laughs> oh yeah no it's not weird no it's, that's uh, that's bootsy see you you have to understand also there's this whole history with a uh, like funkadelic all right jason and it's uh this album here is kind of plainish right there uh, their first two before the cover. this the cover the cover yeah, yeah. um after this they start putting out some crazy ass album covers, right? <laughs> that are like they open up, and it's like Star Child, and they yeah. have all these characters, and there's weird cartoon shit all over these albums, and it's just That's you open cool. them up, and you can stare for hours finding little nuggets of information and stuff uh-huh. about the band. They got this whole storyline going with Funkadelic, and it's 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 pretty interesting. Their music's highly sexual. Yeah. It's fun uh-huh. at the same time. Oh, yeah, and George cool. Clinton. Described the band in an interview early on. Um, we're like the Temptations, but on LSD. Yep. And yep. that sort of sums up Funkadelic because they're funk, they're 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 heavy. They're oh yeah, it's oh, yeah. just like and they're tripped yeah. out out there. They were they <laughs> were they were not given. I mean, their their give a fuck a meter was <laughs> zero. 
Yeah. They yeah. they just they wanted to put out they the, wanted to bring the, the craziest. Funk. They wanted to bring the funk, but it was more it was more than bringing the funk. Like they they were funk based, but they were doing things that was like. It was metal as well, man. Yeah. Like, like, and yeah. and it was progressive, and it was the lyrics that they were. I mean, they were kind of rapping, almost like like most rap. A lot of rap samples are from George Clinton and Funkadelic. Yeah, yeah. It, they, yeah. they've taken a lot of that, and they freely admit it. You yeah, because they give props. Yeah, you know, and, true. I mean, George I Clinton, Funkadelic. God, man, some of my favorite Amazing. shows. They for many years, and and they still are. All they do is tour. Yeah. So uh, wow. th- there was a time when George That's Clinton cool. came through Portland like every seven, eight months. George Clinton and Funkadelic. I mean, mm. every seven or eight months, you got to go see this. How many times do you think you've seen him? Oh, over 10. Oh, over fuck 10. Yeah. Easily. Oh, easily that's over awesome. 10. I could wow. probably name each venue that I'd seen him at here in Portland. So, so, you know? and, and that was, that was in what, the 90s? That was through the 90s. And then if you add the one I just saw last year. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. I love seeing them live, you know. Back in uh, what what were you doing at that time? Just like, I mean, what did you what did you do for work at that time? What were you? No, <laughs> gotcha. Okay, we cool, man. Hey, we won't go there. Yeah, that's fucking right? awesome. You were just having a good time. Yeah, I was having a real seeing good time. shows. I, I uh, being young. I was right? uh, I was financially stable. Let's say. Cool. No, <laughs> hey, uh... I'm with it. I, <laughs> All right, I dig you a hundred percent. Um, right. that's that's interesting, man, and. uh <laughs> um you had a you had a lot of time to to see shows. Yes. Right? You, I you did. were able to I had to... a lot of time of financial freedom to see see a lot of shows. That's awesome. So, yeah. That's awesome. What uh, what were some of the other favorite shows that you've seen? Um I'd have to say uh Like what what about bigger metal bands? What, what were some metal of the, like bands? shows, yeah. Uh, if ones that stick out in your brain. Stick like, out. Well, I'm thinking uh I, I liked uh, Metallica on the Injustice for All tour. I saw that. that oh really shit! Eight, in the eighty-eight, eighty-nine, yeah. eighty-eight. I believe. Yeah, eighty-eight, eighty. Yeah, right around then. Um, other big metal shows. They're not really metal, but one of my favorites that I saw that really stands out to me: Suicidal Tendencies. Oh, oh when wow. they came out with Fuck "Send Me yes. Your Money" and all that. Yeah, that they played at the Rosalind Theater here in Portland, and it was just fucking bring it, man. You know, suicidal fucking yeah. tendencies yes. are. Dude, they're so good. And there's a one more band that uh, I told Jason about earlier. It was mm. Rob Halford's solo project when he left Judas Priest. Uh, the band called Fight. Okay. Right. And it is such we a phenomenal. You have to check out Fight War of Words. War of Words. From beginning okay. to end. Awesome. Uh-huh. I mean, he, he. There is like two songs on there that are kind of a metal balladish in a sense, but from beginning to end. My I favorite song on there. I love ballads too. Check out the song "War of Words." Contortion is my favorite. If you listen to the lyrics to "Contortion," it's and the music behind it. It was Rob expanding his wings on that on that album, and they only did two albums. They they did well. They did three. One was like a a mixtape of the songs where because Rob was making a transition, he was hanging out with Trent Reznor from Nine Inch oh, yeah. Nails. Yes, so yes. he he was adding like some industrial sounds to his metal that he was creating. But Fight War of Words, the first one, and then they did a second one called Small Deadly Space. I think Small Deadly Space has um it's more put together in a sense. It's it, it in a sense it's a better album, quality wise, lyric wise and stuff. But I love that Fight War of Words. When he came out with that shit, he said, All right, I'm shedding some stuff for priest. I'm gonna go out on my own and see if I can make it. And they toured the the world playing small ass venues. Rob Halford's leaving the freaking arenas. 
yeah. to go do this project. And he got together with some youngsters, like like 25, 30-year-old kids, man. Wow. And he's and, like 50 at this time. Right, at the time, yeah. yeah. And if you look up some of the live footage from that from his, from his that tour and stuff, I mean, he's wearing the Doc Martens, the shorts. I mean, it was during the grunge scene. Oh, and, yeah, of course. And he, Rob stayed true to the metal. And he took, he took it a notch higher than the Judas Priest. I mean, Pain, That's awesome. Painkiller was a hard one to, wow. to follow, in a sense, sure. because... Priest sort of fell off with Ram It Down and yep. Turbo. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but anyway, they've always been with the times. But my one of my favorite metal shows ever was Fight. Fight, that War of Words tour was just a small venue. Because, you know, I'd always seen Judas Priest, except for when I first saw him in like 1978. at a, It's called the Arlene Schwarzenegger Concert Hall now. Yeah, but used Arlene to be, Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, so it's, um, what is Schnitzer. it? Schnitzer, Schnitzer. yeah. Schnitzer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I never. I didn't know Arnold had Arlene. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, that's Arnold, Arlene Schwarzenegger. All right. I'm okay. sorry. I butchered. I butchered that. But that's uh, beautiful. I do that a lot. By Schnitzer. The way. Yeah. But it um, <laughs> it used to be a rundown theater called the Paramount Theater, and they used okay. KGON, their local radio station yeah. here, right? That plays classic rock. They used to have a thing called the uh, Catch a Rising Star show, and it was like 92 cents, and they had bands like Aldo Nova, Girls School, they like small bands coming up, and um. Judas Priest wasn't one of those bands, but that's the place I saw saw them for the first time. The Hellbent for Leather tour, I believe, is what that was. And awesome, yeah. It, you know, that's a memorable fucking Hellbent for Leather. Because I was a kid, leather, and I was Hellbent for Leather. You know, I just found weed or whatever. You know, in like eighth grade or seventh grade. You know, at the time, but no, no, that that was seventh grade. Yeah, but yeah, seeing that Rob Halford fight just that that blew my socks off because that's I'd seen Priest. Amazing. When I go see I Judas Priest here in out. April, I'm, I'm going, they're playing here at yeah. the Coliseum. Yeah. That's where I've seen them several times, but this will be my 25th time seeing Judas Priest. Holy so it's like my silver anniversary, <laughs> my 25th time. So I've seen Holy him a lot. Holy smoke. That's monumental as fuck, dude. It is. 25? 25 <laughs> times. I've ran away from home to go see this freaking band a few times. I saw him at the US Festival down there in uh, San Bernardino in 1983. Oh, wow. And you ran away from home to do it? Of course, man. It was heavy metal day. Are you kidding me? It was yeah. all all on one day. You had Judas Priest, I believe the original Van Halen, Ozzy, Scorpions, um, Motley yeah. Crue was there. Um, yep. it, the, the list just goes on. It's, you saw everybody that was big at that time, and it was it, it was out in the desert. It was a hundred and something degrees out. And, uh, you know, we were getting how sprayed old were you at down. that time? That was my freshman year. I want to say 15, 14, 15, 14, 15 yeah. Hold yeah. that's fucking yeah. bad. Damn, yeah. dude. That's fucking. Would okay, you just like so. bus it? Just take Greyhound hitchhike. go? Oh, you hitched. We, we hitchhiked. Fuck Me and my friend uh, Donnie, yeah. Because you could still hitchhike at that time. Yeah, you could. I'd yeah. say that's probably better than the fucking, like the movie Detour, Detroit Rock City. Oh, yeah. You know how they right. make was that, that epic? Like, was that an epic story? so huge. It was. It was. I mean, better. you know, I mean, they did have. Did it go fl- smooth for you? Like, like actually getting there? Everything worked out. Everyone, Everything worked out. That's fucking awesome. Even snuck in for free and everything, right? Oh, you know, and oh then, my God. Hey, yes. Yes. I mean, we Dude. went there with the intention to, to buy tickets to get in. We got in, we snuck through and everything. It worked out. I got home, barely got a, got a yelling at, they were more glad I was home and stuff, but yeah, it was, uh, gone for like what? Four days, five days, something like that. It was a week. A week. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Dang. The cops are looking for you when I got home. It's like, you know, <laughs> sorry, uh, <yeah>. metal. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a phenomenal trip. And, and we actually, we actually stayed for the sucks. second show or the second day, which, you know, I, I love the whole new wave era as well. Sure. The new wave music. I mean, and that was a uh, David Bowie, Duran Duran. Um, yes. I, cars, police. 
Uh, no, they weren't there. I don't think they were there on. They weren't there on that day. It was uh, who else? Who else was it, man? Uh, I know Duran Duran was there. Toto. No Toto. No, this I'm talking new wave music. The, oh, sorry, the new sorry. wave techno yeah, yeah, music. Not, not uh, older stuff. All those, yeah. yeah, yeah um, okay. I can't remember who who all was there on that day. That was more of a faded memory on that. But it, I, I do remember Duran Duran, and I do remember. I believe I want to say Culture Club was there as well. But, okay, cool. But you know, we'll, Bowie's we'll, fucking fantastic. Yeah, and Bowie, yeah. and Bowie, yeah. Bowie you know, was there. Fuck, he's one of the greatest. Yeah, uh, and I'd have to look up to remember some of the other bands. I mean, they were all big '80s bands though at the sure. time. But mm. the heavy metal day—that was the shit to me, man. Talking wow. Heads, Talking Heads, they could have been there. I'd they were to, one of those kind of guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd have to look at the lineup on that one. Yeah, memorable. Fuck yeah. memorable to me. Definitely heavy metal day at, at the S Festival. That is, yeah. that's fucking bad. Because that's everyone you want. to I always see all think about like man, Quiet Riot was also there. Okay. Yeah. You know, I I always think about if I could go back, if I could ever choose to be be born in a different time. I've always chose I wanted to be born in '69. One, just because that's a cool year. Right. But I would have been, you know, in in '89, I would have been 20. Right. And I'm like, God, so I would have been a teenager through the 80s and been able, like, kind of just what you said, fucking run away from home to go to a metal festival. That is like my dream <laughs> that I had as, it a, won't happen. as a 13 year old in a small town in Alaska, literally hours drive away from anywhere Anything, that yeah. you could ever, like, like yeah. the craziest thing you could do was go to Anchorage, and right. that was a three and a half hour drive through mountains. Yeah, and you that had a you had a happening. shopping mall and a couple big movie theaters and like whatever else you could afford as a poor family from the fucking peninsula. Like, right, you know, like, and to think that like, oh man, I could go to a cool concert like, like um, and I just hear you saying that I'm like, I was, I would have been me. Right. That would have been me if I was if I was a kid in the yeah. states in the eighties. I would have done nothing but see metal shows. Right, I do my, believe that. that is my whole. That would have been my entire life if I wasn't stuck in Alaska. Uh, so, you know, so to hear that, I, right. I resonate deeply with you right now. Yeah, I mean, if you guys ever have get bored, YouTube like the Judas Priest at at the US Festival. Okay, and just imagine when they show the audience that sea of a hundred or two hundred thousand people. <sighs> it was my Woodstock. Yeah, is what it was. Right, yeah. so. I'm in. I'm one of them people in that crowd. You know that, that okay. show. And I will. It, yeah, I I'm mean, actually they're, they're going to fire do that. Hoses. Judas Priest live at the US Festival. They had. They have some, I, I I know oh, their fire hose thing. And oh, yeah. oh yeah, they did it all, man. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Well, I got to kind of feel it, like because you will never have a show like you had in the '80s and early '90s that today you will never have 200,000 people show up in in America to a show today. I don't think so. I think it'll, those it'll days ne- are gone. It yeah. will never happen again. The biggest show ever was Metallica in Russia, and you had a million people. Right. A million people showed up to a show, 800,000, however much it was. Right. I'm going to say a million. Is that the biggest show? Uh, uh, I, I'm pretty sure. Right. I, I, there, might have, there might be a bigger one, but as far as I know, it's Metallica in Russia, and right. almost a million people showed up. That's, that's fucking phenomenal, man. You know what that's I mean? Great. You know what I mean? And, and if you guys go on... Even I'm gonna do it that's right now. That's but, a million but you, motherfuckers you guys enjoying one show. fucking. You guys you know go I mean? online oh, yeah. right now and and search this. Metallica. Right. So while you're searching that, amazing. I'm gonna grab our next bottle of booze. Oh please do are, it. Are we please fine do with it. That? All right. I am. I am. I just want to say, pour me a little lighter this time because I want to get through every bottle and not be fucking <laughs> plastered to the floor. You got it, my friend. 
But I, I, I want enough to have a couple tastes, but, you know. Well, we have to taste the winner twice. Single finger, of course. Okay. Single finger. Me. Deal. <laughs> Metallica Russia 91. So this was Black Alum Tour. And I want you guys to just look at some of these fucking pictures. Like, that's James Hetfield. And the crowd goes as far as you can fucking... That's Kirk Hammett. And the crowd goes, there, there's a sound booth for speakers to keep projecting it. There's a sound booth for key, speakers to keep projecting it. Oh, wow. There's a sound booth for speakers to keep projecting this fucking, fo- this. And so, like, they, they filled up, man. There, it, look it. Look it. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've never, I've never been in a crowd that big. I've been to some crowds. No, no one has, unless you were at this concert. Because it would take, like, six hours to get away from everyone. Look it, look it <laughs> okay. to one. Okay, they say this is what they say: one point six million people. Is that the official number that That's, they came up with? This is what this headline says. I'm not going to do much. Okay, but look it, look it. That's amazing. It goes as far as you can see, dude. Could you imagine being that guy to run that? Could cable? you imagine being Metallica? <laughs> oh. Standing no. in front of a crowd like that? <laughs> no that, one can imagine being Metallica. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Other than or them, no any one other huge band like that. I no mean. one. No, there are no other huge bands like this. Now, yeah. there are other huge bands. Yes. There are bands that have played for hundreds of thousands of people. A lot of them. Yeah, true. But no one. No one. The Beatles didn't do it. Elvis didn't fucking do it. No one played for a million fucking people at one time. At one show. True. Metallica is the biggest band ever. I'm just going to say it. They might not be the best, <laughs> but they're the biggest. Well, I really loved them for a long time. I think the, and you know, it times their own. I, I think uh, times change. Yeah, times change. I've never lost being a Judas Priest fan, and I'll still go see them to today, to, yeah. to this day. But Metallica at the Black Album, I like, but after that, it just sort of. Have you, have you know, heard? I'd like that their new the album, album they came out, uh, Death Magnetic? Yes. 2008? Yeah. Well, have that, you have, have you listened to Hardwired Hardwired to Self Destruct, their newest album? I haven't had an opportunity yet, Michael. Please, yeah. all right, I will. You yeah. will hear there are there are a few songs. Hardwired, their title song is right. a really good one. Um, I have the vinyl in here. Actually, we already played it, or else I'd love to show you. Right. Um, but Atlas Rise is a fuck. They do writing and they pl- they play some old hits like Battery. Shit right. like that. Okay. Again, they go back to some good days. All right. And they also do writing. They've wrote songs that I've never heard them try to play before. Okay. I, I'm definitely going to give it a listen. To but it's sure. not. It's not like a Saint Anger tried to never play oh, it geez. before. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, it's, don't say it's, that. It's. <laughs> I like Saint Anger. I kind of like that song, Saint Saint Anger. Oh, there's a there's yeah. there's a couple jams off that yeah. album. I just can't sn- stand a snare drum in that album. Right. Okay. But. <laughs> but uh, but you know it was meant to be raw. But um, no, their new album—they actually went. They wrote some real fucking songs. Well, James wrote some real fucking songs. Kirk Hammett didn't even have any writing credits almost in the whole album, other really? than solos in the songs. Huh. He didn't do any of the writing this album. And I think you can hear it. I huh. think I, the songs are quality. Right. Okay. I don't know. It's 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 interesting. Huh. Yeah. I, yeah. I will... All he came in. To almost finished tracks, he did the dueling guitars for all the songs, and then he did his solos. He huh. just, yeah, Meh. that was this album. Right. But but in you know, 
they're good songs, man. Is Danny Trujillo still in the band? Robert Trujillo? Or, or Robert, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Robert, Robert's still a bass player, and he actually has writing credits, and he, right, okay. he, he sat with James, and they wrote a lot of the fucking songs. And the cool thing is, is they go, they, they do a lot of cool kind of time signature stuff. They do a lot of weird key stuff musically. And yeah. I kind of hear some suicidal tendencies. Right, okay. Influences in some of this music musically directed because Robert, I mean, he was a, he was the bass player for suicidal tendencies. Oh yeah. For yeah. That's why I was wondering years. if you're still with him. Yeah. 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 And so you actually, you can hear now. I was thinking been, Danny Trejo, the oh, actor. Oh, that's yeah, why yeah. when I said Danny, Danny Trejo. Another right. Schwarzenegger slip. I like <laughs> yep, it. Exactly. I like it. <laughs> you do do that a lot. That's funny. Um, but yeah, no man, they're fucking great. Right. It's, it's, I, I will give this new one a listen for sure. Do it, do it because it. it re- the, the metal guy me, in me has to. For so. me, it really rejuvenates them as a band, and right. and I just saw them last summer. I okay. saw them in Seattle, and they had forty thousand people. Right. It, we they played at CenturyLink in Seattle. Right. Okay. And I, I went there. I was f- literally front row watching Metallica play. They they had their whole huge concert, and then they had a drum set rise out of the floor they had the loop around front stage and right. they you know they had the snake pit in the middle where vip members can go in the middle of their loop and and then we were right on the other side of that and during the concert they they rose lars's original fucking kit out of the stage and they had a setup similar to how they played in the old days in 80 81 82 right. in san okay. francisco and their setup was like that with the guitars they played with, the amp setup, how they did. And they went and played some fucking original fucking Kill 'em All songs. Okay. And they, right. and they busted them out and they sounded decent as fuck. And I was like, God damn, Metallica still has it, man. Like, James sounded good. Mm. He was singing. He really was. He had some rough ears, man. Yeah. He was I've singing. Heard, I've good. heard him singing really good lately, though. He like, really was killing it on know. the singing, man. I hate to critique like you know older singers, but like they say that your voice is supposed to get better with age, and even rock singers should be you know like that should still be true unless they're like overdoing it, you know, yeah. or pushing it and trying to you know. Right where they well, he pushed it for a lot of years, man. Yeah. He he fucking. I yeah, think they he lived blew, hard, man. He blew yeah. his voice out. Yeah. He blew, he had to take a year off and do vocal mm-hmm. rehab and all that shit. So yeah, I think he's found his stride though, because like all his live shows, because I have like looked at some of their live stuff, um, with Hardwired, and they freaking they do good live. They, now, I know they do. I know that's why I'm kicking myself in the ass that I couldn't. Quite I know. get tickets last. They're coming here in fucking uh, December to Moda right. Center. Yeah. yeah, I'm passing right. on that so, one. Yeah, me, we did too. I'm going to like five different shows in the next month and a half or two months, and I just I can't justify <sighs> yep. spending yep. that. Yep. But yep. all right, so what? What? This is the third Irish. This is the third. The third and final Irish yes. at this time. Yes. Um, this is Tullamore Dew, twelve year old. All right. Oh. This is a twelve year old Irish blend, and it's full of sweetness and subtly smooth. All right. Subtly smooth. Subtly smooth. So all right. our nose should be smelling, of all things, scones with clotted cream and vinous strawberry jam. Dates. Holy <laughs> shit. Hold on. I'm not done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dates, yeah. linseed oil, and honey. Or not linseed oil. It's linseed and honey. Linseed. All right. All right. And I'm not familiar with what linseed smells like off the top of my olfactory senses. Damn. I smell a strawberry scone. Do you? Okay. You I don't? A little bit. It smell. I, I smell a little bit of baked good, a little mm-hmm. bit of strawberry, 
I smell the dates too. I used to yeah. eat a lot of dates. Yeah, I yeah same. I was as, into dried date things. Dried for a while. dates as a yes. kid. Yep, they were a snack. I do smell the dates. I like that. A little honeyish. Wow, the honey's there. Yeah, I think I the honey, honey. I think the honey goes right in, kind of with the strawberry scone baked mm-hmm. good thing. All right, <laughs> all right. So wow, as we're about to take a drink, our palate should have a light and soft. It should be light and soft with hints of gentle spices, namely nutmeg and allspice, a touch of honey and creamy fruits and yogurt. Is this fucking word porn or what? Nut, nut, <laughs> I know, okay, right? so can you read that <laughs> one more time? Shit. Nutmeg and allspice. Yes, it's uh, nutmeg, allspice, a touch of honey, and creamy fruits and yogurt. Creamy fruits and yogurt. Okay. Man, it does actually smell really good. It does. I've never tasted this one before, guys. So. Oh, man, me either. I think all of the this we're all virgins here. Oh my God! Penetrate, wow. penetrate me again. Wow, this this is awesome. Holy smoke! That just that just fucked me in the mouth, you guys. <laughs> That's what oh I'm God. Saying. Okay, Penet- so so I do want to say de- that delivered. I, I actually cook with allspice a lot. Right. I it's one of my main ingredients if I'm cooking any type of cuisine other than a fucking steak. I use allspice in it. I can taste allspice. Yeah, I get a fruity hue, a fruity, a fruity hue. I can't say fruit and yogurt. I don't get a yogurt. I don't get the yogurt. I I just kind of get a fruity thing, and that kind of goes to the the fruit pastry, right? Kind of, kind of the sconeish. Yeah, but okay. I do get the spice, right? Okay, so as the finish on your tongue. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It it's about it should be about medium in length. With a little oaky and nutty bittersweetness. And I do taste the oak and the bittersweet. I get, I get the casket. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it is bitter. Yeah. It does leave the back of my tongue a little dry uh, and a little kind of... Yeah. No, it's it's a little bitter. Mm-hmm. Bitter wow. and sweet at the same time. That yeah. is... It's funny. The, lo- the sweet went away fast. Right. So the the on the finish, I I, t- I I tasted sweet a bit, but it went away pretty quick, and it, the bitter stays along. Like now, the the longer we go, the more bitter my tongue is. Yeah, getting. and it's medium length, as as oh, our yeah. notes say. It's kind of linger in there. It's yeah. not real long. It's because it's starting to dissipate for me now. And not a lot of ethanol in this. one. No, not a lot. Not like no. not like especially the sexton in the mouth, but the. The, the sexton in the mouth, but the Jameson in the gut. Mm-hmm. You know, and this yeah, one where, but not Where's quite as bad. It, it's not. Th- there's not really a burn. And, and by bad, I mean not like well, bad. Well, with this, <laughs> you with, know what I mean. I'm gonna take another one, but there's not really All a this burn. Is smooth. That goes. It, yeah. This is amazing stuff. Tullamardu, twelve See, year old. Now, after, man. It's got a There's nice no tip ethanol, of the tip really. Of the no. I mean, a I mean, nice. Okay, if I right as I took it, I got a little ethanol in my nostrils, mm-hmm. just just from the first breath out, and it stays right at the front of my teeth, but it's gone by now. Right, like literally, as long as I talk, the ethanol's gone. Yeah, that okay, guys. As I can say now, the Tillamore, the Tullamore is my favorite so far. Right. That was a. I mean, the Sexton was really good. I liked it better than the. Even though the stout notes were nice, right? The Tulum as as an overall flavor, no. drink, smell. That is a fantastic okay. Irish whiskey. We did have a bit before. Are you sure it's not just uh, 
<laughs> no, absolutely. As not. long as it's not drunkenness. Yeah. Right. No, no. Oh, man. well, not drunkenness. I'm trying to pour light. So. I, well, I, I mean, well, my, my yeah. normal glass at home is I do two fingers, but two fingers from the top. Right? <laughs> gotcha. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm That's pouring awesome. light compared to how I normally pour, no, but no, I know we have great. a lot to get through. So. We do. We do. <laughs> so, yeah, I um, can't do my normal I, pour here. I, uh, <laughs> I feel oh, like, yeah. no, I'm. I've had enough time and enough water between each one. That right. This was a wholly separate flavor, and definitely, it, it really, it really did. It it peaked a lot of sensory things in my brain. Like I was getting a lot of flavors that I really like to taste in yeah. in in an alcohol. This is pleasurable for sure. Oh, yeah. and, and and the other cool thing is is it doesn't. Um, it didn't really make me feel like I had to, uh, like, breathe hard to get right to to get past the the finish of the drink. Like some like even the Jameson was a little like, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. You felt it you down feel like inside. Yep. No man, this was smooth, subtly smooth. Yes. You know they said subtly, subtly smooth. smooth. Yes. yes. Oh, well, now feel your belly, dude. Oh, my belly's warm. <laughs> I that, yeah, yeah. That, my you know belly's I mean? warm. No, like, no, yeah. You know, I really wish that I could have afforded a fourth Irish whiskey. And I've had the pleasure of tasting. I've told Jason about it before. Red Breast, 12-year-old. Yeah, dude. That, oh. that makes this shameful. Really? Does, wow. Yes. Really? Red Breast, 12-year-old. They have It's like 60-something dollars a bottle. That's why I couldn't uh, afford it right now. Uh, but they have also like a $80, $90 bottle of, I think it's a 15-year-old. No, it's a, it's a pot still. Right, and that you know they have different kinds of steels and all that stuff, right? Yeah. The red breast. Uh, I just, if I just made a few more dollars an hour, that would be a staple <laughs> right. in my house, and we'd be drinking it right now. And you would go, uh, "Tell more who?" <laughs> I mean, this is good shit too. Oh yeah. And I'm telling you, red breast, because I'm, I'm in a, a, there's a bar called Holman's in Portland here, and me and my friend Abigail, we joined this uh, the whiskey club there. So you, they have a list of whiskeys that you got to go through to get your name on a plaque. You know, and we're oh, not, wow. we're, we're only a quarter away there because some of these shots are like fucking twenty, thirty, forty dollars. Oh, of course, oh, yeah. but we tried the Red Breast and you know the Glenlivet eighteen, and that's, yes, so that's I my, love the Glenlivet eighteen. That's, that's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That and the for Scotch Glenlivet eighteen, and yeah. the uh, I couldn't, yeah. I can't afford the thousand, two thousand, four thousand dollar bottles of Scotch. No, so no. Who can? Oh my god! Well, who, no, well, they're not. There, there are, are people kind of worth it. Um. I have to urinate because my weak bitch ass bladder is telling me really? that I had too much beer before oh, we started okay. this All podcast. Right. Well, All I, right. well, when I was I got off work and I was waiting for Jay to pick me up, I walked down and saw Beth, my lady at at work, um, and she's managed tonight. And I had a beer in the bar while I was sitting there waiting. Okay. Got my food, came home, drank a beer while I was eating my food again. So I understand that's you, just you, now you, poking through me. You got a tinkle. That's all right. So you guys keep up the conversation. Oh, Do you think, my man? Talk shit about me. <laughs> no need for that. Right. Nah, that's how we... We did not have extra beers. We fucking... After work, we rolled down to St. John's and uh, went to Sudra. I, uh... Man, a place I'd never been before. Right. Pretty good stuff. Hey, it's really good stuff. I mean, mm. and that's all plant-based. You know, and I think all of us should mm-hmm. eat more of a plant-based diet in our life. Maybe a little less meat. Don't can't give it up completely myself. But, yeah, you know. I know. I entirely agree. I can. Uh, man, I, I've been doing 
fairly bad lately. <laughs> yeah. Or getting lazy, I guess, more right. or less. I uh I don't know. I haven't been cooking for myself as much lately. Um but I don't know. I chalk it up to just being busy. Doing other things. I, I found guess, myself but. slipping a little. You know me. I mean, I'm pretty strict on diet for the oh, most yeah. part. You know, I, I let myself have some pleasures in life, but uh, of course, for the most part, food wise, I'm real strict in my diet. But here <laughs> lately, because being busy and all this stuff, and yeah, I just find myself eating stuff I normally don't eat over the last probably 30 days or so. Yeah, but dinner tonight was awesome. Oh, definitely. What'd you guys have? We went to uh, Sudra in St. John's. Okay, cool. Uh, oh, it's uh, Indian yeah. food, yep. vegetarian Indian food, and very filling. You know, yeah. Are you are you a vegetarian? Heck. No. I, okay. I, I eat about a ninety percent plant based diet. Okay. You know, when I'm real strict, right now I'm probably about seventy five percent plant based diet because I've been slipping a little. But interesting. But I, I do. I've been on the plant based diet pretty. You know, the eighty ninety percent range for about a year and a half now. Okay. So for any reason or make just how you feel. I've been in school for a while and I'm studying for a bachelor's degree in nutrition to go along with my personal training thing. Right. Ultimate goal. I want to train athletes and, you know, uh, high school, maybe pro college athletes um, or anyone that wants to get faster, stronger or or overall health and can speed and conditioning stuff. Right. Or but, um, set a world record for backflips. Backflips. Yes. <laughs> I hope that we're sitting with the world record backflip holder. Oh, we no, haven't even right? told the podcast about it oh, yet. Oh, this yeah. came oh, up. Okay. This is brand new we, shit. This is brand new. Right. We'll talk about it. So I, uh, <laughs> um, a lot of the health classes I've taken, nutrition classes, you have to do a lot of research. You have right. to do papers. And I've done a lot of research on the food industry. Sure. It's part of your class. It's part of your book. You know, is it yep. sustainable and all that stuff. And yeah. You learn to find the fallacies between behind organic and grass fed and all that stuff. And I watched some really good documentaries that really changed my mind on I'm not eating that. So shit are you no doing more. it ethically? Is that is is it an ethic thing for you? It's not. I'd say ethics would be at the low end of the spectrum of it. It's yeah, health you know? wise. It, it's common freaking sense. You. Really, it, it is how I see it. You know, it's, uh, it's not the ethics ethics aspect. Yeah, I can I never be like a vegan. I've always uh, told Jason that that's oh, like yeah. a political statement. I got a leather jacket. I wear leather shoes and boots and <laughs> right? stuff. I could never be a vegan. All right. right you know, right. I can't I make that political agree. statement, but we are with factory farming. We're, yes. we're, we're, we're doing some damage. All right. Oh yeah. And we're not doing, mm-hmm. not only to the environment, sure. but factory farming, we're, we're killing ourselves. You know, people, illnesses are going up and, some of the documentaries I saw, you see, uh, they say that like carbs and sugars are responsible for like diabetes, right? And a lot I've, of it. I've seen several documentaries and I've researched their facts, right? And uh, uh, because I'm in college, so I have access to a lot of uh, medical yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. Um, that it's actually uh, some of it is caused by the meat that we're eating. Because of the it way it's be. grown and a lot of the the processed foods, but doesn't that your Oscar Mayer well, lunch I, I, meats oh, yes. and stuff oh, like that? All, all of that, I I a hundred percent agree. Agree. Any any prepackaged meat, yes, similar to an Oscar Mayer type meat, is detrimental to society. Is detrimental to health. I I won't even go there with you. Like, but what do you feel about like? If you're paying more for a grass-fed beef, you find any problem with that? I do, and I don't. I mean, it, it's mm. a marketing scheme for sure. sure grass-fed yeah. is definitely marketing, and 
but 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 you you okay or if you know that there it's it's a sustainably sourced but it's kind of I mean I mean it's they're kinda not, not sustainable because you have to grass feed these animals right. and they're on land right. that are taking up land yes right yes so you're they're consuming the grass and it, it's and they're putting methane gas in the air I mean sure. they're more spread out than a factory farm sure but at the same time. I think grass-fed, I mean, I do taste the difference in the meat a little bit. Oh, yeah. But at the yeah. same time, it's more of a marketing scheme to well, pull I, I, dollars I, I out get of your you, pocket. I get you, but and if— And it's environmentally, it's no—in almost, it's no different than factory sure. farming. But can, can you—do you, do you see an issue maybe with the larger bulk vegetable grows and the amount of machines they have to have driving and pumping CO2s into the air and knocks from their engines and— and having to yeah. comb every field for hours a day with fucking engines running, <laughs> not not emission controlled. No right. one's going out and checking the emissions on these fucking tractors, oh, no. yeah. true, and no true. one's accounting for <laughs> and and in those fucking fields that are hundreds of acres huge, and they have automated non most of these big fucking vegetable farms have automated combines. Right, there aren't even people in the cabs. They just do a fig, a, oh, a, yeah, a yeah. pre-programmed program, path yeah. around the thing, and no it's one's like even watching. It's like the robo vacuum that goes and around so, your house or something, right? <laughs> it's it's a hundred percent that. And so, who watch mm. for all the ground nesting birds and squirrels and deer fawn and every rabbit and every single vole and anything that gets caught up, chewed up, and murdered right. in those fields okay. <laughs> by those driver driver driverless combines for you guys to eat vegetables the whole time they're pumping oxygen i mean emissions in the air i totally follow your logic and it you it's it's a two-way street and i've always it is and i've always said that our whole food supply from from hey there ain't ain't no fish there is nothing there ain't no fish diet that's good for you there's no beef there's no grass-fed there's no organic all that right all that stuff hey our whole Fucking food supply is tainted the world yes, around. Is. If you're getting fish out of the ocean, wait, what's that? Fukushima or whatever that's yeah. still leaking. Fukushima. Yeah, that's no still shit. leaking nuclear into waste Pacific. into the ocean. Yep. We eat that fish. All right, oh, so, we do. And and it's it was tainted before then though. Our oceans with all the garbage that's out there. Yes. So, but we have to as human beings we have to eat. Yes, we, we have do. to find the best way to eat this nutritious for sure our bodies. We do. And I believe through fruits and vegetables and whole grains and stuff like that, plant based stuff. It is healthier. It's more fibrous, which helps digestion. Yep. It helps you poop better. I mean, they're not yeah. sounding weird. Oh, but, no, no, hey, no, no, no. There's nothing there's better no than a good sound. fucking poop, guys. I, you have to uh, admit. I bro. I tell you what. I had, Oh, shit. Okay, oh, this shit. This is the motherfucker <laughs> right now. We always get into okay. poop, bro. Every, oh, almost really? every podcast, oh, we dude. talk totally. about poop right. of some kind. No. I, Did I, you lead me into this? So, so let me tell you what. Health is huge on here. Health is huge in the podcast. So let me tell you what. I eat a, I eat a super low carb diet, okay. and 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 I I you know I go to the gym, I mm-hmm. weight lift, I don't do a lot of cardio just because I'm at this moment I'm kind of bulking and I'm trying to pack on a lot of mass as fast as I can, um, and so but but even before this I I started low carb slash ketogenic diet, okay. and have you have you yeah, followed yeah, done this yeah. this stuff? I follow um, all this stuff, but. of course. I and that's I kind of assumed you did. Um, I. Uh, and so I started it and before I started working out, I started a ketogenic diet and I, I went really strict on it at first. And, you know, I, I, I eat, I eat a bit of meat and I've struggled with honestly the biggest 
cogn- the biggest dissonance in my brain is me struggling with the the ethics of factory farming and actually what we're doing to some of these animals, especially pigs, and that we know right. are wow. super cognizant. I mean, cows are as well, but they're they all sitting at, they're they all sitting at beans. Up. How we treat them is super bad, but at the same time, I for what I'm trying to accomplish physically some for for the money you spend the best results you can get are from eating meat. Do would you not agree? I disagree. Do you? And, and um I all I can say is have you ever watched the documentary Food Choices? I have. You have. Yes. The, they had the triathlete guy on there. They had a, a couple of them, a male and a female. Yeah. Yep. That dude's yoked up. I, I, I see that. and He's I, an endurance athlete from hell. What they don't ever talk about is steroids or TRT. So he could be taking testosterone, which comes from yams, right. which is, he could be taking he fucking- He could be. He could be. He could be on TRT. But he could be telling the truth. Oh, I, I, I don't, I don't any, ever discount these rare cases of vegan athletes that are fucking yoked to the max. I, I, I follow- Well, genetics has a lot to do with it, Genetics, too. true. But, genetics but is huge. Like, and I watch powerlifters that are, they, they say they're vegan, but, you know, they're eating 500 grams of whey protein a day. That's not vegan. Well, or a vegetarian, sorry, no meat, right. it's whey. Okay, yeah. It's, you know, so no right. vegetarian. So they're not actually chewing flesh. No. But but they're still, they still do the dairy or the eggs or yes. something like that. Yeah. You know, so. The octo, but, lavo, right. lacto, vegetarian or right. whatever, yeah. Right, And wow. so, you know, and they just, no meat and no animal, anything. So, right. so, and, but yet they take testosterone. And they're they're fucking pumping their body full of testosterone. Right. So, of course, you're going to get gains. Right, And, true. and. You know, I for for not having for the simplicity of I would say uh, um, uh, money conscious, it is hard to get the amount of nutrition needed to bodybuild out of just vegetables. I feel. Well, for for, for spending for spending money, right? Like like eating meat kind of is a necessity for getting a lot of the full amino acids. A lot of the you can eat rice with beans. You can, but those aren't full amino acids. Well, the rice makes the beans a complete protein. Okay, the rice has what has the proteins that the beans are lacking. So you, you but can that's get it high there. carb as well. That's super high carbohydrate. Well, the rice, yeah, but you don't have to go white rice. True. You can go brown, wild rice. I like I like wild rice because it's earthy oh, yeah. and nutty flavored. <clears throat> what, yeah. What you know? kind of beans? and all you need is a small portion, like the like what falls in the what fits in the palm of your hand. You don't have to eat a whole no, of course, huge of course. serving of, of rice. Course. Of you course. just need enough so it's in your body digesting, putting out, you know, to, to make the branch chain to, to make the yeah. amino acids yeah. combine yeah. together to make the protein. But the beans, I, I like black beans. Yeah. You know, yeah, I like lentils too. a lot. Um, lentils are really good. Yeah. Quinoa is awesome. Quinoa is in, uh, it's out there, man. I know. It's I know there. it is. And, um, and it's affordable to us because, I mean, I'm not a wealthy guy by any means. And sure. I, I believe that with the price of meats nowadays, I mean, you're talking $12, $14 for a freaking ribeye, right? Yeah. And you can get yeah. like 10 meals or whatever out of a bag of beans. Yeah. And, I, and I, eat primar- I eat primarily chicken. As the produce, right. is, as is, the is, produce is, guy, dude. 
man. <laughs> Whew. Hey, I know, I know. My but, shit is. And you know, cheap. I'm a meat, you, can, you know, I'm a meat. To, I'm the meat department <laughs> manager, right? But when right. you can, but when you can spend yeah, seven dollars, when you can spend seven dollars and get a little over a pound of chicken, and that's a hundred and eighty grams of protein, right? And it's not fatty, and it's not high in carbs, and it is full of a bunch of good protein. It's full of a bunch of a bunch of good amino acids. Like, you you have to spend a e, e, at least seven dollars in money for the amount of vegetables that could give you the amount of amino acids in that, and they would not have one hundred and seventy grams of protein in it. Right. And and that's and that's kind of where I come from, and and that that's the battle I do the battle I do deal with is like I'm trying to ethically get as much like I want to get as much protein for as cheap as I can. Right. And not have to chug down a bunch of disgusting fucking shakes. I oh, want to yeah. yeah. I don't want to yeah. take I don't want to take supplements. I don't want to take stuff that is chemically made to do something. I want to get it from what I eat. Right. Right. And so, you know, to not eat as much. I only eat two meals a day. I, I, I intermittent fast. So I'm I'm not eating 14 hours a day. So for the two meals I eat a day th- or three meals I eat a day, but in a 10 hour period. You know, right. I need to, I want to get as much in as I can. I don't know. Chicken's a, I don't know. What do you think? I want to get your opinion. Cause I know that you, you do I don't study mess with, this. I don't mess with chicken all that much. I mean, no? um, the chicken I like is more expensive than what you're talking about. Um, yeah. Have you just watched any, you can pull up anything on Tyson oh, foods, the uh, hugest uh, chicken oh, distributor I, 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 I in the world. T- I don't touch Tyson. Right. I um, never, Foster I, Farms I will, really ain't no better. And I'm not sure, going yeah. after these people individually. It's of just, course, course. they're still factory farming. You know, and yes, they are. And I, I do, I'm, I guess, snobbish when I do eat chicken. It's free range, and I, yes. I, I pay more for it. But I'll tell you what, it does freaking taste different, man. It does. And it, and when you I eat a chicken breast from a, a true free range chicken, and you paid twelve dollars for the bird compared to the three yep. three forty for yep. the for the Tyson chicken, yeah. Compare and contrast, man. Oh, no, There's no. There's a huge no. difference in my taste parents, and texture, man. My parents I mean. were chicken farmers back home yeah. in Alaska. And even in the wintertime, they always had chickens and eggs. And, you know, they made and fed their own chickens. And, dude, you fucking oh, buy yeah, a no. chicken now I, in a store. Yeah. It's not you what know, you get. Every, like, every, you know, and and it's not all spoiled. It's not as I often as I want chicken. to, but I'll go to a Whole Foods or I'll go to something like that and yeah. get free range. I go to a market of choice. At, yeah, market choice, right market choice. Or, house, you know, yeah. I'll go to I'll go to there and every, you know, not as much as I would like to do. Right, of course. But but I, I make sure that I balance out and I'm getting I'm helping local farmers. Right. I go to farmers markets when I can. I you know, I, I do try and get as as ethic as often as I can as ethically grown meat as I can. Right. Okay. You know? Well, um, hey, I know it, there's people out there that say but you know, the the guys that ride their bikes to work every day, you, you think you're doing your part, but you are. You know, you yeah, are doing yeah, your part. You're you doing are. what you can. You are. We have to eat to freaking survive. So but the one thing I the one thing I feel good about, I never go and buy I will never buy meat out of a freezer. Right. You know, yeah. I will never buy meat out either. of a freezer ever again. I, I used know. to when I was I, I used to when I was a younger kid and I, I, I didn't ever think about it. I didn't wasn't assessing health. I wasn't assessing Me ethics. Either. I wasn't assessing in, uh, Dude. sustainability. Well, in Alaska, you know, and I used to go buy pre-frozen hamburger patties. Oh, 
in Alaska, it's, it's way different because like they had more fucking freezer sections than they did like fresh sections. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you grew up sort of eating that. You that had way, to. Right? Yeah. You had to. Yeah. Like, but it, also in Alaska, once you have more like fresh like elk and, and get a little moose. more in no. front of the microphone. No. Once so, you have more elk and, and well, so there's no elk. There's no elk and no deer where we live. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so so you had moose. moose. You had moose. But it wasn't at a store. Sometimes, but it wasn't at stores. Oh, really? No. No, because no it's bear it, at stores. Because none of the hunting up there is done for market. Use. Oh, okay. It's, it's all it's all use. personal okay. sustained yeah. use, right. and so so fish was all fresh fish, caught we, there. All of our fish though was fresh caught, so and we, see, that's went, a huge plus. And, and we so access and that. we had, I mean, man, you know, I hear a lot of people talking about fish. I've I've been eating fish my whole fucking life, right? Man. And and, <laughs> and it's out of the Pacific Ocean, and it's fresh fucking caught. There's no fucking with it, and. It, there is nothing there. better. There's nothing that makes you feel better. The the, the healthy omega three fats, the omega three fatty you know fatty acids, and all the the two hundred grams of protein that you have in a fucking pound of salmon. Is there nothing makes you feel better than fresh catching a salmon, flaying it right there, putting it on a campfire, and doing eating it. that fucking right. salmon. Yeah. And not feel better about catching the salmon and doing it, but internally, when you eat that, your body goes oh. This is real this is fuel. Real shit, yeah. This is it, fuel for my body. Right. This is what you natural, should dude. Like, yeah, because almost been... all all fish you buy now is freaking farmed, man. Well, yeah, and it's from the it. Atlantic, right? And we Atlantic live on the Pacific. Salmon. We live yeah. here in the Pacific. Why are we to... not getting Pacific salmon? I right. mean, I salmon fish myself. Salmon and yeah. steelhead. Yeah, I, I I I haven't done it in a while, but. I, I, I've done I, the I, same I, thing you've talked about. I've comer- caught my own fish, killed that fucker, and ate it within hours well, after I catching comer- it. I commercial fished yeah. when, oh, I, really? when I worked in Alaska. I, I went out into the Bering Strait and, and out of Dillingham and in the, in the Alaska, out of the Alaska Peninsula, and I, I did real fucking commercial fishing out there. I spent two and a half months on a boat without even touching land. Oh, wow. Yeah, dude. That's something I could never do. It, and, I love and, being on the water, but not that freaking long. Oh, I hated it. Yeah. I'm not telling you. I hated it. Yeah. I hated it. We oh, caught yeah. we caught eight hundred thousand pounds of fish. Right, I, I through my hands p- pulling nets, plucking right. nets. I watched eight hundred thousand pounds of fish go through my boat oh, in yeah. two and a half months. Wow, and I dude, it, it's a ama- it was yeah. insane. It was I insane. Stuck out at sea, but I fucking helped run a cannery. Yeah, yeah. I was lead day supervisor at a cannery for two years, ran forklift for them, and fucking that's, that's hard and, work. And you guys saw badass. all of the fish from like ten boats. Yeah, twenty boats. Wow, endless boats. You know what I mean? So, like it, fish. Man, there's just so much fish, but we're fucking the oceans up. We are. Yeah, we, we are, are for sure. And and we're, the we're boat fuck, regulations. We're fucking the world sucked. up, and it sounds sad because we all like life, right? Yeah, but there's too many yeah. goddamn many of us. There's too many people in this. Well, no, there's each other. no. You don't, and, you don't think no, so? I don't. The Earth, the Earth. We, you know, there's a lot. There's been a lot of scientists that work on population control and what the Earth has to sustain. There, there is enough Earth to go around for all the people here. The problem is there's too many people with too many cars. Right. Okay. That is the problem. And, and and we've been using them for too long. That is the problem. It's not that there are actually, we have enough people for 20 billion people to live on the planet and the earth to sustain that economically. Right. What we don't have enough earth for is 20 billion people using 25 billion cars. Right. Okay. Okay. That's what we don't have. Right. Because we have buses running every day. We have planes flying every day. We have boats moving every day. We have, we have things that nobody thinks about that are automated that nobody's controlling that work every day for us. Right. That are just engines running filled with gas every night ready to run every day. 
And that happens all over the planet forever. Yeah, it's not just here. It's worldwide. Forever. Oh, yeah. All over the planet forever. It's hard hard to conceptualize. There there is literally, okay, like take this into your brains. There is literally fields, and we're only talking about America specifically, but you can put this to the entire world. There are fields of agriculture that have not had an engine not running on it for 50 years. Think about it. Because they'll have multiple combines that when one finishes its route, the other one starts to do the next. So there are fields, there are chunks of earth that have had engines running over that for 50 years straight, nonstop, nonstop, through every cycle of growing that. There is an engine running over that earth. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. It's definitely tainted. Yeah, yeah. And that's where we're getting all of our vegetables from. That's right. where we're getting all of our pasture well, from. That's where we're getting all best, of our meats from. Some of the best ones. It's yeah. not even like no, no, the yeah, shitty ones. No, that's like, some of the best vegetables we can get on the market come right. from ground that that is happening on. It's it's insane. What it's do we insane. do? We work by hand. Because guess how many fucking people we have? Remember how you know how hard it was to till huge fields with only 500,000 people living Dude, in America? Right. Oh yeah. We Imagine have, if we had so many people have, at our job. We have 320 million people in America. Over a third of them are on welfare. They could definitely be working so, in fields. So, do you if if they only if they got paid well to only have to work five hours a day on a field? All you had to do was work five hours a day, four days a week. You work 20 hours a week. You got paid well to do it because it's manual labor. You got time off. All 300 million people could be working and they would be doing the jobs of things that robotics do that we think we're above working now. I tell you what, if I got paid to well, if I could live off 20 hours a week of working in a field, I would do it in a heartbeat. I'd be in shape. I probably would too. Wouldn't oh, you? Yeah, dude. Wouldn't you? If, if I was paid percent. well enough, of course. If you could live off of it. Oh, if yeah. I could live my current lifestyle or better. That's sure. it. Yeah. That's it. And That's I don't it. live a glamorous well, lifestyle. No, I just you, had, away, you had to work 20 rock. hours a week. You could work 30 hours a week. Oh, man. You could work 40 hours a week. Right. I'm saying minimum is 20, and you can live off of it. Because I tell you what, there is enough agriculture work in this country for people to do that. There is enough work for it. Oh, yeah. No one wants to I fucking agree. do it. We think we're above it. Most Americans would rather sit at a desk getting arthritis in their hands, typing on a keyboard, staring at something digital that actually has no interaction with their real life, and yet they want to get vegetables that they have no connection to. Do you know how much people would care about oh, dude, fucking here. food if we had to touch the ground <laughs> that the food came yep. out of? Well, how much we would appreciate the earth if yep. we had to actually huh? take it Maybe. from and it. And then you notice year from year your, your soil's changing and things are changing because more cars are being produced. And you're like, man, maybe we should stop driving cars that burn gasoline. Wow. Oh, hey, maybe we shouldn't block solar electricity from it being entered in our country because they can make so much money off of it. Right? But yet they just... Fucking up that's the tariff. Probably, hey, this, it, that's what you brought it right there. You brought oh, it around. Wow. It's no matter what country, and it's some f- shape or form of capitalism. Absolutely, it's making money. It's about money. Mm. What's it cost? We're, we're never going to win. We're never going to see your dream. And you, you have a really good point. I agree with that stuff. 
You know, yeah, like people actually man. touched their food and picked it every day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what was going on the plate that night. You have a, yeah. the connection. You know, Dude, more there pe- would not be people in grocery stores that just grab something off the shelf and just put it way the fuck over there that's not refrigerated. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, yeah. they would no. not just grab yeah. a fucking like well, the five is, pound piece of meat and walk over to the fucking bread aisle and just drop you it. You go to farms. I don't want this anymore. You go to the, <laughs> yeah. you, you go out into the middle what of the Nebraska fuck? or the middle of Idaho or the middle of Wyoming where all it is is farmland and you have thousand acre farms that are manned by five people because that's all it takes is everything is robots. Right. You would have communities of hundreds of people working farms. So not only that, you would have connection between people because you know what we have? We have so many people cramped Disconnect. in such a small space that no one actually interacts with each other right. because they're just trying to get through life without bumping shoulders with people they don't want to see. If you had smaller communities spread out more working all of these fucking farms to feed everybody, you would still have office jobs, you would still have tech jobs, you would still have corporate jobs, you'd still have everyone would have a fucking iPhone, they'd be listening to fucking Pandora while they're out there working the fucking fields for 20 hours a fucking week. Guess what? You could get off, you could become a painter. You right. could get off of work <laughs> and you could spend no the remaining shit. time becoming a musician or an architect or an engineer or following a fucking medical passion or or inventing technology. You could have time to do all of this stuff if we work to feed our fucking selves, man. I don't hear. I agree with Let's that. make that happen. How about we just. How many. Okay. Right. No one. No one's good. <laughs> no. If you walked around Portland right now and said, hey, would you want to give up what you're doing right now to work 20 hours a week working in a farm to feed yourself? People would go, no. 99.99% of the people I know would not go for that. No, they would. They would if I could feed myself? All you have to work 20 hours a week doing fucking some manual labor in a fucking farm. I would. And, and, you would have, and that would be feeding yourself and everybody else. And guess what? They would be doing it too, and they would be feeding you. Like... It would create community. It would create a sense. No. I love that. I do physical labor right now. Right? Exactly. (laughs) All three of us do. I know it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be cool with that. So, like, what's the difference? I don't see the difference. I'd be down with that. No, I'd be pretty cool. The problem is to get the rest of the dominoes in place. Yeah. There's too many fucking rich billionaires who wouldn't want to do it either. (laughs) Right. Those are the fuckers that need to be out there. Yeah. I'm not. I just, I, yeah, as shitty as that sounds, I think we just got to kill a couple rich people. Perfect. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. Kill a couple rich people. Kill a couple. Get well, their. Nah. We just have to make it sustainable. For we have to. We have to make the incentives good enough for people to want to do it. You know what we also have to do, guys? We have to listen to our second fucking sad, song. We've been talking yeah, been for we've been talking for like an hour and a half already. We haven't even listened to our second fucking Sabbath song yet. I'm enjoying the hell out of this, but the, this is know, amazing. Yeah. Let's let's, let's reset. Here's some Sabbath, and I'm setting up for our next whiskey taste. Well, we're t- we're oh, traveling oh. across the continent now. We're we're going across Europe and Asia, right, to yes. the most eastern side. We just left. Ireland. Yes. And we're while flying we're on talking, a plane. We're, we've been flying to uh, Japan. And uh, we're going to try some Suntory Toki. Suntory right. Toki. Suntory yes. Toki. Yes. Is that how they would say it? Suntory Toki. I imagine Suntory they would. Toki. All right. Suntory <laughs> Toki. What song are you playing off this album? Oh, God. Are we, are we into, going into the void? In, oh, my we're going God. into the void. Yeah. It's halfway through. This okay. is the void. We're going okay. into it. Oh, into yeah. the void is my favorite song on this album. 
besides the the mellow song before it, Solitude. Yeah. That's too mellow for what we're doing here yeah. today. Uh, yeah. It's we a great need... poetry song, but Into the Void. I think you can hear Metallica in this. You can hear Yeah. Where oh, it came oh my, from. Yeah, you can hear that uh-huh. this was an influence in, in a lot of music. Because how many I don't I'm not a musician. I'm a music appreciator. Uh-huh. So I don't know a lot of the technical terms, but uh, you're a lyricist though. But lyrically, this is about the end of the world. And there's so many tempo changes in this. It just goes. It is a hard driving heavy song, man. Oh, strap your fucking cocks in, motherfuckers. Because we're going on a rocket ride. Fucking rocket ride. Yeah. Suntory whiskey. Suntory talk. They're all their drawn out musical parks. This song reminds me of being 16 years old. I lived. Right there, just grabs you by the dick this. every time. <laughs> oh, hit me with some drums, Jason. <laughs> no, this song reminds me of being like 16. I lived in a lean-to on a tra- on a trailer we lived in as a house. We had a lean-to we built on it, and that became my room. Okay. And uh, I had just figured out weed. I had just figured out weed. I was 16. And this blew my fucking brain apart. Yeah. This song, it just, I know it's about the nuclear attack, the end of the world, and it just, I got the lyrics early at at an early age, and it just wicked to me, man. Me too, yeah. I love this part right here where it changes totally. Freedom fighters. Oh, the 
dude, I, every, I remember hearing this for like the first 20 times in my room by myself in this little fucking alcove. And hearing that change, I would like, I would come, man. Like, it literally would just give me yep. this fucking hard on teenage angst, yep. anger. And like, this was the shit at that time, man. Yes. No, I. This influenced so many people, man. Iconic. I stole alcohol and drank it to this song. I stole weed and drank it to this song. I fucking... Playing with wooden fingers. nuclear ride to that was. Japan. <laughs> I'm going to take over the microphone for one Please, second and do we're going to talk about take this it over great for... glass that has been poured for us. Five this seconds. Is... Ten seconds. <laughs> this is a Suntory whiskey, right? Suntory Toki. This is a uh, real popular Japanese whiskey. It's uh, clear gold. Very clear, actually. It, it's almost, is... it almost looks like a gold tequila. No, it does. Sense. It really does. Right? So yeah. what we're going to smell here is um, basil, green apple, and honey. All right. And if you watch a lot of like foreign films or Japanese films, look in the background and the settings and scenes, you'll see a bottle of Suntory Toki. Right. Or a, some version of Suntory. It's like their kind of their uh, brand. So they just like market it all over the place. They put it in everything. Um, I've seen it in a few Japanese movies. Um, okay. I haven't seen wow. a lot of Japanese movies, but some of them I have seen. It, it's right there. Cool. Right. Cool. So I got to ask. I haven't smelled mine yet. Do you smell basil, green apple, and honey? Okay. Green apple, 100%. I smell weed for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Why would right. that be? I don't know. Aussie? I blame it on Aussie. Truth. Hmm. I do smell I green apple. I was going to say, I just smell. I, I do smell, smell some green apple. apple. All right. And, and, and it might be the basil. I don't know if I get. <laughs> I almost get a little bit of bitter. Right. 
I, I smell the green apple heavily. Green and apple. It, is I mean, it's not green apple yeah. like in a Jolly Rancher. I'm talking no, just green like, apple uh, from the produce market. It sounds like yeah. if you were to grab a Granny Smith, yes, and bite into a Granny it's Smith, it's got that nice hint to it. It almost smells like a uh, uh, champagne or like a, a maybe, uh, maybe. It almost, and we know, we all know, Japanese are perf- yes. I don't want to label or offend anybody, but I would say take this as a compliment. That Japanese tend to be a little more perfectionist they, overall. No, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. When it comes to certain things, their whole society is based on perfection. I, Way that, much that, more. That's than my America. perception of them. Yes, yeah, I and, agree. And it's a good perception. I, I don't I, mean no, that in any that, derogatory term at all. It, it is something that Americans lack. Yeah, to a, to, a large, to a, to a, to a large degree. degree. Yeah. yeah, I'm not impressed with a the, large percent not, to a certain degree. Yeah, I'm not a, impressed with American society lately. No, no, especially. I'll just. Millennials. <laughs> hey, hey. I don't want to offend them. I wait, don't, hey, hey. Now, there's we are technically there millennials. There are some snowflakes. We <laughs> are we are technically <laughs> millennials. I know you are. We're in the I age group. It is That's un- why I had a hard time saying it. But I would it's say okay. we, are, we are we are kind of classified as old millennials, and then there are the zillennials, which are like the okay. new ones. All right. The I new need, ones. I like that term, zillennials. Okay. So they're the zillennials, which are like the newer ones born after 2000. Right. Okay. Because me and Jason are suffering. Because there are great degree of work because of millennials. We have to we have to realize right now, kids born in two thousand are eighteen today, you guys. Like think about that. The kids born in the year two thousand are eighteen. Okay. Yeah. Look what they've been experienced to literally their whole life. By the time they're six (laughs) and seven and thinking about stuff, think about how crazy two thousand seven was. Then they're then they're ten and it's two thousand ten. And now it's like Oh yeah. Come on. That's why they're eating Tide Pods. No shit. Holy Nothing I would ever think of as an 18-year-old, but I was thinking no of eating shit. pussy. But no shit. Mean, excuse me, is that politically no, no, correct? That's all right. fine. I was thinking of eating pussy, per- not a Thai pod. Hey. And all I wanted hey. to do was drink hey. fucking beer and eat pussy yes. at 18. Can we play something? With which one? Trump University. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Check this out real quick. So, oh, wait. Let's so well. Let, let's yes, let's do this. Oh, yes, 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 sorry. Yes, please. All right. We're in Japan. Right. We're okay, in Japan. Let's, so, be, uh, <laughs> let's be polite. So we, we've done our nose. Let's go to the palate now. So as we take our drink, I want you guys to think of uh, grapefruit, green grapes, peppermint, and thyme. Green right. grapes, peppermint, and thyme. Okay. Cause now, oh, and don't forget the grapefruit aspect. Grapefruit. Grapefruit. Okay. Grapefruit, green grapes, peppermint, and thyme. All right. That makes sense because... Green grapes and grapefruit are a little bitter. Mm. Heavy ethanol. Heavy ethanol. Yeah. I do get the peppermint a little bit, but I think that's the ethanol. That might, yeah. I agree. Um, kind of green grapes with peppermint. I honestly get a pear note. I kind of would associate a little bit more with pear than green grape. Maybe. Yeah, it's I, I have to too. agree with that. I, I, maybe, I definitely do. I but definitely maybe do. it's a little bit of the smell, like the apple with the, I don't know, I get a pear kind right. of taste. I do yeah. too for the simple fact that I eat more pears than I do green grapes. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, maybe I'm missing the green grape flavor but because it of that, but like I can a, definitely like get on board. It's like canned pear, mm-hmm. like, like yeah, pear halves. Yeah. Grapes are really distinct taste. And too. that burn in the little chest area, it's gone. Gone rather yep. quick, and I kind of like that sometimes. With, but with it the was whiskey. it was hard on the yeah. right on the take. Yeah. So, Suntory. Oh yeah. 
What's the finish supposed to be? Our finish should be subtly sweet and spicy with a hint of vanilla oak, white pepper, and ginger. So that being said, wow. that's sort of where the burn comes from is the white pepper, ginger. Where it, sett- where it settles. Yeah. Ginger. Interesting. I get that. It goes along with the bitter well, I'm imagining um, like, out oh, I, okay, if you, you know, let it sit for a while on the great. tongue, like I imagine taking, you know, eating sushi or something like that and then taking a piece of ginger and putting it in my mouth and eat, clearing my palate with mm-hmm. a piece of ginger. True. I've let it sit long enough. I think I do get that kind of on the back of my tongue. Right. Is a little bit of that ginger taste. Interesting. All right. I Japan. love how it okay. really Japan. Like, hey. I love how They're, it really went through a bunch but, but of different I do, types of flavors. I do say you could actually I did sense get it. I did get peppermint and thyme in right. there. Like I do get the thyme, almost that bitterness of the like but a pungent uh like seasoning flavor. I could get like, in the mood for this. Not not drink. seasoning, but like you know what I mean? like planty almost floral thyme. I don't taste the thyme. I do. T- I do taste the white pepper. The white pepper I taste. Oh, uh, in the in the, in the, the finish, finish. In but, the finish. but in in the actual taste. Of right. It. Oh, in the didn't say taste? the thyme. Oh. I didn't taste the thyme. Yeah. I cook with it a lot. Oh. Yeah. Maybe I need another sip. Maybe I need a third opinion. Oh, that's good shit. It is really good. Yeah. That's not bad. I mean, Japanese are known for like sake and sushi and a plethora True. of other things, but not so much whiskey. Yeah. No, that I'd is have good to say, whiskey. I'd that have to say. Really yeah. Not bad. Doing it good. We yeah. are doing it good, guys. Oh, God. We are. That's uh, four bottles down. We're halfway through our journey. We have. What are. Um, so you had talked earlier, kind of before the show, about going to. You want to go to Greece, Rome. Yes. Are you Are you a big history guy? Um. Or, a little or bit, kind of, a little bit. What, what, yeah. We're kind of talk about that. A little. What we're kind of what 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 is? What um, do you want to see? I want to see the old the old Greek columns and everything. I I just uh, our philosophers come from there. A lot of our society, Western society, comes from the old Greek thought and Roman thought as well. Yeah, we've taken out the bad, added the good, yep. whatever. Um, I don't know. I just I want to see the old ruins. I like that. That Mediterranean atmosphere, I love the food. I love Greek, yeah. Mediterranean, you know, real Mediterranean food. Um, Me too. History-wise, I've read some really good books on it. Like, I think, I can't remember his name. I want to say David Gamel. I could be wrong on the author, but he wrote a series called Troy. And okay. it, it was a really good version. It's a three-book series or whatever. It's like historical fiction. But... uh that whole battle of Troy, you know, it just—I don't know—that stuff really interests me. That whole region, because when they when they had wars, they they fought. It was they were either like religious or nationalist in a sense. It wasn't yeah. racism is something that came along around the 1700s or something like that, right? Yeah. Maybe you can go back to the 1600s. I could be wrong, but. They they didn't fight over race as what we sort of do now. It wasn't based yeah. on that. It was, it was it was based on nationalism or or yeah. you know or other aspects. 
it was your country against my country. It wasn't the color of your skin or anything. It was just, it was kind of, in a sense, your belief systems. And yeah. they, they just, I don't know, the way they battled, they fought hand to hand. It was, true. you know, I mean, it was yeah. sword, man, mano a mano. It wasn't from yeah. a yeah. distance with a. Well, a lot of times, though, a, what, yeah. wasn't it back in yeah. that time it was forced? Like it was a lot, of, a lot of them were slaves in the fighting. Yes. Yeah. Well, that was the thing, too. It, it, I'm not taking anything. Uh, racism, in a sense, is different worldwide. Racism in Brazil is different than what it is in the United oh, States. 100%. Racism in, in Malaysia is different than what it is in the United yes, States. Agreed. Worldwide. In Cuba, it's totally different. You know, I, I saw this really good documentary on, like, racism in, uh, in, in uh, Brazil. Everybody is considered black in Brazil. Right. No matter how light you are, right? Everyone claims to be black. But on the flip side, the darker you are, in a sense, the less you make. So the lighter you are, in a sense, the higher up you are in society, but you're Even still in Brazil, but, but you're still black. considered equal and it's not like we equate racism here in the United States. It's just really interesting how they look wow. at each other. Wow. Because they had a, a group of like eight guys, all different shades. One of them as white as you. Right. Sure. And then I'm a little bit darker than you. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they all identified with being black. They all said Negro. Right. Or or the Portugal version of that. Yeah, it yeah. Sound, sounded similar to that. Negro. And I found that yeah. amazing. It's like, wow, they perceive racism way different than we do here. Malaysia, the same thing. It's because um, or uh, in the in the I, what was it? Um, It's not Malaysia. Philippines. It's not the Philippines. I think it is Malaysia. Where they have a real big Muslim society, yes. right? Mm -hmm. And then along with it, you have a lot of immigrants from China, Japan, um, and and like Laos and stuff like that. And there were big riot, uh, Malaysia riots yeah. at one time, and they they just attacked all foreigners in a sense. And there was like live rape in the streets and everything. Yeah. And it just how they saw racism was different than what we see it here. And then in Cuba, racism is it, it's just wow. I don't know. So, so it made me, it, to bring it full circle to what you're saying, the way they fought wars back then, it wasn't based on that stuff as, as how we equate it today. Sure. It was based on nationalism yeah. and it just, you offended my king. And it, I don't know. It's just. It's retarded. It is. It, it, is, yeah, it is retarded. It, it, retarded. it was forced. Oh, it, well, what, what it you were saying was about too. the slavery aspect. Yeah. The slavery aspect. Slavery then. It wasn't like the slavery what we did here in the. It was possibly worse. Well, they of course, were just but, they were just not free. Right. They were owned. I mean, they you know they were tr like the thing. I I actually have listened and done quite a bit of of because I I was really fascinated with um the gladiatorial games and gladiators. Right. Okay. I I got super in interested in just that whole idea, um and you know. All of the gladiators, most of the gladiators were slaves. Right, they were owned. Absolutely. They were they were prisoners of war, taken over because they expanded so far so fast that you know anybody they took over, they would take fighters, they would take uh, you know Nordic fighters, or they would take Turkish fighters, or they would take anybody who was a, a warrior of the other people they took over. He looked like a big fighter. They caught him. Yep. He'd become a gladiator. You're a gladiator now. And yeah. the thing is, the thing that's crazy is. They would feed them well. They would train them. They would get them ready. They would be trained by other gladiators before them who survived and became trainers. They would have close, like, Julius, Julius Caesar 
would walk along the gladi among the gladiators all the time. He would train with the gladiators. He would even do fake fight and gladiatorial games where where he would come out with a, a real sword and the other people that would fight him who were slaves, who were gladiators, but kind of had to do what they were told anyway, would have lead swords. So right. they were holding swords of lead that were heavy and malleable. Right. And then they would have a he Caesar would have a steel sword, but he would fight like four of them. And so he'd get hit by their lead swords, but he'd fucking slice them all down right. and win and look <laughs> great. And they would live good lives until they would, I mean, they, they knew they would die. That was right. the thing, is they lived a life of kind of luxury. Oh, they got fucked a lot. Yeah. They got fucked a lot. Yeah. They were considered low class because they were slaves, but they were also celebrities, right. so they were yeah. high class. It's like our uh, World Wrestling Federation. It is, exa- <laughs> it is exactly <laughs> WWF of today, yeah. but no yeah. swords. Yeah. Right. It's no WWF, yeah. but no swords and no death. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, True. it is it's f- fake death. You know how you, how how many times has The Undertaker died? I don't like, know. Like, let's fucking go, f- you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, they do die. We yeah. fake it on TV. They come back from the dead. All, I mean, but it is, it's crazy to me that at that time, like the people, people would get together, thousands of people would fill a Coliseum every, every weekend to watch men kill men, to watch animals jump out of pits and kill men, <laughs> right. yeah, it, to watch crazy fucking shit, to watch, to watch armies Dude, fight that's men, way crazier and, than and, reality. And, 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 and <laughs> no, and and they would cheer for it, and and they would not only that and they for would, real. They would hey, they would fuck in the stands and have mass orgies in the stands while this shit was going on and yes. cheer that stuff. And the closer they were to the blood and gore, they'd love that. I mean, they and, would get sprayed and this is real by. Stuff. Yeah. I'm not uh, talking. Yeah. No, 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 this. this uh, so there's so for all you out there listening and for you guys too, um, if you've ever never listened to the podcast History on Fire, it's by uh, historian Daniele Bolelli. And I'm actually Yeah. I, I, I I'm not I don't want to say I'm friends with him. We are acquaintances on Facebook. We've actually had a few messages back and forth. Okay. He has two podcasts. He has History on Fire podcast, which uh, he does amazing series on of history. He does things about the Blackfoot Indians. He does things about, I mean, all types of people, the Aztecs, he, all types of people through all types of history. He just did a series on the gladiators. Okay. And, and, but, but more of the gladiators as an actual Greek or, or sorry, Roman empire, like Roman how, civilization and and sociology and how that fit in with where gladiators were in the games and how people viewed it and but he just did this amazing series on that that's awesome but he's he's a really good podcaster historian yeah. philosopher I want you to write that down for me okay yeah. before I leave because I, I will I will I, I really I'll, dig I'll, that stuff I will yeah. but, but he but he's he killer. also has another podcast called the Drunken Taoist podcast okay and which is really funny a right. drunken Taoist right? oh I know no I so, get that so he's he's the Drunken Taoist podcast and he it's all about philosophy but not the philosophy that adulterers thought and makes these big games out of who can get to these rational reasons faster and who's committing the logical fallacy. He talks about the kind of philosophy that actually matters in human life, Hmm. the kind of things that actually matter with people interacting with people and how you treat your body, how you're, how, how you treat your body proceeds on how you see, 
perceive other people, how that translate and how you act with other people. He has, he, you know, no, he, it, it, dude, it's I'm good. Into, I'm definitely into that. It's, I, it's, it's, they're if both. I'm, if I'm labeled any kind of religion or belief system, I, I'm a Buddhist. Okay. And, and I found, cool Buddha, I found Buddhism yeah. th- through a different aspect. And that's something I'll share with you guys someday off the air or whatever. But okay. it's just, uh, I'm, I'm actually interested and, and, and in And it's that. about, uh, it, it's about that same connection, man. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, it's hard. It, I, it's hard to get out sometimes. So, 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 so I, I, here's what I do want to so say. Real, I've, I've done, level. I've done so much. I'm a humanist. That's why I consider myself. A I, know humanist. What, I know what you mean there. Yeah. So, so, um, if I had to conform with anything, I would be mixed, be- a, a, a mix between Buddhist and a Taoist. I would okay. be a mix between the two. Um, not that I recognize a God exists in any way, but the philosophy that they entail. Buddhism doesn't recognize a God. I know it doesn't. You don't know even, you don't even worship. Buddha. I know it doesn't, but the I don't. The icon of Buddha came out way but later. I don't and that like was for people the, just to be reminded to follow in that path. I just don't like the label of Buddhist because there are a few things in Buddhist in Buddhist things that are separatist as well. And yeah, but that's in everything. I, I know. I know. And that's why I like humanist, because it is not about separation right. as an overall label. If I had to give but one the overall out. philosophy, yes. the message of Buddhism is agreed. What, agreed. All right. Yeah. The yeah. Message I, of I'm Buddhism, there. I'm there. I mean, it was what? Three. How, how many? 700 years before Christ? Oh, easy. 1300. 1300. 1300 years. It, I mean. Yeah, and I don't knock Christianity. Everyone should believe w- believe what they believe. It makes them happy. Yeah, Buddhism I agree. to me, because I grew up in sort of with a Christian family or whatever yeah. yep. Christian yep. background. Yep. Buddhism yep. makes sense. Makes total sense. Well, Buddhism, Buddhism as as a as a majorative, as a, as it doesn't exclude anybody, and it doesn't separate you. It doesn't make anybody a less less of a person than you right it it, it, yeah. it puts everybody on an even plane even plane man it's and, a, and you follow the and middle path and it's about love it is yeah. it is it is about love it's and, about and, compassion and, and pe- Com- compassion different Com- different word than love compassion is is way more of a thing because people can say and i've heard i know a lot of christian people and this is not a dog on anybody they will say that christianity is about love as well but I have yeah. I have also met a lot of Christian people who will say Christianity is about love, and then they will hate gay people. That's like, not compassion. That's not compassion. That's lacking compassion. That is a hundred percent right, and that is what Buddha, that I you do not find that in anybody who actually studies Buddhism. Right. You don't find that. In, you don't find that in anybody who is actually a Taoist. Right. You don't find that in in that. That that does not that that line of thinking is contradictory to everything. There, there are scriptures in the Bible that actually tell you to hate gay people. Yeah. So they, whether or not they find a moral contradiction with it, if they ever believe that the Bible is a real thing and, and they, they accept that it is scripture and word, they're in Romans. It's in the New Testament. In right. Romans, it, it says they will be stoned. People who can, can, can men on men or however the verse goes. Right. Well, like, thank God we don't do that. Well, no, of I mean. course, of course, of course. But I'm saying is they can say it's a it's a thing about love, and this is not about no. people. This is about the doctrine, right? Right. And yeah. if we're talking about ideas, and if we're talking about um, 
fundamentals of how people live and, and, and things that you choose to believe in what to live by, if you choose to believe it's a thing of love and you that's what you accept, then and you live by that, then you're not doing anything wrong. It doesn't matter if you're Christian, it doesn't matter if you're Buddhist, it doesn't matter if you're Muslim. If you live a lifestyle that is conducive with a life of compassion and love, and you t- and you say that you get that from your religion, then good on you. Right. But if you ever have a moment when you hate somebody, or you think less of somebody because of a lifestyle they choose, you also then get that from your religion. Because if you're getting all your goodness from your religion, you get the badness from the Take religion the bad too. With the good or the good with the bad, right? And and, yeah. and in philosophies, in religions that you find in Buddhism, that you find in Taoism, that you find in some Hindu cultures, they they actually don't have doctrines of separatism in the scriptures that define their religion. There's nothing saying that some people are lesser than others. They don't exist. I mean, in Buddhism, there are. There are some scriptures that talk about classes of people, but it's not as specific. I'd say more so the the Hindu. Because Hindu is a Hindu. very caste society. Hindu is a caste very system. Very caste society. It is a caste if system. You're, if you were born a mud dweller, that is your fate and yep. your children's yep. fate and your yep. children's children's fate, yep. which is sort of sad. Yep. I mean, it is. I mean, it I is sad around. that you can't get out. <laughs> Indian culture is very, no, no, <laughs> very it, interesting. It, it, it can, it can it be can interesting, be, yeah. yeah. Especially the lower your station in life. I mean, it right. sucks if, that people grew up feeling that way about themselves, just from what they, they didn't were know not, by. They, but they did, they they didn't know not to feel that way. Ready for some Spayburn Twelve guys or Ten? I, I'm sorry, I, I am, I am. Just give me a, a little nice single taste of that. You're on a roll right now, brother. I, I'm, fine. I'm killing. I, I'm feel good, man. Where are you going tonight? I'm I'm shit. I'm staying here. All right, awesome. that's beautiful. <laughs> no, no, this is this is great. Let me be your guide through whiskey. Here, here's the thing: is I don't want to get to the last bottle. Huh? I'm almost done. You're almost I, done. He, I I don't want to get to the last bottle, and not remember drinking the first one. Okay, all right. You know what I mean. So Jason has tasted Spaybird Ten. Yes. So that's we, why you're passing. I hope. No, I'm not. He's pa- not. I'm not passing. I'll uh. Well, it's a very so. important to me because I have two. The, the the next two are part of our finale. Yes, in yes. My so mind. this is this is the first Scottish. Yes, this, this is, is our the first, first Scottish, Scottish, right? It is. So, what we're doing here with the Spayburn Ten? This is a very to me. It's a very affordable Spayside Scotch, and I don't need notes for this. I love my Scotch like. Or love is is Speyside. I, I like, love that you yeah. took us through some whiskeys, and now we're at scotches. Now we're at scotch. Yeah, and yeah. scotch is that. a whiskey as well. It but is. It's, it's a, a scotch whiskey, but it's a W H I S K Y. Right, not E Ys. Yes, okay. they were all whiskey. This and E-wise. Canadian, all right. So yes, uh, I've tasted different scotches: Highland, Isla, Isla, and 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 uh, Speyside. I love Speyside scotch. It was. I, I can understand, but, and I think you guys will when we get to the final bottle. Oh, are you reaching out to me? Oh, I got you. Are you reaching out to me? All right. I love that. I'll I'll send a lifeline. No, I was intrigued by the conversation, so I just kind of slipped up on right. uh, drinking for a second. <laughs> we'll do a smallie here. Thank you, Because we've all tried it. I won't even add water this time. So what I love about space side, space side scotches is that 
all the flavors are there. Like with the the Glenn Levitt that I shared with you, the monkey shoulder, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. flavors are there. You can taste it. And the Spayburn to me, the Spayburn 10-year-old is a great starter to get you into liking a Speyside Scotch. You know, yeah. it's, and I, I don't know. I just, for the price at oh, $29 yeah. a bottle compared to 49 59 109 oh, yeah. all right? Yeah, for any scotch is going to be. It's great. I mean, hey, you have friends over. You have your Glenn Levitt, 12, oh, yeah. 15, 18-year-old. Yeah. Have that in the back. Have your Spayburn 10 up front so you can share a little of this or monkey shoulders another one monkey. i heard you guys started your show oh, yeah, with monkey true. shoulder <sighs> monkey shoulder was for it's at least 30 epi- episodes All a right. staple of this so, show i have one question since i'm a guest tonight yes cool please. man of course where's the found where did Mon- how did monkey shoulder even enter you thank you <laughs> yeah bro <laughs> how did it, it really enter was. this podcast jason thank you yeah, I jason really via you yes that is yeah, some, hey, monkey shoulder some good shit it <laughs> is yeah we've been talking for huh? a minute man yeah, no, when that was, you know, that was a year ago, January, we started, yeah. Really? Yeah. Did, we started the show and Jason right. goes, man, we had, Michael told me about this amazing, this amazing Well, we, scotch. just before your first show for yeah. uh, our, we tried to get a get together for work, which sort of was a half fizzle. Yeah. You met me and I said, hey, try this try stuff with this. me. this. Yep. And we had it that night and I was yep. just like, yep, it is good. I'm like, you want another? Yes, absolutely. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Yes. It was good All stuff. Right. So what do we see with the Spayburn? The Spayburn is a, uh, like I said, it's a 10-year-old Speyside Scotch, which is about 43% alcohol. So it's got a little bit more kick to it than what we've been drinking. Right? So we oh, have yeah. on the nose... We should first put our nose to the glass, and we might be hit by a spring and whiskey form. It is springtime, fellas. I almost get like a caramel. Freshness? I get like a caramel. Yeah, I'm not getting that, that spring form, but it should be bright, acidic, it and is tart. Bright. It and is tart. tart. It is tart. I smell the tart as yeah. well. And it should be dominated by a lemon and oak with an undercurrent of floral notes. Yeah, I, I get like I get lemon. I don't get floral. I get lemon. I get the tartness. It's kind of like a lemon. Um, it's kind of like this weird fruity lemon custard thing. Custard, good. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Awesome. You know, if like if you had a, a, a pie with the lemon custard on top, right? Okay, so on my notes here, right yeah. from from an, uh, some expert somewhere. He says after a few more seconds after sniffing it, the first <laughs> the first sniff gives away to an earthier honey aroma with touches of lavender and coffee. Okay. So you, there's a coffee theme with a lot of these uh single malt whiskeys. Yeah. Are you feeling the lavender? See, I did say caramel initially. Yeah. You so, did. I mean good nose. Maybe you might have a future. Okay, you might yeah, have right. a future in I- scotch tasting. Hey, I'm cool with that. Man, interesting. Hmm. Whoa. Well, let's get to the palate aspect. It's kind of windy here on the space side one. Mm-hmm. Because space sides have, because of the way they age them is a little different than the others, the other stuff we've been drinking. It feels thicker, like in your mouth almost, as it. It does. Know. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's heavy. So, Spayburn 10, 
A sip lands on the tongue with consistency of simple syrup and the flavor of basic honey. Initially, that honey flavor takes on subtle notes of hay and oats with a creamy undercurrent. After a few seconds, I got the creamy. Spicy gradually begins to tingle through the mouth in the manner of cinnamon and allspice. Mm-hmm. Then it should quickly fade back to the honey flavor with just a murmur of peat that lingers in the mouth for the next few minutes. I get oatmeal, man. Let's taste this shit. Oatmeal. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I get it. I definitely get it. Not bad. Not bad. No. No. Spadeburn 10? It's a go-to. It has good oh, legs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or does it? It has good legs. I checked them. It has nice legs. Wow. They run long. How about the meniscus? I didn't look at the meniscus. <laughs> <laughs> Did I break? Remember that term from wine tasting? So isn't there meniscus at the top? I it's think. That I think. Little foam that I it think drops so. The yeah, legs? it's something. I didn't. I check. could be wrong on that. No, I. I think. I that's hear what things it's and retain them, and I don't know where they come from. I do think that is what it's called. Awesome, mm. but but we were. Uh, what other things? Um, what other places you want to go visit? Uh, besides Greece and Rome, yeah. I'd love to do Ireland and Scotland, of course. Yeah. You know, uh, just because of heritage or believed heritage. I haven't done a true DNA test, but I tend to believe my family on where I came from. Yeah, same here. Um, you know, in the place I'd, I'd love to go to Russia. I'd love to go to Moscow or uh, I don't know what it's called now. It used to be called Leningrad. It's along that, that uh, western part of, of Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I like the Eastern Bloc for some reason. I'd like to see Poland, um, Bosnia, Serbia, Yugoslavia, that, that whole area. I know it's the same thing, but they've divided it or something. Sure. Um, the islands? I want to be, I want to go everywhere, man. Yeah, I want to exactly, see the world, right. but I, I want to cool. experience certain places at certain times. Yeah. You know, um, I want to see Australia and New Zealand. Uh, that's that's high I think, on my I think list, I'd man. choose New Zealand over Australia Me first. Too. Me yeah, too. I mean, it would be first Me too. Aus- New well, Zealand Well, there's first. not a lot, unless you want to take some real fucking time in Outback, there's not a lot to see in Australia other than like Sydney and right. Melbourne. Melbourne, because right. that's how they pronounce that's it. That's how there. they pronounce it. Melbourne. Right. It's not Melbourne. Yeah. It's Melbourne. Right. So other than like Sydney and Melbourne, and then you go to Queensland and you see a couple of their northern coast cities, there's, there's, I mean, you guys have to realize Australia is the size of the United States. Right. But there's only as many people as LA. That's an interesting fact I didn't know. So, so and it was started off as a prison colony well, in a it sense. Was a, well, it was used as a prison colony. It was used as a prison colony. Yeah. There were people living there for 50,000 years. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah but, you know. yeah, no, no, no. I'm <laughs> yeah. talking about after colonization. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It was yeah. used as a prison colony. Yes. And it, it's but, funny that now felons can't go there. Felons can't go there. Yes. And they have a Which excludes real, me from ever even going there. They have a really strict yeah. gun gun policy as well. Yeah. Super strict. Um, but Australia is a pretty cool place. I've done. I've looked into their, you know. They're, right. They're all oh, right. it's beautiful. Everything I've watched, documentaries yeah. and stuff on it, it's awesome. But there yeah. are there are more the anim- Aborigines. I'd love to 
They they go back. <laughs> they predate a lot of stuff, man. A lot. I love that show, Ancient Ancient Aliens on yeah. Uh, oh, on God. Aborigines. Oh it my is God, fun yeah. To entertain That's one of my favorite ones when they talk about the Aborigines of of Australia. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. whoa, these could be the oldest people on Earth, and they, they could, could be. fucking be aliens. Well, or they, they could have had contact. I they, should say. May, yeah, yeah. That 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 parts in 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 the most. I I believe that the Aborigines are a line, a descendant line that go. Probably as far back as our split from Neanderthals. I, I, you know, I think that we had a Neanderthal line that we made with as Homo sapiens when when Homo sapiens about two hundred thousand years ago, right? And and we migrated south through Eurasia. There was still a land bridge. We connected with Australia. It was the southernmost we could go at that time. It was the warmest we could go at that time. It was big. We hit the northern coast of Australia and its beautiful lush land. We didn't realize it turns into a crazy fucking desert. Desert, yeah. And and horrible life and spiders and snakes and scorpions and every other fucking venomous, most deadly things you could ever find. Uh, Most of the animal life that is deadly on the planet is found in Australia. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, Yeah. because it's the most southern point they could go. Right. Before the land bridge collapsed and you got indonesia and the philippines and all of those islands and other shit just naturally was between worse. between asia and right. india and that mass there and there's that's why it, there's like all, being a huge predator society right and things just killing each other it was like oh shit we gotta run and it was well, for a while it was played out maybe well they that's why our aborigines live in caves man right because they live in rock formations and caves, and there's a lot of fucking limestone Houses. that they can carve out there. What are we and, still doing? Well, yeah, but we don't have, dude. Yeah, if, if okay, little... if if Americans lived in Australia, okay, imagine Australia, the because it's the size of America, but it was divided in all the states and all those people live there. We'd be having millions of people die a year just from spider bites. Oh, yeah. Because they replicate so fast, they're so deadly, and they're so fucking big that we wouldn't be able to exterminate them. not to mention Americans are also, like, fucking fat and slow, like a lot of them. We we wouldn't be. (laughs) No, here's the thing, is is if it was America, we wouldn't be fat and slow, because one, there wouldn't be many of us, and two, we'd have to run from snakes and spiders and fucking kangaroos. (laughs) Becomes a way of life, yeah. You know what I mean? That's why you have... Adaptability. That is why... Nobody lives in the middle of Australia. Makes in the sense. dead center Too of much it, shit. The dead center Too of Australia is shit. not popular. Dead man's land, yeah. People have to try. You go, okay, we're going to take a three-week voyage. We're going to go through Australia to go from one coast to the other. Right. And we hope we don't die on the way. That's Australia. But now we can go, man, we're going to take a three-day drive, and we're going to drive from east coast to west coast, four-day drive, and uh, we get to cruise on freeway the whole way and stop at some cool diners and see crazy shit in a big ball of yarn. Right. And and it's the same <laughs> amount of land, except nothing here will kill you like Australia will kill you. True. Yeah. True. But I want to go there. I do, too. I want to go to the Outback. I want to see some Aborigine 30,000-year-old cave paintings. Yeah, I want to see. Absolutely. I want to see that shit, man. I want to I wanna do a, what do they call it? Um what do they call taking the vo- the the walkabout? A walkabout. Oh, walkabout yeah. yeah, they do. Taking yeah. a walkabout. I want to. I want to do that one day. That's crazy. Take a shit, walkabout. Man. 
Don't don't you think it's a little odd by now that we don't know in this day and age with all the technology and science that <laughs> we still are not advanced enough to know where the fuck we truly come from? Well, I mean, you I mean, know, no, the, we we have an idea, dude. We do the fucking pyramids, man. What well, what we don't? I mean, the, it's kind of weird. We don't so know truly where we come from. We know how uh, old we are to a pretty good proximity. Yeah. But, but what we're confused but about how is, long that is goes back. when, how, how long ago we, we got smart. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Where we that, became that, intelligent beings per se. Intelligent Intelligence enough to in quote build marks. things because, yeah. because there's a lot of, there's, there's some we fringe. We still fucking uh, have Trump as president, so let's not get too oh, big. Oh man, <laughs> you had to get a Trump plug in there. Oh, but, but speaking of Trump oh, plug. We were going to oh, bring up some Trump shit earlier. All okay, right, cool. Gears. Yeah. Just for a sec. Just for a sec. Oh, I like the techno sound. Here's Prez. Prezzy Prez. At Trump University, we teach success. That's what it's all about. Success. <laughs> Absolutely. Hello, my name is Philip Hyman, Director of Student Relations at Trump University of Gynecology. I help no students who are striving for success on how to grow balls, where to put them, and on what field to play. I am Philip Hyman. For Trump University. If you're going to achieve anything, you have to take action. And action is what Trump University is all about. But action is just a small part of Trump University. Trump University is about knowledge, about a lot of different things. Above all, it's about how to grab him by the pussy. Hello, my name is Rabda Klitoraz, financial advisor here at university. Whether you wish to enjoy the quickie program or the four-year bandage till the mascara runs master's degree, we got your back, Chief Flicker. We'll have you singing like you're at Franklin. Your only obligation is a pet, your soul, and a Klondike bar. And in return, you will get absolutely no sort of accidental credential whatsoever. But you will be able to wake up every morning and say this. <laughs> Good morning. Today I'm very proud of myself. See, it's good. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? That was awesome, guys. <laughs> That's just Trump University, you know Woo! what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, at his best, a high yeah. graduation rate I hear of. Yeah. Or uh oh, yeah. or uh civil suit rate or yeah. what <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. They almost have as many lawsuits as they do graduates. <laughs> That that's a record that of any yeah, campus, right. and they will oh say we we hold records as a campus. We hold records as a school. Is there a physical we're campus the of Trump we're University? The oh, no. okay, all right. I didn't think no. so. There's not. We're it's, the best at this. It's all digital. Yeah. It's we're, all bullshit. Thank you. We're Mr. the President. best. I'm the best at universizing people. <laughs> I'm you, the best at it. Universitize. I'm getting the knowledge dropped. Yep. All right, man. Yes, I think sir. it's time to bring in one more of our final two. Oh, please. We just have two more to go. Let's All do right. it. It's kind of sad. No, it is. We're, we're getting there. Not only do we have to do the final two, we have to pick a winner. We do. And with yep. that winner, I suggest we have one nice, comfortable glass of it just to celebrate the winner. I do. Oh, yeah. So so here's what we're going to do. Let's have one more, of and each. then we're going to listen to our last song. And then we're gonna ha- well, we're gonna listen to the last, Black the last Sabbath Black song. Sabbath song. Right. Yeah. Then we will, then we will have the final whiskey. Okay. 
And then after all that is done, we will pick a winner. We will talk about them all. We will pick our high notes, low notes. We will find a winner. We will have one last glass of that winner over maggot brain. Oh, okay. I love I how love he your uh, style, man. You're a great coordinator. That's what's shit. up. You know that's that. What's up. He's right. the button flicker too. Okay, I'm the button. He's flicker. the clicky flick. Can so, I give one more button? I just chill. Can I click another button while we're here? Just because right. you're here, right. I want to show you something weird. Okay, I'm gonna reach over and grab our bottle for the this one. We're doing this one, then one more, right? Oh yeah. I'm gonna set this up. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a shot and took a great fall. Humpty Dumpty recuperated in the yard for a couple months listening to Time and Stuff. Now Humpty Dumpty has some balls. Thanks. Little Miss Muffet sat on her tuffet and put on her beats by Dre. Time and Stuff was the podcast of choice, and Hennessy led her astray. That bitch sucked a dick for a dollar that day. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. We do some weird shit. You guys do some great commercials. Are you Thank kidding you, me? Thank you, buddy. You make a good team. I gotta admit, from a, from the outside, and I've meant to listen to many of your podcasts, but life has got me by the balls in a sense right now with school, yeah. work. You know, I'm I'm at the finish line where I can start enjoying things a little more. But, yeah, you know, this has been a great experience for me. If I forget to say it, I don't know. It just oh, man for us too, really, <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, really the fuck man. out of this, man. Yeah, we get to enjoy our because uh, like, I have a good time with you every day at work, but uh, right. Yeah, it's kind of cool to. You know, have you here? I've hung out with you enough outside of work, right? And doing you know stuff with you, but it's cool checking out the house and uh, podcasting. I love being yeah. here. Different this is kind awesome. Of thing. I could almost do this every week. Oh hell, <laughs> as long yeah. as we drink enough whiskey. <laughs> no, no, that doesn't have to be a deal maker <laughs> or breaker. Of course. All right. But no, we'll we'll experience more liquors as we go. I'm sure. I I would like to do this again and uh, visit some stuff like uh, let's compare. Bourbons and rye or something, you know. Um, oh yeah, gin and gin and vodkas. Yeah, you know. Let's yeah. expand our. Uh, I'm down. Let's expand our horizons. I'm down. Here we I'm, go. I'm a big actual gin fan. Right. Yes. And, and okay, I'm a, that's I'm, what he I'm, told I was me earlier. Telling you, Michael. I, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a cle- uh-huh. I'm a clear alcohol fan, so I really enjoy right. vodkas and gins. And, I love and, vodkas as and well. And silver tequilas. I love. Hey, I love. Okay. Silver tequila. Dude, we should maybe okay. gold tequila. Depending I don't know how much tequila okay, I can drink, but silver <laughs> tequila is my jam. Right. I like yeah. Don Poncho, or that is really good. Is that his yeah. name, Don Poncho? The silver edition. It's like seventy dollars a fifth. Don Poncho. Am Are I you talking about? Uh, no, Julio. Don Julio. Don Julio. Don yeah. Julio. Oh my God. Man, Julio. I actually drank a whole. I accidentally yard. drank a whole bottle of that stuff, and I'm not a tequila guy. And that stuff, the silver edition. It's, I yeah, remember I yeah. bought, I bought it for my girlfriend because she really liked tequila. Yeah. And I bought her a bottle. <laughs> I sort of drank it all. Oops. She had one glass, <laughs> and all of a sudden, I don't know. I I was an asshole. I don't know. 
It was yeah. a Dude, weird night. It, it was uh, a weird night, but I, that stuff is tequila. so good. That's the tequila. Oh, tequila that stuff is, is so a, good. It, it, it makes tequila you turn. Tequila is a fuck. my turning in alcohol most of the time. And here's what I want to say. Tequila is a foul temptress. It's a he, but he's a temptress. <laughs> okay. Because, because it, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, you're a sexy lady, and then he shows you his dick. And <laughs> you know what I mean? No like, one wants that's, that. That's tequila. And so, so the trick with tequila, and it, this is the only trick, for every shot of tequila you have, you have a glass of water. A whole glass of water. An eight-ounce <laughs> glass. You just okay. pour a glass of water. And I'll try that next time. And equal amounts for every shot. If you pour yourself a double and well. you have some sour mix in there, take a good, right. good couple yeah, glasses. Yeah, don't do of, the sour mix. No, no. Yeah, now, yeah, of but. course. But if you're you know straight tequila, for every shot of tequila, an eight-ounce glass of water. Okay. And you may have to pee, but you will never get hungover. You will get drunk. Right. But you will never be hungover because the water cuts down the agave sugars. True. And okay. it doesn't Which give you the flavors. hangover. Right. Okay. It, you get the greatness, but you just equal water to fucking tequila. Hmm. You never get drunk. It, that doesn't work with whiskeys. Wow. If you drink too much whiskey, you're going to get a whiskey hangover. Right. It doesn't matter how much water you drink with it. Well, I don't know. I, I have to... Slightly okay. throw in oh, please, a disagreement please, there, please, just because please. it. I think it depends on the quality. Uh, you may be right, because for just a prime example, um, New Year's Eve two years ago, me and my girlfriend take a trip. We went to the Columbia Gorge. We stayed at a nice hotel. Beautiful. Right? Yeah. Um, I had a bottle of Glen Levitt. She had a bottle of uh, Reka vodka, which is an Icelandic vodka, very yeah. clean, very crisp, very good. Yeah. Um, we both. Pretty much drank almost our whole fifth that night, right? Just kicking back in the hotel. We didn't have to drive nowhere. It was snowing outside, New oh, yeah. Year's Eve. It was a nice setting because we were going oh, over beautiful. to uh, Skamania Lodge for their big brunch the next day, New Year's Day brunch. Nice. But I'll tell you, for that much booze that I drank, and I don't normally drink that much in an evening, right? Sure. No hangover the next day. I woke up. Oh. I was ready for a run, right? And that... that Damn. That's just one example right. of did you, it depends did, did on the drink quality. Water with it, drinking the whole night, or no? I drink. You just I drink water normally, but okay. yeah. I don't. I probably drink about a half gallon to a gallon a Keep day hydrated. normally. So oh, yeah, sure. I don't think it would be. It's that was a balance in my life at that time, or a factor, you know, okay. because I do drink lots of lots of water. Yeah, but I don't sit here and drink when I'm like with you guys tonight. I'm not doing both. Yeah. It's just my water consumption right. throughout the day is usually pretty much half gallon to a gallon. Yeah, I, I do about the same, and I always uptake, and I just I, I pump it through right. with myself as a drink because it gets <laughs> me fucking drunk, but I always pee it out, man. Right. And that yeah. that's what I like because I'll wake up every hour on the hour through the night and pee the rest of it out. But I'm <laughs> true. In the morning, right. I'm, like, I'm like, I'm not as drunk anymore. As long as you feel good the next day. And that, yeah. that's well. sort of... That and just life life experience on drinking and partying. I know oh, that yeah. there is a difference. You get what you pay for. You yep. get what you yeah. freaking pay for when you buy booze. It's it. You can't argue that fact. And hey, and, and you know, for all of you people yeah. out there, Crown is not good whiskey. Crown is shit. Crown is <laughs> yeah, shit. There's a better Canadian whiskey out there in my mind called Legacy, which is way better than freaking Crown Royal. Yeah. Yeah. And I know yeah. you've tried it before. Yeah. You didn't really like it or whatever, but as a Canadian whiskey, I think Legacy is better than freaking. No, uh, I didn't have a Pendleton. problem with it. It was just uh, I was drinking 
uh, with a buddy that was drinking uh, Kentucky bourbons. Oh, well, that's two different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah two different things. That's two I different enjoyed, countries. Yeah. I enjoyed Legacy. Legacy's good. It, it's my, it's like my house whiskey, you know, that yeah. I, you know, for friends and stuff, but, or, uh, or myself, uh, you know, yeah. hey. I have my sipping stuff, you know, to go into, but Legacy, you know, mm. it to me for the price, it is way better than that Pendleton crap, oh, you know. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, hands down. I don't like Absolutely. actually. I don't, yeah. So what is our second like scotch? It. We are doing. This is Glen Roths. Glen Ross. All yeah. right. Roths, like a Roth. spelled G L E N R O T H E S. Right. Roth. Roths. Roths. Maybe Roths. Glen Roths. The Scottish language is hard to uh, decipher, like like what we have coming up. Glen Rose. Like what we have Ro- coming up Rose. here is the uh, the Lefroig. 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 It's an Isla, which is spelled I S L A Y or something right. like that. So right. instead of Isley, it's actually pronounced Isla. Isla. So I could be pronouncing the Glen Ross or Rose wrong or right. All right. So this here, unlike most Scotch scotches that are aged. This is a mixture of it's a blended Scotch whiskey. What? Okay. And it's instead of cool. aged, instead of aged, it's a space side single malt whiskey, which is forty percent alcohol by volume. This is bottled Glen Ross. What I like about it and the flavor, it's bottled at its peak of perfection. Compared to other stuff, okay, it's at twelve years. Boom, we pull it, right? But and, twelve years number might not be the peak for that, right? So okay. this is a mixture, which I found interesting in my research on it, because I bought it by accident one day, right? And I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because it, it was so tasty and so smooth. I'm like, what the heck, right? So I, I looked into it a little more. And what I found was um, they bottle this at its peak of maturity. And the flavor, rather, it's 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 uh, bottled at flavor instead of deter- predetermined age, as I said earlier. But the distillation is it's a slow process and it takes place in these tall stills instead of like the smaller pot stills. And uh, yeah, it's supposed to deliver um, a clean, clear, fruity flavor after maturation, just How like long? our space side. Here's the crazy thing. I had to do some real research on this to find out how long. Because right? they say just to age of maturity, but... So what this is what is that? a blended whiskey, which as we both like, we all three like blended. monkey shoulder. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is it's a, a blend. blended yes. scotch whiskey yes, compared is, to an know? aged scotch whiskey, right. right? Yeah. And it's also from the Speyside region, right? Sure. This Glen Ross or Rose, it contains 10 different vintages, right? 10? What? 10 from the following years, right? So it's 1989, 1992, 97, 98. 2000, 2001, 4, 5, 6, 7, and they're all married together in, in, in a wood casket, right? So the oldest was 89? Is that the oldest is 89. And it says wow. here, the variety of vintages. That's almost a 30-year-old whiskey. Almost, yeah. That's, and, that's and, 29 and that, years that's, old. That's what they add to it. So what they're saying is that, that so much extra shit. The variety of vintages... So over. And cask types, because all these years are in different casks, right? Wow. That's what adds to the flavor of this stuff, right? This sure. is what really impressed me about this. And this isn't... Holy shit, This isn't dude. your typical scotch where it's for a hundred and something dollars a bottle, no. right? And okay. I love Glenlivet 18. Sure. Holy and this is shit. this to me is every bit as close to Glenlivet 18 as Glen my Rose. amateur... 
Yeah, the Glenn Rose. compared Glenn to Ross, Glenn, Glenn Ra- Rose. Right. Who knows? Whatever, whoever yeah. can pronounce it right, please email us at blah 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 blah. All right, <laughs> and give us the right pronunciation. But I love, as I said earlier, Glenn Glenn Levitt eighteen. This is to me, mm. on my amateur tongue, is every bit as freaking good. All right. <sighs> And what what they've done with this, because of the variety of vintages and the cast types, it gives it a balance of mature experience and a vibrant youth because of the latest one, which is 2007. That's the youth of it, 2007. All right. But now we're in 2017, so 2007 is now a 20-year-old. Or no, it's a 10-year-old. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, 10-year-old. It's a 10-year-old, right? So it's got a 10-year-old and a 30... 29-year-old. 29-year-old, right? Yeah. So and, and, sure. and they even mentioned that here. The vintage 1989 is the oldest, bringing the mellow oak and dried fruits. The vintage, the vintage 1998 makes up over 25% of the flavor, and it adds okay. a soft, mature, sweet vanilla note. So a 98 is 20 years old. Mm-hmm. So it's older than Glenlivet 18. Right. So even the majority of that's older than an 18. Right. Okay. And it's married together. With the thirty-something-year-old, and then also the ten-year-old, right? Oh, and fuck, they even yeah. mentioned mentioned the vintage two thousand seven is the most youthful, adding to the uplifting lemon citrus notes. That's what makes this stuff. This is. Have you tasted it yet? Have no. you guys been no. cheating over here? No. You been cheating no. over here? No. no. Okay. Hey, I'm Michael, still basking. Michael, I in haven't its even fucking glory. Bro. I haven't even smelled it. You haven't. Yet. Me either. Awesome. Because Dude, I'm waiting for the team. This was a good find for me. I found it. Uh, about like six months ago at the Hollywood liquor store, it's like the mecca of. Yeah. I mean, they have Dude, everything from you everywhere. You just told me about this a couple. Have days you been ago. in there yet? No. No. Oh my god. I want to go. Go to Sandy you. Boulevard. <laughs> go to Hollywood Liquor. I mean, it's 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 phenomenal. So gotcha. anyway, let, let's get to tasting this shit. Yeah. Let's get through Smells. our uh, formality. What's, what's our smell? We are going to smell a bouquet, which is unusually fragrant, soft with. Wafts of mature citrus and honeycomb, accompanied by characteristics of red fruits. Red fruits. Red okay. fruits. All right. Wow, man! As soon as you hear it, mm. I feel red like fruits. I can smell it. Raspberry. I smell cherry. Cherry. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, man. What do you guys think? There's a lot of ethanol on the nose. I, I smelt that too. I wasn't like. But I believe, since the la- I haven't had this in a while, I believe the ethanol on the nose is going to be deceptive to the tongue. I oh, probably. I will. completely agree. Yeah, I bet you will, man. All right, so we're yeah. about, Are you yeah. guys ready on I, your uh, smelling I'm, aspect? Uh, yeah. Are you smelling yeah. what they say? I, I have a good. I, I don't get. I get a lot of. I uh, get I get some red fruit apple. kind of I get some cherry I get mm-hmm. some like almost raspberry I would say you got citrus and mature no. citrus and honeycomb no I don't get any honey see I am surrounded by enough like maybe fucking fruit that right. I know what I trust it, your nose I know what Asian pears smell like man right so you and think so, it's kind of Asian pear? pear and so is I that, can smell citrus in is this a- is pear citrus. Asian pears are smelling are they similar a, to citrus. Oh, but even though okay. they're not. That's a good fucking question. Though. Is it a pear citrus or is it a pear? Mm-hmm. No. But it's I mean, still, an apple's uh, not citrus. No. A pear no. is between an apple and a orange to me in a sense. Yeah. It's got the same meat of an apple. 
but it has the fragrance. Of. It has the fragrance usually of like depends on how mature the pear is because sometimes mm. it can be way softer than an apple. You're right, will and it depends get. on what kind of pear. Sure, because I like like Asian pears. I buy a lot at yeah. work. You know the brown yeah. ones or whatever. So, yeah, mm. it's really cool actually. Mm. I love being surrounded by fruit because I feel like I'm like it. Kind of does have a pear. I don't know cherry I'm, cherry pear. I smell cherry for sure. Okay, yeah. Let's All see right, taste. Let's figure out what we're supposed to be tasting here. On the palate, it's supposed to be a very soft, silky, creamy mouthfeel. Do we just go there? I have. <laughs> do we just go, oh my ah, God, guys. I have something. Ah. I have something. Do you have it's something? It's all right. Blops. <laughs> you gave him the blops? Hey, like I said earlier, is this freaking yeah. word porn that we're doing here or yeah, what, man? true, true. All right. So anyway, besides the creepy uh, sexual innuendo I just read. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> That's some good shit. We should have a palette also of uh, red berry fruit swirl and dominant with. So a creamy mouth with fill of red berry fruit swirl. Yeah. And we're supposed to have some nuttiness. <laughs> oh, oh my god <laughs> oh my god dominant it's, it's good dominant have, it's gonna nuttiness. have a dominant nuttiness over can some you, creamy fucking swirl in my mouth bro so here okay guys Yo. check this out hold oh, on before, we went before to gay we, porn before oh we take god. this can you imagine yeah. like it's 1940 and there's a bunch of mustached men with hats on sitting around <laughs> going Yes, it's a creamy mouthful <laughs> as they're twirling their mustache. Oh, the fruitiness and the nuttiness in my mouth. Oh, I and can. if all of them I really can. would, have, and they would have been, appalled. I'd be there. I'd be there. <laughs> well, all let's. Right. Hey, cheers, cheers, cheers. fellas. Because yes. this is our last space guy scotch before we go into the the Isla, the Isla scotch. scotch. Yes. Ah, and a beauty it will be. Oh, wow. Flavorful, huh? Flavorful. Big ethanol up front. Yep. Again. Dissipates really fast. Gone. At least for me. It's gone. Super cherry flavor. I never got it. Super cherry flavor. Fill Red flutes, creamy. It's it actually Is it creamy is, in your mouth, unfortunately? It is actually <laughs> really creamy in my mouth. It sits there on, heavy on the tongue for a long time. Man, I'm really getting out there, but it makes you salivate. <laughs> it does. You're, that's it what it's does. supposed to do. Yes, it is making me salivate. Uh, yes. Yep, yep. My mouth's watering a little bit. <laughs> I'm aggravated to say it. <laughs> Don't be aggravated. This is real life shit, right here. Yeah, <laughs> right, mean, right. Hey, we're this is the manliest thing I've done in a long fucking time. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. <laughs> you bet. Thank Dude, you, man. Really, I, I wait. I this wait. I wait. Live four times a week. Work hard. I work on cars. I build fucking. Four by four off road trucks right. every day of the week. I'm out there building Jeeps, building fucking Fords, anything yeah. you want. That's pretty manly shit, dude. It oh, is. Yeah. But we're sitting here drinking whiskey. And but this is the most. He helps <laughs> me build my fucking 18 piece drum yeah. set. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. And, and I'm in a rock band. And you're in a rock band. Fuck, dude. <laughs> I mean, and that, both yeah, of you are in rock bands. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Both of you are good musicians, and by yet, the way. Man. And yet, this, stick uh, with it. Thank you, This is all your dreams. Thank you, man. We are. Yeah. We are. All right. I appreciate it. This is keep, good Good we'll format right here. I love this. This Thank you, buddy. is the fucking, this whiskey is the shit. True. This whiskey is the shit. You liking this yeah. one, huh? Oh, yeah. I like it, too. It was a good find for me. 
I told Jason. Uh, I, I don't know if it was a blends, guy, man. man it, I'm a blend guy. guy man. Yeah. I'm a fucking blend guy. I am too because of the flavor the uh, cornucopia the com- the of complexity. flavor. Yeah. The complexity. You can pick you, you can, can't put your finger on it. You can't put your finger on it, insane. but yet you could go I imagine uh I imagine a uh, high scotch. I imagine a uh, um an Isla. You can, you can pick any kind of different range and find a note of that right. in this. That's what I like about it. And I, I found it, fortunately, um, I found it before I, it was on sale. I bought it at full price a while back. But then this was like $50 bottle. It was on sale for 30 I swooped it up for the show, right? Oh, my God, I, yeah. And, and I didn't. There's an underlying motive, too. I know we weren't going to drink the whole goddamn thing, so oh, yeah. I know that... You get to go home and have it. <laughs> you get to go home and have some more, uh, right? Truth, because yeah. I accidentally drank pretty close to almost a whole bottle of this the first time I got it. I bet you did. Because it tasted so good. I bet you did. I had a shit day at work. Oh. I, I got home. I You're went to the gym. I me. still didn't lose the work attitude after the gym. After do, I was doing dead, I was up. doing incline bench presses and deadlifts and still couldn't lose. I remember the state clearly. Because I had the bottle in the trunk because I was out shopping. It was my day off. Or it wasn't my day off. It was, I had, this was in the trunk from my day off, right? And then I went to work the next day. Yeah, shit day. I went to the gym afterwards. It was a shit day at work. Went to the gym. I, I like to do like multiple training stuff sometimes. So yeah. I was doing incline fucking dumbbell bench presses with like, I, I want to say 80s or 90s. And then when I was done, I dropped the dumbbells. I do fucking uh, two, 225 deadlifts. Yeah. yeah. Just rep them at 225, right? yeah. Take a one-minute break and hit the, hit the round. I still didn't lose my tension and hatred for work. So when I got home, I got the in the booze. trunk. Yeah. I grabbed my bag, my gym bag and stuff, and my work clothes. Boom. Yeah. This was in there. And, hey, <laughs> next thing I know, this thing's your best friend. I'm, I'm pointing to you guys, but it's about about a half inch to an inch from the bottom by the yeah. time. And I woke yeah. up the next morning feeling fine because I went to fucking work the next day. Yep. I felt good. Yep. Yep. Quality. Yep. Fuck Quality yeah. stuff, man. That That's yeah. why I measure. How do I feel the next day off of you? Sure. You know? Uh, sure. And I, True. And, and, you know, you and I've hung, Jason have hung out a few times. Oh, definitely. Well, more than a few again. times. But, <laughs> but I, I like that bullet rye. But rye whiskeys, even though I love the flavor, the rye whiskeys really don't agree with me so much the next day. I don't have yeah. that that pep and that fire that, that I yeah. that I can after drinking accidentally drinking almost a whole <laughs> fifth of fucking Glen Ross or Glen Levitt. I get it. Yeah. I do. And we I need do. escape in life. We need escape. Don't get lost in escape. Right. You know, you have to stay in reality. Mm. But you need a few hours of escape once in a while and well, my tongue finally got thick after all everything we've tasted. Oh, definitely it's getting a little thicker. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I feel you there, man. And uh, I don't know. There's a certain I don't know. We're we're tough, dude. <laughs> As for, and not to you know boast or whatever, but I'd say know. beyond beyond tough. Uh, I, I I like a, a certain word. It's called resilient. Yeah. It's the way it's been. It's resilient. You, gotta, you know what I mean? Resiliency is, yeah. Re- resiliency, it's like, you just get up and keep doing it. Sometimes you don't feel like it, but you yeah. do it. You do it, why? Because you have to, Matt. True. You I have to. That. Sorry, I just fucked up shit. Yeah, and there's like a certain, ex- like, I don't know. It's just who you become, I guess, after a certain amount of time. Well, there's a point... 
I just kind of walked in. I heard you talking about the word resilience. Right. I love that word. There's a point. I I use that word a lot in thinking about things. And there's a point in which your body goes, "Hey, man, when why are you doing this? Right. Right. Why you you should just you should just cut it out. Maybe you should relax a little bit. And I think that point comes in a bunch of ways in any task you ever do, because right. there's your your brain cannot think your body for a second. And then if you push past the limit, your body outthinks your brain. I was just going to say that. Yeah, it's true. And so it is uncomfortable if you're not used to that feeling to get over that point. Right. I spent a lot of years from going from being very athletic in high school oh, yeah. to not right. and smoking a bunch of cigarettes you can't do and that. Doing, and doing. I wish and, you'd give up smoking, actually, but and, that's a whole. Well, well so to, to check this out, I smoked for like eighteen years. So I I quit. I I quit. I actually quit smoking cigarettes. No, you didn't, because I, I just I, saw you smoke a little well, bit ago. So hold on, hold <laughs> I on. Check I know. this out. So I I quit smoking cigarettes a year over a year ago. Okay, and I quit for ten months. I I cut it. I was I was done for ten months, and what fucked me was I hurt my toe, I, I crushed I crushed my toe at work, okay, blew it apart, and I was off my feet. I couldn't work on cars. I couldn't be allowed in the shop. I had to sit at a desk job, and fucking file paperwork and organize just order forms by number all day long, every day, monotonous, just sitting there at a fucking paper job, and I was on crutches for four weeks, and like. I I lost. I couldn't go to the gym. I couldn't lift weights. I I was at home and trying to do push-ups and balance on one foot because my my toe couldn't touch anything. I was right. in so much fucking pain. I mean, and throbbing if dude, you're working dude, out. Dude, like, like it, it crushed my fucking toe. I remember it was pretty fucked and, up. And and it it I got a little depressed, Super man. Fucked up the like it toe. just it. I was on a a roll. I was super positive minded and healthy and just kill and it fucked me up man and i st- cigarette i'm not gonna lie man they're a coping mechanism Absolutely. they work fucking amazing <laughs> right. and i don't i never smoke more than four cigarettes a day that's pretty ever. good okay. ever all right as a cigarette smoker an ex-cigarette smoker and you saying that you only smoke four a day? Never. I mean, that's a that that's if I'm fucking partying and drinking like right now. That's awesome. All right, now, I I can almost condone that aspect. It's the pack a day. I mean, oh, oh no, no, yeah. Because yeah. I used to, I smoked Lucky Strikes and fucking Camel Straights for many years. Yeah, that's a non-filtered horse oh, yeah. ass cigarette. Oh, oh yeah, and I mean, I I don't know. I, I best thing I ever gave up in my life. So that dude, and and honestly, but, like. Like everybody, I know the coping mes- mechanism a- aspect. Everybody, a- you know, everybody has a part about themselves they hate. Everybody part has a part about themselves that they want to fix. And and for me right now, my worst regret every day is the fact that I have a craving for a cigarette again because I kicked the craving, right. dude. I was fucking done with it, and I came into a trauma in my life that I wasn't expecting. And it put me in a place where I was helpless. Right. And I have not been helpless in, I, I, I can't even remember the last time that I couldn't take care of myself in any fashion of the way. And all of a sudden 
I turned 30 years old and that was a milestone in itself. That's the reason I quit turning cig- quit smoking cigarettes right. is because I was turning 30. I'm like, I'm not going to be a 30 year old and smoke. And so I quit smoking. I started going to the gym again. I started working out, taking care of myself. And then something happened and I could no longer take care of myself. I literally had to have help showering because I couldn't stand up in the fucking shower. Okay. And like it, 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 it was a, cr- you didn't have a broken fucking toe. You had a crust. Oh, Dude, ob- obliterated, obliterated. Fuck. There's a huge freaking difference. No, oh, it, yeah. was yeah. <laughs> it was obliterated. It was obliterated. It was pretty much took out his. I, I actually don't I even mean, know where my fucking whole... phone is, or I'd show you a picture, but I can't find my fucking phone <laughs> right. right now. No, no, but I, but, goodbye, no, but, but but it was it was obliterated. It happened at work. I was working on a. I was uh, doing a gear job on a Toyota pickup, and um, they have removable third members in the rear diff. And so instead of doing the gears in the differential housing that stays in the truck, you can pull the whole member out. They call it a clamshell. And it is a, the whole fucking thing. And it's and you do all the gears in this in a vice. And anyway, the vice broke. I've told the story a couple of times. It fell out, crushed my toe, had to go to the ER, fucking fucked up my toe. Right. Anyway, um, no, and, and so... Unfortunately, I quit. I started smoking again, man. Right. And well, I don't mean to ridicule that. No, 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 no. I but I, you quit. But, but and you know subconsciously. Well, well, and here's the thing: is is I'm like, <laughs> I keep finding and resistance. It's you brought up the word resistance. I am. I brought up the word resilience. Resilience. Yeah, sorry, resilience. And so I am. Every time I light up a cigarette, I go. You know, I smoke a, a third of it. I take three drags and I fucking put it out. And it's just the the fix, it, right? It's just right. putting it in my mouth fix. And then I go, fuck it, because I'm going to go run three miles at the gym tonight. And then I'm going to go do five sets on bench. And then I'm going to go deadlift. And then I'm going to go clean. Right. And then I'm going to go do a bunch, you know, whatever my workout is for that day. And I do that. And I, it's not healthy. I know it, it, it actually negatively affects me in all of my work. And there soon I'm going to make the final stand in my brain right. and combat and use my resilience and go, hey, you're, you're done. No more cutting the shit. No more right. letting yourself off with a half pass. No more right. trying 80% yeah. and giving yourself some slack. It's time to cut the shit and go 100%. And that's a mode that, I've kind of let myself be in, and I think most people let themselves be in that mode, but they Every go they go too far the other sense. way, right? Yeah. They go too far the other way. They go, man, if I try 10% of the time, I feel like it vindicates my 90% of fucking off. No. Yeah. And, but that's what people do. Right. No, I know. But it's what's fucked yeah. up about it, right? Mm-hmm. And True. I feel like I'm giving myself, you know, 20%. I'm giving myself 30% oh, fuck off right now, and right. I'm at 70% go time. Right. 30% fuck off Dude, and and that's not an acceptable person, level but everybody feels that though. Yeah. But you I know. also feel like and and here's the thing is I almost feel like you need to go in cycles and check yourself every once in a while. 
for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so if you kick ass and you make a life change, and I'm not talking about just going on a 90 day diet and oh, see yeah. how this no, plan, no, yeah. you make a life change and you kick ass. If you slack for four months, if you let off on one part, not the whole thing, right? You let off on one part. Find maybe another obstacle to overcome. Maybe maybe it is self-induced manipulation. Maybe maybe you're oh, kind of definitely that self-destruction a little bit, right? Right. But it gives you another obstacle to overcome to kind of feel like you're gaining over another plateau again. Right. I don't know. I think that might be healthy as well. It may. I can long agree. term. I agree with with your long term. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Not know. short term. I don't know either. Well, I get it. I it feel may, it. Maybe that's only right self rationalization right. and 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 kind of coping with the fact that you're weak. Well, you know what though? <laughs> no, a, a great, I get it. A great I weakness. backed off. Yeah, yeah, dude. I backed off on working out lately. Um, I'm trying to improve myself on fucking drumming and other things, other avenues. You know what I mean? And it's like it just comes down to sheer time, and I can come down to like that's an excuse not to work out because. I don't know. Our job is fucking. We do get busy. We work, but I could be running. I lift it. all day long. Yeah, so I do. do you? Yeah, yeah. We we but do. I, yeah, <laughs> and I break down a shitload of pallets all day, but I'm not doing any cardio. But then again, my my life is cardio. Um, but yeah, I could be doing a shit ton more. We all could be, man. Yeah. We all well, could be. I yeah. Can, you know, I yeah. But, but, but every, then again, everything I try to practice and, and, and it's a cliche in a sense, but yeah. everything in microdoses or in enjoy things instead of going to an excess or everything in small doses. Yeah. Small doses um. are fine, man. I'm impressed with the sense that you said you still smoke. And you're beating yourself up a little bit, but at the same time, I beat time, myself up every day about it. At the same time, I would like to see, because of this one aspect, can you tell me one true clinical benefit of smoking a cigarette? Um, true. Yes. Clinical. Yes, I can. So there are none. So, so the only true benefit is sh- very short term, and it is completely neurological, and it is the fact that. At nicotine itself, as the actual chemical nicotine itself, can be a um, uh, neuroagent in in helping cognition. So, so short term, you can actually focus better. It, it almost works as like a, a Ritalin or a or a, a thing like that. Thirty seconds, a minute, F- fifteen Two? minutes, fifteen okay. minutes. Sure, sure. So. All no, right. no, no, no. I, I, I can honestly stand up for alcohol because of Harvard Medical Science that says that at least one for men, two drinks a day. Yeah, helps heart health. Heart health. Yep, absolutely. And, and that's been ran and ran and ran with. Oh, yeah, placebo, double-blind studies. Nicotine, none. Smoking cigarettes, none because of all the other additives Oh, yeah, to it. no, I know. Well, But I'm so, very impressed with you make a pack last that long or a cigarette last that long. That's microdosing. That's kind of different. That's almost control over an issue. Yeah. Think well, about it that way. No, I, yeah. dude, I, if you I, want to shed them completely, I, just I shed kinda, them. No. And, 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 and so that's, that's where, that's where I'm heading. And, and I'm, I, I beat myself up a lot. The reason, a lot of the reason I do the things I do now to stay in shape is from self-hate. 
Okay. Is that a motivating factor for you, though? 100%. Does that motivate you? 100%. Right, then self-hate so. fucking works for 100%. you, man. 100%. Yeah, so, I'd say so. As long so, as it doesn't harm you. No, no, no. If it no, helps you. No, it, it's 100% help. It's 100% help. help. It's like, 100% if it harms help. you. And so, and so with, with the smoking thing, with the smoking thing, I go, I have a goal. I'm, I'm doing a, in, in my in my brain, how I how I plan out my time is all by my workout schedule in, right. in the gym, and so I'm like, I'm gonna be bulking until like April. I'm gonna be just eating whatever the fuck I want, put on mass, be lifting heavy, lots of reps as fucking much as I can until April, and then I'm gonna do a deload. I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna go on a super strict diet, and in at the end of at, in April, I'm I'm not smoking anymore. I've told myself right. this. I, cool. I've given I've given myself a deadline because I don't feel like it's an addiction thing physically that I need the nicotine. Right. It's a mental thing that I want the stimuli, and the mouth pleasure. Okay, it's a mouth pleasure. It's all about the oral fixation. Right, Freudian, a hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, he had mouth cancer like a motherfucker. I know so. he did. I know. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Right? I know. Um, well, you got it under control, man. You got this. And it's, and it's one a struggle. Thing, it's a real life struggle. But you man. know what though? Right now, sitting here with you, I haven't seen nothing on paper. But you have a plan. You have oh, a future yeah. plan. You have a stop date. So your stop date. April 1st, man. Okay. Fool's Day. Right. April okay. Fool's Day. Well, you ain't no fool, man. I fooled myself into <laughs> thinking that I wanted to smoke again. Oh, shit. Oh, well. We all slip back into certain you, uh, you know what? stuff, I, man. I, I'm, I'm done, man. I want to be able, you know, I, I have I have thoughts in my brain. My, my my little brother just had a kid a year ago. She turned one the other day. Right. Um, he's called on and talked about her and given us updates on her growing up and shit like that. And, um, you know... He's getting married to his his fiance right now. They're getting married in the end of the year in Alaska, and I'm flying up there, and I'm going to be his best man. And um, I I have ideas in my brain that I want to be able to go up there and be a shining example for my niece, man. Be a shining example for every, you know I I want to be able to be up there and just be positivity to the future that they're creating as a family i don't want to have to step outside between the ceremony and the fucking yeah. res thing for a cigarette right i don't want to have yeah. to you know i don't want to do any of that bullshit i want to be there and just be Good. for my brother so you know i i want it i want to know that again that come a a little less than a year, year from now i'm fucking kicked it and kicked it again good like i did the last time so you've got it you've i know sure. i i do i know i do i it's just it's you know it's a struggle that I fucking feel inside. We all feel those things, and True. to to combat those struggles, we take whiskey and we listen to Black Sabbath. Let's listen to the last song, and then last song of Black Sabbath. While I pour this, while well, um, you pour Lefroy. that, yes, while well, you this pour is the Lefroy. This is the Isla. Oh. Yes, this and, is the Isla. And then we're going to take that last one. We're going to talk about all of everything we drank. We're going to pick a winner, and we're going to maggot brain. Oh, my God. I, ah. You know what? Hey. Have you heard? Who here? You've never heard maggot brain before, right, Jason? Nope. Have you heard maggot brain before? I, f I feel like I have because that cover strikes such a right. – Like, I, I know I've stared at that cover before. I don't I, – I've listened to – Bootsy Collins a bunch. I've right. probably heard this song, 
but I cannot go maggot brain. It holds a specific spot in my head. Like, that's what I feel. Yeah. As soon as I saw this, I like... Did you lose it? Yeah. Am I still on? Do you hear me in your ears? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Did you lose us? No. Okay. All right. I made a move earlier and thought I disconnected something. Oh, sorry, oh, guys. Fine. No, no, you're fine. You're no fine. Right. Yeah, but like I see that album cover and yeah, it is like imprinting. So I don't know. I would say even the first time you might see it, you might, you know. Yeah. Something something tells me it's familiar and I know the music. I know the artists. I just, you know, George Clinton's in my brain. Bootsy Collins is in my brain. I just don't know. I can't associate the music with the name Maggot Brain in my brain at the moment. Song is phenomenal. I have to add. We have to add water to this one. This is a. Uh, this is a medicinal one. So much. Yes, and I've heard this name mentioned a lot. Right, I've so never tried it. After I pour this to you guys, don't smell it yet or anything. All right, just no. as I hand it to you, set it down. We're gonna listen to fucking Sabbath first. Okay. Well, all right. I think there's so many people out there that go, I don't like scotch. I don't like scotch, right? Yeah, there is. And I think that they've tasted the wrong scotch. True. I agree. I think that they tasted something like this. They don't know what it is. Compared what we're about to taste compared to the space side stuff that we all enjoy. Yeah. I enjoy this stuff. It's just kind of hard at first. Okay. I'm excited. Oh, dude. I like learning. Children of the fucking grave, you bastards. Turn this shit up. Crank it in your ears. Feed on it. Listen to that drum roll. Listen to that drum, man. Bill fucking Ward. Thank you, sir. fucking song man holy shit
hitting them skins like nobody's business. Oh, yeah. oh man, this is fucking amazing. You think that's on a double track or something? You know what I mean? No. You think he's, that's real time? That's real time. Oh, yeah. Bill Ward's a I've fucking beast. I've always that since I was a kid. No, that's him. Right there, man. Yes, it is. The world that love is still alive. The Church of Ozzy. If you don't, you're fucking hey, you're dead. Yep. What he just said there. Poetry emotion. Oh, take it, Tony. Tony Iommi. Black Sabbath, best best band of all time. Kind of for the genre. Better than my Judas Priest. They just have. A little more. Children of the grave. Motherfuckers. <laughs> Masters of reality, sons of bitches. Children of the grave. Damn. Ooh, was that some freaky shit when I was in fucking no third grade? Shit. You know uh, it was. I remember, uh, I remember finishing the B-side, sitting there at night with my fucking... I, ha- I had a T-Rex nightlight. Right. I had a fucking T-Rex nightlight, and I remember You're sitting... You're lucky. I was in the 70s. I didn't have a nightlight. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're not wrong That's though. Still fucking. You're awesome, not wrong though. though. And listening That's to fucking the lights raw. worked. Listening That's to this. Listening fuck. to this fucking thing. I'm in fifth grade. I'm fucking having nightlight. It's like I'm like <laughs> ten years old, and the world is fucking moving. Of the grave. And just the fucking grave. and going. Oh my fucking god! And staring at this little T-Rex nightlight, <laughs> masturbating for the first time. <laughs> Masturbating's awesome, <laughs> right? Masturbating will never die. It true. is the best it thing better in the world, not, man. Yeah, it can. True. True. It can. Jesus, dude, that'd be the ultimate mind control for like an alien race to make to, a whole fucking to society a, quit masturbating. That to, is ultimate mind control, and I never want to live in fucking a society that does that. Imagine no. an alien race to yeah. take over. Our well, world. that's how they you would get everyone in. to subside. They'd be so sexually repressed that they just do whatever you will. They'd be like, if you do this, you get to touch your penis for one second. Oh my god. And you're like, oh I will do anything just for a fucking touch, man. One second. Jesus. That would suck. That's not enough. No. I need at least like four times a week, man. At least. Yeah. We're men. It has to happen. Listen, we are organisms. I think women should masturbate more by the way also. I think that I think they should too. I think women should really get in touch would, with their fucking. They would help guide us to make them touch. feeling better. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And there's no better way to feel better than through orgasm. But we are living yeah. cum factories, man, and it actually fucks us up hormonally if we don't get fucking <laughs> releases of this uh, every it's few true. days. It's if true. we're it's not the prostate cancer, yeah, we're if wrong. we're not blowing loads every few days, we die. Yeah, true. it is. It is. It is physical anatomy of our human body. We have to fucking come to live. Yeah, and so it's kind if, of awesome. If, if if not for anyone else, we have to do it ourselves. 
<laughs> right? And and that's you know, dude. I to don't imagine like being so like back in the day, people thought like, "Ah, oh, it's so terrible," or they used to shame people. You know, How fucked up is a that? Lot of that's hey, the Catholic Church. A lot of that's the Catholic Church, but you want to know why Every, people only live to forty? A lot of churches. They never masturbated. <laughs> they wore robes and they wore shit around their go- groins right? that fucking uh, kept it all in. They never got looked at. They never got touched. Right? That's so there was a thing up. of piety, and oh. piety led to early death. I could never live during those times. Nope. I would have been on a rack somewhere. I would have been a <laughs> gladiator. I would have been a gladiator oh, fucking before every the gladiators. Sh- sure. Or, no, 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 wait. After. After, yes. After the reversed. gladiators, yeah. yeah. But, you know, thir- 1100s, 1200s, crusade days. Isn't it crazy, though, that if you th- look at world history and what the Romans did, how they <sighs> conquered. The Romans went all the way to England. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And they built canals and sewage systems yeah. and all this great society. And then the Dark Ages come. And these motherfuckers think it's okay to fucking shit in the same area, live in fucking grass huts, while the Romans... That shit was evil to them, and they buried those ruins and broke them down. They had, they were on the verge of plumbing, and you know what I mean. Yep. And yeah. the Dark Ages took these people to living in fucking houses and burning smoke in their homes and not bathing because they thought bathing was wrong. And they, that's why they call it the Dark Ages, man. Yeah. You had the Romans and, and well, the Greeks that were into bathing and well, and d- studying. Disease and, was a huge thing. And That's, and yeah. them making, over. they were making wild guesses because of gods on where the disease came from. And so they found anecdotal study, anecdotal <laughs> evidence of someone going, hey, I didn't bathe for this long. I'm not sick. No one should bathe <laughs> right. now. Hey, check it out. You haven't bathed in a while, right? And all of a sudden you feel bad. I come along and go, hey. Maybe I should bleed you. Yeah. Start start opening your fucking veins to bleed the illness out of you. Yeah. While you're while you haven't bathed for a while, that infection sort of gets in there and shit. I oh mean, wait wait you have you have a headache you have you have too much air in your head. Let me drill a <laughs> hole in the back of your skull and let some air out. That's a good one. Yeah, because that you would have traveling fucking doctors going hey with little corkscrew drills and just put little holes in the back of your yeah. head. Thank God with, for Advil. Cover it with some gauze. Drill it out. Cover it with some gauze. Just oh, let that shit. air out of your head. Uh-huh. It's just, bad air. We yep, just bad air. Take that little piece out. Fucking crazy. What's this last one, man? All right. This All last right. one, my friends. Is the, the Isla. I'm this, excited for this. This. Is, this is the hard shit, right? Yes. This is, um, and it's pronounced Isla. It's spelled I-S-L-A-Y. Pronounced Isla. Ooh. It is, uh, this is called Lefroig 10-year-old. Right. The word Lefroig, which I I wanted to know what it meant, sure. it means the beautiful hollow by the broad bay, because Isla, if I'm okay. saying this properly after several beverages, yeah, it's like an island sort of region off of Scotland, right? So yep. they got their they're isolated, and we all know that Scotch has to come from Scotland, right? Yes, it does. It has to have the water and all that stuff yep. Yep. from There's that region. A, yes, you can't make Scotch in Oregon. You can no, make you a can. single malt in Oregon. But you can't make you can't call it scotch, nope. right? So this here, it is um, Lafroig ten year old. The color is a full sparkling gold. No, nope. you put it back. Oh, I did put it back. 
It is a full sparkling gold, though. We have our glass. I can look at that in the light. All right. So that is a that's a nice sparkling gold. It's close. It's a little better than the Space I ten. Yeah. Or the Spayburn ten. Spayburn ten. It's close to the Centauri. It is actually very close to the Centauri, which was the cleanest whiskey we had so far. Right. Well, that and the. Tullamore was pretty clean. The Tullamore was that guy. No, I I have the Tullamore's right. high on my list. Right. Okay, so I see where you're thinking here. All right, so according to the nose on this, it's got a huge smoky smell, seaweedy, medicinal with a hint of sweetness. Let's so what's funny is I've been smelling smoky this whole time, permeating up. Yeah. Oh, oh I know geez. when your glass was on the table. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've been smelling campfire the whole time, yeah. dude. That's that's a hundred percent campfire right in the nose, man. Fuck yeah! I, I think uh, a, I'm a medicine over the counter medicine. It's called a chloroseptic. Oh, that's 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 Cetaphil. The Cetaphil or whatever yeah, was that? Oh, Cetaphil, something like that. Yeah. Oh, dude, you're telling me. Yeah, so, I used to put that on burns. Holy Cetaphil? shit! I Cetaphil? agree. Something, yeah. Well, I didn't have a whole lot of no, nope, but that that is medicinal, a hundred percent. That is smoky. Yep. Seaweedy. Antibacterial kind of thing. I kind of get wow. the hints of seaweed. Maybe maybe some salty right. seaweed. Yeah. I'm gonna look past the initial try and see what else you right. get out of it. So so this is considered a full-bodied scotch, right? And just a little side note from what I know, I've talked to a lot of scotch drinkers. They really like Lafroy 10. Yeah. Right? Um it's almost a preference with a lot of scotch drinkers for like it, pure scotches. Right, because it's kind of middle of the road. It's it's affordable, but it's expensive at the same time. It's got credibility. So um, I don't know. It's almost an acquired taste. We are going to taste this stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and this is going to take a it's little right. longer. I tell you what, this this smell is different than any alcohol I've ever smelled before. And it's different than anything we've tasted all evening. That's why I brought this. All right. was because I wanted to compare and contrast. This is a contrasting scotch to what we've been drinking and what we like. Because the Spayburn was so fucking good. But I tell you what, the... The Glen Rost. This yeah. is gonna be different. That was my favorite okay. of all the scotches. Right. So now we're gonna take a sip of this, and we ha- we should have a surprising sweetness with hints of uh, salt and layers of peatness or peaty peatiness. Peatiness, like moss. Peat yeah, moss. Peat moss. So all right. let's take this and remember. Wow. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm kind of wait, blown away. Wait before. It, Little teaser. Hold yeah, your glasses. Yeah, 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 Stand yeah, yeah, fast, yeah. gentlemen. Stand fast. I'm fast. I, one more sniff. Because the finish. The finish is one word. It's lingering. So I figured we'd cool. just get that aspect out of the way. So as we drink this, we should have a lingering finish. And I know from experience of drinking this before, it, to me, it tastes like crap at first. Yeah. But then it lingers on the fucking tongue. Uh, and I find myself with a glass bringing it back to my lips. All right. It's kind okay. of a long deal. It's a cool. kind of a long deal. So All right. Hey, cheers, cheers, my friends. Cheers. Let's bring this in. is our last one that we have to sample yes, sir. before we yes, decide sir. on what we truly like. And yeah. one of us here may become a Petey Scotch fan. Hell yeah, Maybe. man. Maybe. This has really been cool. I'm excited to try this. Mm. 
Smoky. It is kind of shitty. Campfire. Feel that campfire? Oh, oh yeah. 100%. It's oh, yeah. wood in my mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's wood in your mouth. Yeah. Careful. <laughs> Careful. No, what? I'm going to say that. It's a big scotchy dick. It's a big, a big scotchy, scotchy dick. woody dick right in my All right. mouth. Right in my mouth. It has, um, it, I can tell they wipe down with cinnamon spray. <laughs> they wipe that dick down and sterilized it first in medicine before they shove that big woody pine bastard in my mouth. Must have. But you're right. The longer it sits on the tongue. It kind of becomes tasty, doesn't it? Well, I wouldn't call it tasty. It becomes well, bearable. On. Wait, wait like 30 more seconds. I have this smell of like asshole in my nose right now. <laughs> But this is what, but that's real scotch. Like that is scotch. This is what I believe a lot of people try scotch for the first time and they don't know that there's other scotches. Yep. So they go, I don't like scotch. But you have Speyside. You know what I mean? It makes your tongue numb. See. Yeah. Oh, man. So it's actually like almost like I remember I used to drink liquid hydrocodone. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's fucked up, but okay. (laughs) But it kinda, we all have our phases, dog. It kind of has <laughs> the right. same little feeling in the mouth. <laughs> they are not lying when it says medicinal. No, no shit. Not only by smell, but taste. Oh, oh yeah, no. Man. Do you feel your tongue like that? It gets more numb. It starts up front and goes to the back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't have a cough anymore. <laughs> no. If I ever had one before. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, that, that oh, actually dude. makes me feel really good inside. It numbs yeah. the tongue. And I think that's part of the yeah. I can hear you numb. and your lip <laughs> and your your tongueage, Aaron. <laughs> he's tasting it. He's. I'm he's, telling uh, you what, that's not fucking bad. Half now, you're right. Thirty <laughs> seconds later, doesn't it fucking change okay. your aspect? It's so like you can drink. It's like shit. What the fuck did I just drink? And then all of a sudden, you don't care. Second. You don't care anymore. But oh I'm, yeah, it's medicine. No wonder they gave this to people and they were sick. What is it? No, that, do you know what? This okay, is a perfect last. I've always this said is this. A perfect last one. I always this said this is my favorite. This is the contrast. Why didn't okay. the Irish and Scottish take over the world? Because of whiskey, <laughs> right? And this exactly. Th- they were like, man, we're a little ill. Let's t- let's have some scotch. They drank this. They're like, we feel better, but we don't want to fucking fight. I don't want to do a <laughs> right? goddamn thing. What's crazy about this stuff? You, sm- I mean, you smell the other stuff when it comes to your face. Oh yeah, but this one here, I okay, sneaks up on you. <laughs> well, I smell it instead of six inches from my nose, oh, yeah. like the other right stuff we've been drinking. I smell this like three feet from my nose. Oh, oh, I smelt it off the table, but off of our tongue right now, as it's dissipated, the lingering. I, I smell my mouth. Yeah, I smell my mouth from this scotch. I haven't had another sip since. <laughs> I smell my mouth. I, I smell my mouth. That's You're, an Isla Scotch. No, this is fucking great. It's kind of tasty, but kind of put offish in a it, sense. It has the, the only thing that I can Dude, say after. We're going to fucking really trip to fucking maggot brain right now. The only thing that I can say is is oh, I yeah. really, after feeling this 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 scotch. And sitting here and parsing it out on my tongue the whole time. There is a bland, bitter note 
that stays right on the top of my tongue. It's right on the top, huh? Yep. It, like right in the middle on the top of my tongue, and it just sits there. And I don't like that. Everything else about <laughs> that scotch was brilliant, other than this one bitter note that this lingers. Right. And they said lingering. They didn't say the shit was the linger. <laughs> This was the last thing I drank no, in but, one night because I, I did the sample and I woke up the next morning tasting that. This, on my this scotch gotcha. is not shit. Gotcha. No, it's not shit. No. There's no. just a lingering. It's an acquired taste. Sure. It, well, okay. Okay. Have, okay. Have something here's what it, here's, here's what I, here's what I kind of can, c- could make it think about like to me. Gin is made from juniper berries. Mm-hmm. So if you were to take a juniper plant and chew on it. Not as good as drinking gin. Not as good as drinking gin, no. but that's kind of no. like, I imagine chewing on a plant and this right. is the flavor I'd taste. <laughs> right. That's it. Like, like imagine chewing on a good a seed minute. bearing plant. For a right. while. <laughs> and it kind of leaves just a. I mean, it's lingering as fuck because it's still on my tongue. Oh, yeah. It's right there. It's oh, right yeah. there punching me right in the dick <laughs> with its big dicky presence in my mouth. I'm not gay, by the way. Of course. <laughs> Even though there's well, nothing wrong with that, I'm, if I was, I just happen to love vagina. I, would ex- I accept you how you are. I just love eating vagina. My favorite pastime. I Kidding. love truth. Truth. I'll, I'll keep it BG for now, but oh, no, yeah. it's fine. It, I love no, going. I, love the taste I think of woman. we all know. I, I love, love the taste of woman. woman. Even the little bit of nine volt battery you get sometimes, it's all oh, yeah. fine. Perfect. Sometimes it's a little acidic. That's fine. Right. It, ha- but hey, mostly it's base. But that's hormones. Yes. Wow. Well, that's not the woman sometimes. because it can change. Yes. Sometimes. The same woman can taste different. Right. Sometimes it has a little... And they know in advance. That's why they usually go, in a sense, subtly, not tonight. Yeah. Yeah. They say, hey, stay up here. Kiss <laughs> yeah. me the whole time. Suck on my titties. Put that in there, but uh, <laughs> but don't put that down there. Yep. And other nights they're like, no, you don't get none of this till you get in there. Right. So... Sometimes you'll before get a little you, bit of coffee. Before you put on Mega yeah, Brain, yeah, are, yeah. We, are we making our uh, decision? I think, yeah, we're making... Because we're, we're make... going to have a glass and really kick back and enjoy. No, we're going to... So that's what we're going to do. We're going to make our decision. We're going to discuss the 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 whiskeys. Okay. We're going to pour the glass of the winner. Yes. And then we're going to relax together and indulge in what in is Mega Brain. Because as you guys told me earlier, there's like certain restrictions, but what a fucking phenomenal song to sit back oh, and yeah. enjoy. No, in mostly. silence, and, and and that's a why, song. and that's why in this yeah, before, in in b- I wanted to make this the last song of the night. When okay. he told me the idea that you had maggot brain and master reality, I was oh, like, yeah. okay, we this has to be the closer. This has to be the end of the fucking finale. This is capping the okay. whole shebang lyrics. off for sure. All right, so so we gentlemen. had. All right, can I say Hopefully that, we don't have to, if I can interject, hopefully we don't have to have a tie and try these all over again. No. Okay. No. <laughs> so so let me start. I'm going to go back to the beginning of the tour for me. Um, at the beginning in Ireland, we had the Sexton, we had the Jameson Stout, and then we had the Tullamore. Mm-hmm. Yep. For me, I loved the Sexton. It was actually a really good Irish whiskey. I liked it. The stout was good, but I'm not a stout fan in the particular to begin with. 
I yeah. do enjoy the more chocolatey notes, but the Tullamore killed it in the tasting. It was the winner of the Irish. The Suntory stood out phenomenally because it tasted like seafood. Okay. It tasted it what what but the Suntory reminded me of is the whole encompassing flavor of a good night of sushi with sake. Okay. You know what I mean? Right, like yes. I associated that whiskey going, man, I just went out, I had some sushi, I had some you know, a bunch of different rolls, some fresh tuna, some fucking spicy redfin, some whatever sake with it. That was that in one taste. That that whiskey was phenomenal. The Spayburn had it before, had it again. It's always good. But the great... Glen Rose. Glen Rose. The Glen Rose. Oh, yeah. That... Blew my fucking mind. The Glen Rose as a scotch is standing up on the stage boxing Suntory. The mixes. Okay. For me. For me. Those two are fighting. Those two are fighting for top. And Tullamore is going, man, I should be in that ring. Like, Like, it's for me, it went... I don't know who, I honestly can't tell you if I had to pick, if I had to pick to drink more just from memory, I would probably drink the Glen Rhodes. All right. Okay. As the blend over the Suntory, but fuck, they're good. And the Tullamore as an Irish is now my new favorite Irish whiskey of any one I've ever tried before. Okay. You've, you've you've really shown me the best Irish I've ever had. All right. Oh, yeah. Your next step from here is Red Breast. Red Breast, yep. All right. What do you think, Jason? Jason what did you like? You're Dude. up, man. You're up and oh, yeah. hit a home run. I, uh, I fucking... I get mostly everything. I do like the castmates... Uh, Stout. The Stout Jameson. More than you gave credit for on the first run of things. But I never had the Sexton. And so um, it was super surprising. And although we had it first, I do remember it last. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll say I probably like that one. The Sexton? For that. For the Irish. For the Irish block. For the Irish block. Okay. Yep. What did you think about the Suntory? The Japanese. Oh, dude. That was something that reminded me of a, like, more of a bitter wine champagne kind of feel. Sake. But right. but it was a fucking whiskey. Right. Yeah. And, yep. and it did have those apple nodes, which I really like for that was, any kind of. I uh, do have to say the apple flavor. Lighter. That hearted. came out of the Suntory. Mm. The, the green apple. It was straight granny smith apple in your mouth mm, right mm. it 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 was honestly a flavor even though i did like the gray burn more or the sorry spayburn no spayburn? not spayburn the gray or the the glen roth the glen Rhodes. i liked that more as an overall flavor the best quick on the tongue flavor was the suntory right and that's okay. the only reason i kick it because right as it touched your tongue you had a apple it was i mean there was the four f- 
flavor on your tongue overpowered the lingering flavor of it. But the longer the fucking Glen Rhodes stayed in your mouth, the better it got. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. So, Jason, now move on to Spayburn and Glen Rose and Lafroyd. So, I would say, um, man, I hadn't, I've had Spayburn. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the fucking Lafroy I'd never had, and that was exceptional. I still taste it. Uh-huh. <laughs> still taste it, too. Uh-huh. And, but my tongue is numb. And it, oh man. But that's the thing. Like, I feel like if you were to have like two or three of those, it would be like that same consistent taste no matter whatever yep. you got. And so, like, when I drink a Spayburn, I think, and I love this fucking Spayside, you know, Spayside Scotch. I'm, yeah. Oh, dude, I really do. And I really love that. Um, and then, yeah, it's fucking. If I was to pick a fave, a fave of them, it would be a difficult, difficult choice because they are like. Do you really, have two to really pick different. with? Because I had two that I couldn't pick really between. Um. The other was the. Glen Ross. Glen Ross. Glen Ross. Um, and that was. That was the second to last scotch we tasted. Mm. The the blend. Mm. Actually, which was oh man. The <laughs> So if I was actually to pick, I would say all three of them. <laughs> I would choose all three of them over the other seven. <laughs> all th- oh yeah. Or um, the Irish. No, I would say I would prefer all the Highland scotches over any other anything we've tried this evening yeah really okay yeah i really like the highland so i've created a scotch monster kind of yeah (laughs) okay i I would say so so yeah what is interesting what about you michael what did what is your favorite of what we tried well i'll get to that i think what is interesting with jason is that he's kind of he hasn't discounted what you and i sort of go whoa he's Kind of likes both. Oh yeah, the Isla and a the Spayburn. blend. Yeah, mm. or a Spayside. I mean, so it's kind of interesting because I'm sort of in the same boat in a sense yeah. because I, I like I don't like this at first taste, mm. but the way it lingers on my tongue, it gets me, man. I like it's the peaty good. thing. I could drink it again because it's different. I could oh, drink it. Help again. yourself. No, I'm, well, I'm, I don't <laughs> yeah, think I want it. There's again. a whole freaking bottle here, oh, man. Yeah. I see it. I but but I'm waiting for what we're going to decide is the winner right? between the three of us. Uh-huh. My favorite overall. My favorite out of all one, two, three. Four, five, six, seven bottles that we tasted mm-hmm. is the Glen Ross. Yes. All right. My favorite out of the scotches, right, that we have here tonight, Glen Ross. My favorite out of the Irish is the Tullamore Dew. Yes. So I have two favorites because I'm probably Scots Irish more than anything. So Me, yeah. I or like Tullamore the best of both the worlds. Glen Ross. All right. But hell yeah. I, I've never tasted. Tullamore Dew, twelve year old, till this evening. Awesome stuff. It was really good. It will be the a staple. Tullamore 
was Dude, fucking so good. good. It will be a staple in my house because this is very close to the brand I told you, the Red Breast. Mm. Yeah. It's so very close. Red yeah. Breast is that much better. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. It, and for all you out there, he's holding up a small penis distance. Yeah, I would hate to, I'd hate to be that guy that's about like right, four inches right. long. I'm but sorry no, but, but, if you but, are. That's what, but, that's what he's holding up. It's only like a three and a half inch but, bigger. Tullamore do minuscule between Jameson and Bushmills and all that stuff. Oh yeah, it's, this Tullamore do twelve year old uh, way better. Way better. I'd rather spend $40 a bottle of this and uh, get almost the same satisfaction as a $62 bottle of a of Red Breast. But doesn't mean that I don't want you guys to try Red, Red Breast, Breast sometime. Red Breast is up on the list. Because it's going to happen. So what is your... My favorite this evening? Well, no, your your opinion on the Japanese. I like the Centauri. It's not Scotch. It's not Irish. It's a single malt, and I really like the Centauri. A friend yeah. bought this for me for my birthday, and he yeah. he was all, you like scotches? I'm going to give you something different. And I go, I've been meaning to try that for a while because it's in the scotch section. When you go to a liquor store in our city, Suntory is right there in the scotch section. So I'm like, ah, uh-huh. no. Uh-huh. I reach for it. No, I want to go with what, the, what I know. Yeah. I love the Centauri. It is definitely such an buy interesting this bottle flavor, again, man. And I definitely want to share this with people. So, do we oh, think yeah. the what? What do we think the winner is tonight, gentlemen? What are we listening? What are we going to sip while we listen to Mega Brain, which is about no eight minutes long? No shit, man. Ah, oh, dude, this so has been I, so cool. Mike McGuire says he likes Glen Ross. See, yeah. I for me, I do want to try the blend again. I want to taste it <laughs> one more time. It was such a such an overwhelmingly good flavor on all of the little exciters that are my palate. Not to mention the actual like like there were there were me. notes there were notes of all the other one where I was like hmm, maybe it didn't peak as high or maybe the linger didn't last as long but there was a combination of beautiful fruity notes up front and just a good lingering solid kind of caramely fruit taste at the end. That was the well, Glen Rhodes, man. Yeah, it I don't know. For me, the blend was most well-rounded at anything. Oh yeah, I agree with you entirely, Mike. Let's do it. Yeah, I think us. so. Let me let me pour while you cue Please. up. It's the first song on there, yeah, so it's already cued. that's easy. Jason, hell yeah, man. You have plans tonight, buddy? Nah. Well, hey, uh, you, you kind of did. <laughs> Over our podcast, right, our right. drunken podcast. Didn't so, can you guys well, know? You know, hey, I want. Hold you on, to know you got this. something in there, Jason? Oh shit! I want you to know you got this. Something in there. I'm right there. I want you to know that this is now the longest podcast we've ever done. Really? Well, we're we're, al- we're almost at four hours. We've talked some serious shit this evening. We are at three hours and fifty two minutes. This is now the longest podcast we've ever done. Congratulations, I was told, Michael. I was told this was a two-hour affair. <laughs> I said we would go at least two hours. Uh, uh, shit. I'm going to have a little more. Yeah. Do it. Do it. This is beautiful. I haven't uh, enjoyed the uh, Mary Jane this evening, which I would, I will during this song. I'll take one hit if it's available. If not, it will be. I got my scotch. No, it will be. I'm going to add a little bit of water. Because I, I, I do have to walk home. It's only uh, you're gonna sleep here, you fuck. 
Yeah, half hour mile. Uh, no. All right, let's do this. Um, that is golden. So I just yes. want to do a, I want to do one quick vote. We've had Please. one on the best scotch, best bottle of the yes, evening. yes. Now the song Maggot Brain. No one Tell here it. has ever heard it. I I, th- I might have man, but I can't put it in my head as like a, a cognizant thing I pull okay. up. Well, I hope that hearing this song this evening, because I love sharing music, right? And you're familiar with Funkadelic. Oh, yes. But yes. you're not recalling Maggot Brain, which, okay, it, it's early but Funkadelic But I, I recall shit. the album cover. All I'm saying is I love sharing this song and certain, I love sharing songs with people. Can we I, cheers, gentlemen? I love sharing this song with people that have never heard it before. All right. And... Can can you give us Michael a little bit of um I hope so. What what was your what was your when when did you hear this for the first time? Do you have a, a thing in your brain where oh, this song is fucking lootly, right, man? Give and, us that. Uh, give us that. Okay. Um I'm gonna you mind if I go into detail for a second since we're already like an hour over? No, go. All right. Go. Well I lived in this uh, part of Portland called Selwood, right? I lived in a fourplex apartment. I had a neighbor that uh, I had not met yet. They had just moved in. And uh, he heard, at the time, I, it was me, and I lived with uh, four very hot chicks. All right? Fuck yeah. Um, I was, at the time... Can I talk about... You can talk about whatever the fuck you want. At the time, in 1987, 88, no, 88-89, I sold a lot of... Uh, very visual things, things. like uh, cool. LSD, LSD, fuck yeah, ecstasy, stuff like that. Mushrooms. And, uh, so I, I you know, mushrooms. I had late evenings, also methamphetamines. Cool, right? Yeah, I was man. a fuck yeah. I was kind of a venture capitalist kind of guy. Um, my neighbor walked by these new guys while I live with these hot chicks. He walked by several nights, and we were always up late and playing music like. Old Judas Priest, the Sad Wings of Destiny album. Um, we did a lot of stuff like uh, an Icelandic band called Sugar Cubes and stuff. I mean, which is a great band. Bjork's first band, if you ever heard yeah, of Bjork. Bjork. Yep. Um, I don't know. Th- this guy just walked by going to work every... He worked the swing shift at a bakery there in Selwood. And uh, one day, he decided to stop and knock on my door. And he introduced himself. He goes, hi, my name is Clay. And this dude, Clay, is he's a very influential person in my life. Yeah. Uh, because we share a lot musically. And, That's deep. And, and, well, well, I mean, <laughs> not only important. musically, Clay is like 10 years older than I am. I'm I'm 50, so he's like 59. He's turning 60 here in, in, in a couple months. He spent the like, 1970s touring the world doing a... <laughs> magic shows and stuff like that right and you know and he 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 lived a life of partying a kind of a rock and roll lifestyle he was actually a dj for my she's not my blood aunt but i call her aunt vicky she owns the strip club here in portland called mary's club okay so oldest all right she's not my blood aunt but it's my mom's best friend gotcha they grew up together and all that i have aunts like that so yeah um my friend Clay come to find out through him talking and knocking on my door one night, right? And he goes, "Man, I love the music coming from here. Um, you guys are always up late. I come home late, you know. 
oh my god you got beautiful roommates and stuff it just led into conversation after conversation and uh come to find out he worked he was a dj at mary's club in the like uh late 70s early 80s i think so he used to dj for the dancers i brought up about vicky he goes oh i know her i used to work for her. blah 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 and so anything fast forward a little bit we started sharing music yeah he would bring albums over i'd break out my albums and he brought over this album called Funkadelic Mega Brain, mm-hmm. right? And I I didn't get it when it first came out. I got it in like 1987, 88. Sure. And if you say, Mike, sit down and listen to this, I'm that kind of guy when it yeah. comes to music that you I'm going to sit down because it's passionate to you. You asked me to sit down and listen to this. All right. I'm going to give it that listen. And he played Mega cool, Brain for bro. me, and I was fucking sold, man. And from that cool, song on... Bro. Even though Funkadelic changed in many different ways, they went harder, harder funk and all that stuff, which I love. Are you fucking kidding me? Maggot Brain paved the way just like the Black Sabbath album. Maggot Brain is a fucking song that transcends somebody. I get you, man. Just, <laughs> I don't know. That man. is that is My brilliant. friend Clay's responsible. I, I, when you said that, that if you're passionate about it and you tell me to sit down and listen to something, I'm going to do it because I can tell you're passionate about it. I feel the exact same way in my soul when someone tells me about music too. Right. You know, the only problem with that sometimes is sometimes people got so much going on that they can't just drop what they're doing. And it it breaks my heart a little bit because I told you I've been to over a thousand shows and that's a fact over a thousand. And I like over 10,000 bands probably because at one time I had over 2000 CDs, CDs, Right. That's not talking my album collection. That's not talking my porn video collection. <laughs> what, what have you? I mean, I had a lot of freaking music, man. Porn I had old, right? I had old seventy eights, right, from the nineteen thirties and forties and stuff. I had a huge music collection, and I plus, lost, I lost it all due to life situations. Plus, porn on cassette tape was a, a good thing to have, right? <laughs> right. My girlfriend not? talking dirty to me on a self-recorded message had that. Born on cassette tape. I get that. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maggot Brain, though, was shared to me by a very dear friend of mine. He's a friend of mine that lives up in Cascade Locks right now. And, you know, no shit. I've talked to you about him. Dude. He's kind of an, an eccentric guy now, mm-hmm. and he, he always has been. But he's a guy with a worldview. He's fun yeah. to hang out with. I'm going to, I want you guys to join me up there sometime. It's 40 minute freaking drive, man. Oh, yeah. Cascade Locks is right up the freaking road from us, dude. It's a great small town. We go there, spend money, stimulate the economy, hang out with some good people. But my friend Clay, he's the one that turned me on to Funkadelic. And Maggot Brain was the first song he played for me. And he caught me at a time. I don't know what it was, but he said, sit back and listen to this. And I did. Check this shit out. Dude. I can't build it up anymore, man. It's a a song that's guitar felt. Jimi Hendrix, great guitarist. Wished he was this. Uh, I yeah. can't say wished, but same fucking level, man. Yeah. Same fucking right. level because well, we it's got, the same freaking era. We got some fresh. We got some fucking our winner. We, we got, got the our Glenn Roths, the Glenn Roths, the Glenn Rothes, <laughs> however you want to pronounce this fucking beautiful scotch whiskey. Clear and clean. Guys, maggot brain ourselves to fucking death, huh? Let's Cheers, man. It. One of the best nights I had in a while. Good. I appre- I appreciate you. Man. I 100% agree. Opening man. poetry. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it.
Mother Earth is pregnant for the third time, for y'all have knocked her up. I have tasted the maggots in the mind of the universe. I was not offended, for I knew I had to rise above it all or drown in my own shit. Especially here.
breath right there, huh? That just made me reevaluate my whole life. Song should, man. That right there, that accept, that that crescendo, just made me reevaluate things. Holy fuck, dude! I've never heard this before till now. You haven't hearing no. this song live. That's why I cry when I hear it live. I've cried driving down the road here playing this. I believe I cried you. sitting I next be- to sharing it with friends. I it didn't do it to me tonight. But yeah. the next time we hear it, I could easily shed this a tear. Is, this yeah. is going to be a staple of my day. This song Do you listen to this song every day? I don't, but I've listened to it so... So much? I've listened to it. That I, I can't put a number on it, but if I were to, more than 1,000. For sure. I get for you. For sure. Because when it was first turned on to me, I couldn't get enough of it. And then I share it with people. You know what I mean? And if you didn't get it the first time we, that we were together, I'm going to share it with you again. Because I'm determined this, like even that. Even this. Oh, it's the under shit. Yeah. Oh, wait. Let's bring it back to the top. Let's make you cry here. Little Bootsy Collins there. Make you cry again right here. Bring it up. Shit that makes me cry right here. This part. It's laughing at you. It's laughing at you. <laughs> laughing. Hey, if you're laughing. You're crying, man. It's telling you. It's telling you. So strong, man. Mashed it up a little. That was nasty. Woo! Take that yeah, shit, bro. man. Woo! Wow. That was intense as fuck. Not done. No. Come on, Mega Brain. Mega Brain. Come on.
What is that, a stripper bending over? It's the constellations. <laughs> I've heard this song in every state of mind known to man. Trust me when I say that. I believe you. There might be a few known to man things I haven't tried, but that you can locally access. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Holy shit. It's my favorite. There's only one other Funkadelic song I like, and it's only in second place. It's called Shit Goddamn Get Off Your Ass and Jam. And Shit, goddamn, get off your ass and jam. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, that's the lyrics. That's perfect. But it's heavy bass. You're a bass player? Yeah, yeah. I want you to oh, hear yeah. that song sometime. It's on the uh, Let's Take It to the Stage album. Let's Take It to the Stage. Awesome album. Great song. Title song. But shit, goddamn, get off your ass and jam. Total bass. You'll perfect. Love You'll love it. I love it. Dude, that song was fucking mind-blowing. Yeah, dude. that song really, really blew my done fucking some crazy mind. Shit here tonight. Yeah, longest podcast. This was amazing. I think that there's um, after that had more liquor ever th- than ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. Um, I don't so, think there's much left to say, man. Well, thank well, you for ha- yeah. thank you for being here. All right. Well, <laughs> oh what? Real quick, as you mentioned, the longest podcast ever. Yes. I got to get in one plug. I'm a diehard Yankees and baseball fan, but cool. the Yankees are my team. Cool. Around. The Yankees and Red Sox have the longest games ever recorded in like Major League history overall. Cat. They, When they average Major League Baseball game, let's say, is two and a half hours, Yankees Red Sox are three and a half to four, right? Right. On a consistent basis. Tonight's podcast... It's like a Yankees Red Sox game. It was enjoyable. Okay. It was there. The fun was there. Fuck yeah. Cool. Okay, cool. All right. All right. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Pleasure right, being here, guys. Thank you. I love no, it. No, man. This Take it Michael, on home. Thank you. Michael, Michael, thank you, man. Jason, holy shit. We just did four hours and 12 fucking minutes, Psh, man. No. Dude, hanging out with good company, man. I can't believe that's it. We tasted up. seven different fucking scotches, whiskeys, Irish whiskeys from around the fucking planet. There was an actual, like, I don't know. I learned some shit. I, I walked away from, and actually, like, I feel really good. Sabbath on this motherfucker. Sabbath. Dude. And Sabbath then, killed. dude, honestly, how'd that monkey, maggot brain make you feel? Just the fucking, the shred. Like, that was, dude, to me, that was a, that was somebody putting their heart out in front of everybody to hear. I loved yeah, I love lyrics, so obviously I'm gonna be attached were you hearing, to something like that. Were you hearing words being said in um, that guitar what playing? I, what I love probably most was just the lyrics with the melody line itself, as it made everything else build. Because I felt like it started with lyrics, so it just kind of like created the monster. But um, maybe that's just being selfish. Sure, being selfish from the. Uh, singer side <laughs> yeah but I get it you. was truly amazing and um i'll listen to it more oh yeah and i'll learn because that's all how the I do. intricacies of yeah, brain. Th- well that's how i do yeah it. i yeah. listen to everything over and over again and 
then I learn each part as I go. And, or, Just like or you guys. Focus more. You guys out there, focus more. Listen to every part of this podcast over and over again. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in. If, you're, if you've listened all the way through the first time by now, you've probably forgot what we talked about in the beginning. Just like me. So go back, <laughs> <laughs> go back and listen to it just like I will. Um, we love you all. Thank you for all the support. Oh yeah, Michael, what what's up, buddy? I just wanted to say one. I know you're trying to wrap it up, but you of hit course. on something that is so key to life: focus and be positive. Yeah, yeah, you have to. Hell yeah! And it sounds so simple, right? But it's hard for it's a lot hard of as fuck. It's hard for positive me. Positive attitude brings positive results. True. We want to end on a positive note. Fuck, man. That's it. Have a positive attitude. That's love it. you guys. Thanks for having man, me. Man, I love you, buddy. Yeah, Sorry man. to drag this no. out for the longest no. podcast ever. But no, no. It takes a while to drink seven bottles of whiskey. Oh, yeah. No, this not is fucking all, bro. Jason, yeah. buddy, I love you, man. Yeah. Aaron, Let's kill it. Love you too, bro. It's uh, oh, yeah. Doing it's it been a fucking other one. High five. <laughs> oh, one better one. There we go. That's the one. Good night, everybody. Or good day, wherever you are. We love you. Wherever you're listening to this. Just do what you do. Be positive and kill life, man. Kill it! (laughs) We off air? Dude, that shit was fun. I had a fucking blast with you guys tonight. Are you kidding me?